Welcome, everybody, to Painkiller Already, number 180, closing in very quickly on 200. I am What will we do? I, I don't know. What are we going to do for 200? Hookers Let's and sacrifice Blow. Let's sacrifice yeah, a Blow episode. Hookers and Blow? Yep. What if we could probably get, like... No faking. You know, though. I wish... <laughs> What if 200 was the first episode that we hosted somewhere else, and we had we had such graphic content that it couldn't be on YouTube? What if we had what if we had like a Howard Stern type episode where we brought in some hookers and and just had a good time? You know, not we we wouldn't fuck the hookers. I mean, maybe later, but we'd I, have I the hookers would. do things. Maybe. Lefty wouldn't fuck any of the hookers. None of us would fuck hookers. We would no, just watch them do just, things. I need to up. get spousal approval for some of these ideas here because like, I'm picturing. <laughs> I mean, legit, we can do it in like, remote. Lesbian stuff happening behind us while yeah, we do the show. I'm picturing hiring like two cam whores. I'm sorry if that's the, uh, you know, like the, a poor way to put it. But what else do you call those girls who strip on, you know, cam? I believe cam whores the official title. Yeah. League of Legends yeah. streamers. That's what you're hey, get a couple of. Yeah. Get a couple of those girls. Um, and you know maybe they they go on camera and we we talk to them and we play some sort of a, like a naughty adult game that in which they end up naked. And I don't see how this could go wrong. So you're, you're squirting the ping pong. You guys can't see it, but she's squirting the ping pong ball <laughs> out of uh, out of her vagina, and that's no. They would crazy. see it. No, they would, <laughs> they see, would it. see it. Oh, we'd have to host it somewhere she else. Has yeah, that's delivered. what I'm saying. Like, like oh, that would okay. be the episode where like we we host it somewhere else and we're we're getting at we're getting you know ad money. Uh, that would be great. Hey yeah, mom, I know you watch the show. Yeah. Hey, I, I, <laughs> aren't you I'm proud just, of how I turned I'm out? Just, I like to throw ideas out there. Okay, <laughs> some, of them, some of the winners, some of them aren't. This week's, you know, lesbian double cam whore special. Maybe that's a miss, but I don't know. Maybe we could do the. We could just record the instead of instead of like recording the the four hours where we try to put on a show. We just record perhaps the hour and a half, two hours before and after the show where we're talking about. The YouTube business and just just laying waste to people in the YouTube realm and just yeah, right? about them and just record that. And be like, here you go. This is everybody wants to know what is pre PKA like. Oh, just just lay out all the shit these guys don't yeah. know about other YouTube. Yeah, we, we, we spend like two hours bashing everybody who just, is who's just you know, you know these bad people who do bad things, and then we get it all out of our system and we come on here and put on a clean show. Mostly faces will be ripped open with keys. Oh God. <laughs> That's right. not even what we were talking about either. <laughs> like, you know, you guys want to know things, why this person isn't a part of that thing anymore or whatever else. This is That would be the show for it. Yeah, there's always and a it reason. Would be the, it would be the... I just like, want to get along show. with everyone, but it's very hard. Yeah, but, you know, you Kyle, you say you listen to Stern a lot, but he's he's not a guy. He's not... We need to do the, the sponsor at the start of the show. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Kyle, oh. who's our sponsor? Oh, it's FPS Games Game Clips. Who else could it be? He's an enthusiast. He's a PC gamer, a tech junkie. Uh, his channel's focused on tech tips and reviews. He does giveaways, and uh, it's most, mostly surrounding gaming. He's got a great... He, they're watching great it right now. There's an show. instructional video on how to sponsor Painkiller already. <laughs> Excellent video. Yes. Now, what I want to know, is the motherboard like the hooker's ass in that? I, I don't is know. Is that what it's supposed to be, where he's raining on the motherboard? Like, yes, this is <laughs> this is like the hooker thing. <laughs> That's a move. I've, I've been in a lot of strip clubs, and I've never seen anybody pull that ball or a move, of a move to, like, really make it rain. Uh, it's that, that's You've something. witnessed this? 
No, this looks like a lot of money. Oh, and by the way, he's doing a giveaway at the end of his money video. This is a guy you should sub to. Absolutely. Like I bet he favorite. makes it rain at strip clubs. What's that? I bet he makes it rain at strip clubs. I bet he does. If he's old he enough. If he's if he's old enough to be. He will one day. He will he's one got a, he, his, uh, his background on his YouTube channel is a picture of his computer, and he's got two GTX Titans. Nice. Dual Titans. Yeah. Nice. That's better than me. That looks really nice. If I don't know how this guy gets dual Titans, but if you've got an extra one. <laughs> Lefty, what you are you rocking? A 680? Yeah, uh, the 4 gigabyte MSI GTX 680. 4 gigabyte 680? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I did a little research, and I've always wanted to mod games, you know, like Fallout, Skyrim, or whatever, and I read that... Um, there's and, and uh, oh Grand Theft Auto was another one, and I read that some of the mods eat up like the games are only tuned for uh, for the maximum of like two gigabytes of RAM, but some mods eat through that like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you really want the big one, you got to go for the for the four gigabyte six eighty plus with all the CUDA cores that are in this this six eighty. Uh, and since I got Adobe Premiere, it's incredible the render times on ten eighty footage uh, with color correction. It's just like boop, and it, you know I go work out and I I render I rendered PKA plays in in an, like about an hour of uh, like my workout time. I went to I started the render and I went to go work out. I came back and it was done. For what it's worth, my observation has been that uh, adding an NVIDIA card with the CUDA cores helps rendering a ton. But switching from the 680 to the Titan, I don't even know if there's a difference. If there is, it's probably like 5% faster or something. It doesn't make a difference. Mm. So, uh, Do we want a topic or do we want to roll with where we were before? I don't know. We, we could talk about PKA plays and, the, and how, how, how badly I failed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a <laughs> real fucking disaster. <laughs> So, so first of all, let's not talk about the gameplay. I just want to say what happened with the. It's my first time not only playing the game and with a keyboard and mouse and all that stuff. Well, you did it's a also, little practice. Oh yeah, a little bit. I played by myself like in the right. campaign, but you know, like not much. And uh, and it was also my first time using this OBS uh, recording program. And I set it up correctly with Lefty's help the first time, but then you didn't like the microphone I was using, so I swapped mics, but. Nobody told me to go back into the settings and, you know, select the new mic, and it didn't occur to me. So we played the first session, and I didn't record any of my own audio. And then we played the second session, and I was like, yeah, fuck that last one up. Sorry about that. And then I did select the new microphone, but I didn't tweak the levels correctly between the chat and the game volume. So the chat's completely drowned out during every action scene, which is pretty much 80% of the game. So you are your own voice is really good, but the rest of us... No, it's, it, even my voice really gets covered up pretty well. Everybody, oh, oh, so the game is booming. The game is booming, yeah. Ah, yeah. I see. It, and when I looked at it in the pre-recording, it wasn't an all-out shit fest. You know, there were, were machine guns going off and, and right. zombies screaming. It was just the background music or whatever, like the, the main menu music. So it, the mix looked good. It looked like it was at like 20% and we were the other 80, but... And when we got in the game, it was ruined. So my footage is ruined for that. But don't worry, because I was really bad at the game. And <laughs> you, you really don't even want to see what the I was doing. The safe doing. room was right there. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about that. When I'm such a noob at this game that the the idea of the safe room, I'm sure, is ingrained in each of in, in you guys' heads. 
Like you're like, yeah, the whole point is getting to the safe room. It took me a while to even grasp that concept that 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 it was safe room to safe room. I'm just shooting shit. I'm just running around exploring, looking for health packs and shooting stuff. And I only took one extra health pack, and, and everybody's acted like I took dozens. There were there no was... other health packs. That's bullshit. You lie. <laughs> I walked into the room. I had, like, 20 health. I used one, and it got me, like, to 80. And then I used another to get all the way to 100, which I realize now is... And then is, you picked one up, and you put it on your back, and you were sick. I, 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 I did not pick one up on my back. I just took two. Um, and, and that was one more than I should have taken. And I didn't know that because, once again, I'm a noob at the game. I thought they were sort of limitless. Like, that was a goodie room where, like, because the ammo's li- limitless. It is, I thought right, it was yeah. similar. And the guns, I think, are limitless in there, too. We can yeah, all take sure. the same gun if we want to. It just stays on the table. I can see why you thought that. It's not that crazy. It's just more fun to fuss at you. Um, and I thought you played fine. We made it. We won it. We won both games. Hell, that's a win. That's two wins. Yeah, when we when when you guys were would refuse to board the plane at the end so that you could point more... <laughs> For oh, for God. more stuff that was uh... Uh, so so next time I will record and upload it but but this time I've got one video with like no audio and another video with poor audio I, and it's oh it's just bad video anyway in the so I had talked about how I was good at Left for Dead like leading up to it and um, I actually have a lot of time in Left for Dead one on Xbox 360 and 80% of that transfers over but as I watched it. Like, okay, there were a couple times, like, Kyle got attacked by the witch, right? And then the plan was, Kyle, you startle the witch since your health is low anyway. It's not that big a loss. We'll kill the witch, and then I'll heal you. So Kyle does his thing. He goes up to the witch. He startles her. We all kill her. I walk up to Kyle. I heal myself. And I walk away thinking everything's going fine. (laughs) Kyle's limping. I don't know what the deal is. I'm hop skipping into the back of the train safe room. The other three of you are trying to carry him to the end. And I, I, it wasn't like when I watched my own footage, I cringed so hard. There's, um, I know Lefty said that there was, but there wasn't. There was no incendiary ammo or red dot sights in Left 4 Dead 1. So those were game mechanics I don't have the same amount of time in. And basically I'd pick up the incendiary ammo, carry it around, and then put it on the floor and never use it. And it's a new game mechanic to me. But whatever, I played okay. Uh, I had a, and you know the, the important uh, at least for me was I had a lot of fun. I had a blast. And I talked yes. about it on my show. It's like, you know, when you're when you're recording games with people, when Kyle and Chiz and I, when we're all playing Civ Five, we get kind of quiet. But we know that if we were recording, there's a time you you know to turn it on, you yeah. know to be on. And and there wasn't that for me. It was just I was playing and having an absolute blast. Dude, I had a blast too. And what I haven't talked about yet is before we started playing, I was grumpy. Right? It just it wasn't my greatest day. It was one of those days where you hit every traffic light and, you know, it was like, all right, PKA's time. And the truth is, I like, I, I really effing don't want to do this right now, but I will not be the guy that stopped it from happening. You name the game and the time and I'm there. And within 10 minutes or so, I was pretty psyched. You know, I, I was I was enjoying myself very much. And uh, now I'm looking forward to the next session. Lefty, I, we have anointed you leader. But people are – if you missed my Feedback Friday – so this is this is going up on Saturday. My Feedback Friday is uploading as we speak. Um, I am not leading PKA plays. I refuse to do it. There was a leadership void. I spotted it. It wasn't happening. Games weren't getting chosen. And what I did about it was absolutely nothing. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't pick – everyone's like left for dead. Woody's clearly pulling this train. No. Uh-uh. 
I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I'm he not... didn't. He didn't. I'm well, off for that. Okay, so I, I, here's what we'll do. The, the next PKA plays will be Civilization because that's what everyone wants the most. Um, we're going to come up with a way to make it as fast as possible. One idea I had was doing a map with a big ocean in the middle and building up a navy until like the year, you know, just an arbitrary number we pick, like the year 1500 AD. And then we begin recording when we when we kicked off the naval battle, and just whoever won the battle won the game, and you know it'd be over fast. We could do thirty minutes and we'd be done. What if you name the time and the game and let me know? Yeah, because the thing about I mean, these games stretch on for hours and hours. Um, yeah, if like you're going hours, hours and hours. Days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you had a multi-gate day game just recently with uh, Cheers and Lefty, right? Yeah, we've up? been. We, what's that? It just wrapped up. Yeah, Chiz. How'd that we, go, Bobby Fisher? It was a multi-game. It was a multi-day <laughs> game with Chiz. How'd that go, and, Bobby uh, Fisher of Civilizations? I he beat me with a, uh, a cultural victory. He, um, which I didn't realize. I didn't. I didn't know how that game mechanic worked. I didn't know he was that close to that. Basically, he just built enough stuff in secret that the game just ended. It was like you've lost, and meanwhile, I'm like sitting pretty. I've got like eight cities, an enormous army. I'm building like a space program. I myself was probably only ten moves away from like finishing the game. Um, my army was incredible, uh, but meanwhile, Chiz had two cities and just focused on culture oh, and beat me. I was so excited to see that roll because 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 you have actually described yourself as the Bobby Fisher of civilization. Of Civ Rev. Of Civ Rev. Okay, okay. Totally not the Bobby Fisher of civilization. <laughs> all right, all right. Not so all. I'm talking I may- to Chiz, and he's like, I'm going to win. I can't lose. This is a done deal, etc." cetera. And um, uh, I was like, you know, how can you be so sure? And he writes to me in Skype, and I didn't want to, like, play my hand. I didn't want, like, to – I didn't want to be a party to whether he won or lost, won or lost. So I was like, I don't even know Civ well enough to to understand what your strategy is, which is not true. I won many cultural revolutions. Like I, I've won that. I, I know how to do it in, in Civ Rev anyway. And uh, it's, it's easier in this game. You basically you clear the- like four or five um, tablets of of um, tenants or whatever, and you're done. And then you build one building, and you're done. And meanwhile, like, I had such an insane army, just dozens of units, lots of tanks and artillery, and mm-hmm. it was, it, it was just, it was, it was like a slap in the face, just really <laughs> pissed me off. I was like, because the way it does it, it's not like... And the game before that, did Chiz win that one? Um, no. Um, did, did you win that one? I'm trying to remember. I think we played a game where it was me, Chiz, and Lefty. Yeah, there was a nuclear strike, right? Yeah, I won that kind of by default. Oh, you just... won that. Right. Now I remember. We've all – I've yeah. won two or three. Lefty's won – how many of you won, Lefty? Just just the one. You, I won one. Uh, I know you and Chiz played another one where you won, and then Chiz won the uh, the most recent one you talked about where I was in it originally, and then I got knocked out and uh, and and just and had to leave. So Kyle has only won one v ones, none of the true like no. multiplayer game. Yeah, but it's looking like he's gonna win the one that we're playing now, where we're just playing, where we're we're adhering to a one city rule. We all have our one capital. It's city difficult to it. tell because Chiz is a liar. If he, everything <laughs> you know is the disinformation strategy that he's feeding you. He's putting up a fight. It's the the main holdback in that game militarily is getting your units to the other guy's city. It's like getting them there is such an ordeal. I build roads to him. 
He's, there's a small ocean. They've got to go oh, across oh, like four okay. or five hexes of water to to hop over to his continent. And right now, his city is. I don't think unless he's much farther ahead in culture than I think he is, uh, he's done for. Because there's like four tanks on his land and two or three other units, and he's got four infantry units. But I'm just, I can move so much faster that I'm just gonna dip and dodge until my rockets get there and take him out. He's done. I got Lefty at my uh, western border. It's uh, strictly border defense. He it's has some border incredible defense. border defense. He's got it's like nine <laughs> artillery units and like two or three or four other mixed units stuck in in a band like a semicircle that <laughs> that's just on the other side of my empire. And I've got three. I'm I didn't know border how defense like, and ready to attack. They look like roughly the same thing, don't they, Lefty? <sighs> Yeah. Well, I found that out the hard way when all of a sudden Chiz starts amassing troops on my border in the other game that I won, and Kyle does the same thing. And I ask him, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, border defense, border defense. And then before I know it, both of them declare war on me at the exact same time, and I had to go nuclear. Yeah, it's never <laughs> – border, border defense is always like an amassing of troops until a push. It's like it's more like a troop uh, assortment before attack. You want to get the infantry guys in front and maybe some cavalry in and the back. And then you nuke their asses, right, Lefty? Yeah, but Kyle's got nukes this time too, so I got. Yeah, that's what's holding Lefty off. Lefty's got that big army, but I've got three nukes in my city that can hit him like back to back to back. I can take the whole army. If I get in fast enough into close enough to his city before he can launch his nuclear missiles, I would I could force him into an area where he'd have to nuke himself in order to get my guys because he I don't think he can nuke my capital. See, with this kind of talk, I'm starting to think preemptive strike, Lefty. I, I'm, I'm just, starting to think maybe I turn – you remember that that footage from the first Gulf War when the, it's like a graveyard of tanks where we just kept flying A-10 warthogs over and killed all the mm-hmm. machinery the Iraqis have? I'm going to do that if I see anything twitch over there in the <laughs> western front. Well, maybe I can just maybe, – maybe I can just move my guys west and help Chiz out in I would, his conflict. <laughs> and, well, and I don't think you – you, and you might actually be able to do that, but – it would take you a long time to get there, and I can send a bomber all the way to your city with a nuke. Like, you're within bomber range, I think. <sighs> Save talk. I'm amused. I'm amused. <laughs> oh, Woody yeah. hates civilization so much. Surprisingly, Like, he's not- the civilization Grinch. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's not true. I played <laughs> a lot of Civ. I started playing Civ in the 90s. The, the one thing I have for Civ now is I don't really have the time for it. You know, I, I've got stuff to do. While you guys were playing Civ, I was making Feedback Friday. While you guys are playing Civ, I'm working on the greatest prison server the world has ever seen thus far and forevermore. Um, <laughs> it really is going to be the greatest the world's ever seen. Um, I, yeah, working. I, I've been pulling night shifts lately. Like, typically what I do is I go to bed at midnight and I wake up at like two or three and then I start working with my Australian sysadmin and, uh, and then that goes until whatever and, and, um, Anyway, yeah, so I've just been working big hours lately, and uh, no time for Civ, that's all. That's why I need a shorter game. Yeah, which is why I'm, you know, if I'm the conductor, or if Kyle and I are the conductors on the PKA place thing, you know, Chiz, well, Chiz, by way of skimping on work, has a lot of time on his hands, a little wait, bit more wait, time wait, on wait, his wait, hands wait, than wait, you, wait. I, I, I have to say, uh, that... I, I don't sign off on the Chiz skimping work thing. I I can't co-sign. I I, I talk. That's between to... you and him. That's not us. 
That's an employer-employee thing that you guys got to hammer out. Uh, I know Chiz played some Sid today, but he also finished the entire cell list for the prison server, and um, and he's also there with me at night a lot of times when I'm working with Zero. Well, and, I don't know if he played. He tried. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing about Siv. Okay. She says she's <laughs> – I've been putting orders in by text while she was out. Um, be on China. It's, it's, it's 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. She's reopening the kitchen for me. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So Siv's working away – or Chiz is working away. Not So, not like, Kyle, Chiz, and I could could record us playing Civilization, but to, to actually make it PKA plays, that might be a bit hard because, like, what he's been saying – you're working a lot, and to, to be like, you know, the, the game we did today has been moving remarkably fast, faster than probably any other game. Yeah, the single city thing helped. Um, but wait, but how many hours in are you? Like eight? Like five. Like oh. five or six. It's a long video. Yeah, they're very long. Um, but <laughs> like I not said... Done. It's five or six hours, it might go eight or ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but that's why I was saying we could do some new other scenario where... We built our civilization for say an hour, and then we fought for you know until until it was over. Well, if we can find a scenario where we start with a with civilizations already in the industrial era, oh, that's a, from there, yeah, totally can. You can click that button and do it. We can do the steampunk version where we start off with like a half a dozen units, and they're all funky and crazy. You name the time and the game, and I'll backpack you again. I'm really enjoying my my, my little indru- uh, in introduction into PC gaming. Um, for some reason, I thought um, mods were much more complicated than they are. I thought that applying a mod to a game might be as complicated as actually creating a mod. And now I see that you just click a button and you got it. And that that's making games so much more enjoyable. I was telling Lefty, I now think that PCs are so much they are so superior to consoles that it's they're not even on the same playing field. Um, PCs are to consoles as consoles are to like Nintendo DSs, like handhelds. Like it's it's not even they're not on the same playing field. The things that I can do, the the way Fallout looks on my machine, no, it's not even close. All the options and the the Jesus Christ, I can I can have I can make my weapon in Left 4 Dead look like something from Lord of the Rings if I want. Most importantly, you can make Zoe naked. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. That's terrible. That's, that's the dirty side of mods. The ones where it's they, glorious. Yeah. That's what it is. Make no There's mistake. Whole sex conversion mods and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> really like, and people devote time to it. And it's like, check out the AI, and you'll just walk in on these two people <laughs> in the Fallout New Vegas, and they'll be fucking. And it's like, who? You spent that much time on a full sex conversion mod? Well, I kind of like it at the like at the Gamora and and like the places where there are like prostitutes or and strippers and stuff. They should be topless at least for it to be like realistic. It doesn't make any sense for like the Gamora, this like den of sin to not have any sex or any nudity going on. So I can understand it there, but when they're like I want my my companion or my follower to be like Tits McGee over here, like that that's silly to me. <laughs> I don't want that necessarily. I care more about how good she is with a sniper rifle than what her tits look like. She's a video game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Name the so time, yeah, the place. I'm on it. If you guys have any suggestions or uh, ideas on how to make it better, tell Lefty and Kyle. Cause I like the straw polls on the PK subreddit. That does give us a, a good, you know, like a direction. Because I I don't want to be too heavy on first person stuff. Yep. But at the same time, there are a lot of first person games that kind of lend themselves to what we're doing. Be it Gary's Mod, Borderlands, Payday Two. 
uh, Left for Dead, like we talked about. Call I'd like to mix it up too. I, I would be up for doing some sort of a um, like a board game, like, you know, like an I old school game. Cards. Is it Cards Against Humanity? Is that how it's yeah. said? Yeah, Cards yeah. Against Humanity. That could be fun. Yeah, I I, sure. I said Jeopardy. I bet there's a a version of Jeopardy that we could play and use our ma- our mice as buzzers and and play fucking Jeopardy. I'm psyched because I had such a good time. I'm psyched because I, I walked into it grumpy and I left really happy and excited. And I'd like to have that all the time. I think we should do two videos a week. PKA plays. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, it didn't take long right. to do it. And I know a lot of people are enjoying them, and that's great. And uh, but, we're, you know, shit, I, I now I'm really like you put the there's pressure now. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't happen, oh, there's no pressure. No, no, no. No. Well, I mean, just it's game selection because if I choose the wrong oh, or if we right. choose the wrong game, you know, oh, this if is you the choose third the wrong game, or it doesn't happen on time, or something falls through. Tweet me at Lefty Ox. <laughs> it's what it's like Woody yes, said. exactly that. Tweet <laughs> at Lefty Ducks. It's at like Woody Ducks. said earlier, though. It, it, I don't think it's going to be hard to pick the first three or four or five right. or six games. It might be hard to pick the ninth and tenth game. But for the time being, it's it's a while before we start getting to like finding some weird indie game or something. Like we can totally um, there, there's tons of games we can jump in that are a bunch of different ver- uh, variety of games. I, I would play StarCraft. Oh God, my. Uh, is StarCraft good to watch when you don't know anything? Like I, uh, look, I, I know, I know you need to have Zerg's mining or something, and then those mines help you. And you have to figure out whether you want to concentrate on military or strength and economy, and then you can, you know, and once you invest in your economy, you can go to military. There's some game fundamentals because I've watched it here and there. I have never clicked on StarCraft before. I haven't either. Um, I will literally play that? anything. I would. I would get into you know I I don't think it necessarily should be a like some feat of strength video that we're making like we're gonna crush Left 4 Dead on Impossible mode like it'd be more fun to be like all right so none of us ever played a race car game but here we go <laughs> and us just like playing bumper cars on Forza or something mm-hmm. I, like as long as we're playing a game and having a good time I think that's all that matters I could see that I could see because that. there's you know the, with the, the YouTube uh, landscape is that there's there's a specialist for every game. There's yeah. guys who make civilization videos at a top tier uh, play level, and we're not trying to compete with them. Just trying to have a good time. You know, so I, Lefty, I don't watch a ton of YouTube videos right now. Mm-hmm. I, I go in and out, right? Sometimes I get totally invested in them, and sometimes I don't. But uh, in terms of the gaming space, I kind of feel like the videos of 2011 and 12 are just like that. The idea of talking over a game. For seven minutes is done, like Dunzo, right? Like that. Is no? that being like the marquee for? Because I got in because of Hutch, and Hutch was the guy that you would go to, and you'd watch the gameplay, and you would listen to to him talk about things, just talk about things, right? And that I think that's what you're kind of right. hinting at. That's not like a marquee thing anymore. I think there's still a place for it. But, but I, I don't think it's like, oh man, I gotta check out this guy's daily I, commentaries. I feel like in YouTube now, you have either like thirty to ninety seconds, or go like fifteen minutes plus, mm-hmm. and the, that's the that's a popular kind of content. You know that that long form. So to sit down, get comfortable, enjoy your time on this video. Like I dug, I watched our own PKA plays. I watched each of them two or three times. <laughs> like I, I thought they were fun, 
And my wife made fun of me for watching him. Oh, and I just want to point out, at, at the point in the game where I was complaining because I said that they were surrounding me, I have the footage. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back and get the screenshot and put some fucking, like, some, uh, some, some letters on that and some arrows that point out completely fucking surrounded and draw a circle around the zombies' heads. Because literally what happened is that what, the thing with the tongue. Describe which right map now, it was. Uh, it was like industrial. It it felt like I don't remember. Were you headed towards a train car, or were I you honestly, headed towards a room? I, I don't. It feels like I was out 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 in like a train yard, maybe. Huh, okay, because that's the. There were two times. There's one time when I rescued you, and you were legit. You were being smokered, and there were like 15 guys on you or something. And that then, may be what we're talking about because. But the time Chiz was talking about, and I don't believe Chiz made it up. Like he wouldn't do that. It, it's not. It's not how he's wired. I believe. Maybe you finished them, or I don't know. But you said you were surrounded. Well, with the katana, you kill, you can kill like five at a time sometimes. Uh-huh. And I think by the time he looked in that instance, maybe I had done one of those moves where I sliced everybody behind me. My downfall, it, it seemed to me, besides you know being really, I, I want to say rusty, but that's not the word, just not good with the keyboard and mouse at like navigating and moving and stuff, uh-huh. uh, and not really knowing what the what I'm supposed to be doing other than shooting zombies, was that it seemed like I would be sprinting along. And I would get hit in the back, and that completely slows you down. Right. And then, and then there would just be multiple hits in the back, and it's just I feel like I'm getting bogged down. And when I turn around, I'm not good enough with the keyboard and mouse to like get them all off of me, then turn around and continue on my way fast enough. Yeah. What you need to do is zip around in a in a in really fast. There's even a keystroke for 180 degree turnaround, which I on Xbox I used it all the time. On PC I don't. Um, but you can zip around 180 degrees, then you have to melee them, and it pushes them away. And from there, you can either melee again or shoot or something like that. That's the mechanic that you need to get your arms around, if you were yeah. to care to keep playing. I think the next game will be something different. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I, right. I think the, ne- the next game is going to be Civ, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll get it like some scenario that will take under an hour. We and, might um, consider... Uh, well, actually, I just had two ideas, but one I was going to say, we might consider playing cheap games, like, you know, something that's not current anymore, but going for five bucks. Oh, yeah, definitely. People might want to play. I'm up for a weird, complete uh, variety of games. And then oh. we might consider a sponsored game, like not, not any sponsored game. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. But if someone wants to pay us to play their game, dude, welcome to Painkiller already. Make it rain, bitch. You oh, yeah, that would be... want to pay us to play uh, Watch Dogs multiplayer, if there is such a thing? Yeah, that would be that would be exp- I think that would be an expensive sponsor if we came on and played your game. Um, that would get up into the fifty thousand dollar range. Fifty, seventy, two hundred and fifty—they're all expensive sponsors. Yeah, it exactly. would that because that would be that would get you two full videos on multiple channels. That you know you're gonna get one hundred twenty-five that gameplay. Yeah, you're gonna get about mm, two hundred thousand impressions maybe on, of your game, and you know. Get get the whole army of fucknards. They'll all buy it. Think about what that would cost you to get on television, and then think about how much more targeted the demographic is, people watching games on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. It would be the best advertising. If I had a game um, that we could play on the PC, I would totally be like, yeah, let's play my game. I'll give you guys 500 bucks a piece. Speaking of which, our new prison server comes out on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. We will. We were going. We are going to play Minecraft at some point, and everybody yeah. needs to wrap their heads around that. And I think we need to be enforcing that episode after episode. That like the fifth video probably is going to be Minecraft, I, and just know it's coming on the fifth video. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know coming. what it is. Minecraft. I, something that fits. Um, it, it occurred to me we could play survival games too, 
which uh, it breaks into like eighteen minute sections. It's simple to play. It's teaming a lot, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's on Woody. Is, is there a way that I could like have just like a bow or something, and I could stand in one place and click the mouse? <laughs> no, but what does happen is the way to succeed in survival games is that, like you know maybe you've got an extra chest armor and I've got an extra sword and we trade pieces and now we're both better for it. And you don't betray each other, just like the Hunger Games movie, until the very end. Like, all right, now there's four of us. Fuck you. <laughs> We're no longer friends. I see. Yeah, that would be interesting. But, but yeah, fifth video is going to be Minecraft, so get your heads wrapped around it. I think third video, I'd be up for Payday, maybe, or or Borderlands. I'm, I really want to play Borderlands for some reason. If we pay border, Borderlands or Borderlands, Borderlands, that's a that's a commitment though, because Borderlands. It's long. I, I saw Woody running it down. It's there's a it's long and there's a lot of fetch questing. You're, you can't play. That come back. There's not like chapters that we could like be like, yeah, let's play chapter nine, episode two. Um, we could pick an appropriate quest, but you you'd also need to know that you're gonna put like 14 hours into the game. What? There's to get not to like a good quest. Well, I mean, the first quest might not be interesting to people. Well, that's uh, – I thought maybe it would be like Call of Duty where, where, like, you know, you can go in and select a mission and be like, yeah, let's play the finale mission. No, not really. I mean, you you might be able to, but you'd have to beat the game. Because Left 4 Dead's like that as well. Like, like you can go in and you could set up a game at any level of the game at any time. I secretly wanted to play Civ even though I didn't choose any time or game just because people were – Fussing at me for being a sieve dodger when that wasn't really the the tat. You know, I wasn't being a sieve dodger. I was just what I was doing was shirking all leadership responsibility because I've got <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> all right, but I, look, I if we don't play a game you like, it doesn't mean that PK plays is going. To, I don't mean you, Woody. I mean you know if you're watching this and you and you don't like a game that we're playing, and that's totally cool. But don't don't make the mistake of thinking that this is going PKA plays Left 4 Dead forever or PKA plays Civilization. No, it's it's the complete forever. opposite. Right, we're gonna we're gonna try to to play games that interest us and interest you at the same time. And I think they'll vary in length too. Like like you, these last two episodes were what like forty five minutes each or something. I split mine up, but Woody uploaded straight away. Okay, yeah. So and that's 40, fifty minutes, I think, respectively. Yeah, so you're getting. I think some of the videos may end up being much longer, though. Like, I, I could totally see us if we got into something that had a campaign mode and a story that we were going along. Mm-hmm. I could see sitting there for three or four hours. What was I going to say? Could do Black oh. Ops Zombies. Could play some zombies. Yeah. Would we do that on console or on PC? We could do it on PC. There's zombie mods for uh, for World of War. There's different zombie mod maps and stuff. I'm, I'm going to be practicing. Kyle, are you I- seeing this? No, I'm not actually. All right, we have uh, sugar-covered strawberries, which are awesome, and hot tea. Yes. So not slipping. Oh. <laughs> I demand so, a trial by combat, Kyle. Game so of Thrones reference. To, so she's trying to give you five. <laughs> Hope <laughs> will play in my steed. <laughs> So she's trying to give you type two diabetes, so you'll lose your feet and have to work there forever. <laughs> Can you repeat that for her? So Jackie is trying to give Woody type two diabetes with that snack, so that he'll lose one of his feet and have to work there at that station forever. <laughs> I think uh, he's dodging the sieve challenge. Oh, I'll, I accept the sieve challenge. I will play. I will play anyone. No, no. He I, has I, been smacked around recently. He has. I thought he was supposed to be 
to be the Civilization champion. The Bobby Fischer of Civilizations, I had heard. Revolution, yeah, the Xbox version. But, but um, I, I, I don't know. I'm getting all I'm, Civilization questions, right? I'm closing in on about 90-something hours of playtime, I would say now, 80, 90, and I, I, I think I'm fairly decent at the game, especially the early stages, because I play that a lot. I don't okay. go to very lengthy games, but I'd, I'd be happy to play Hope, for your honor. Uh, <laughs> I think she might school you into things. I think she would. She, she very, I think she would. She's, she's got a lot more time in it than me. I bet she has a more in-depth knowledge of the especially the later game. He is, right? He's... Yeah, she's going to be talking smack. <laughs> yeah. We should record that. Yes. That's okay, because I, so I think Chiz and Lefty, uh, have like an advantage over me because we've played several, you know, we've played dozens of hours together and we kind of know how we each play, but I, I think I'll be able to take many of the tactics and little secret things that I've learned from playing with these two that may not work against them anymore and just really put them to my advantage against Hope. No. Hope he's always he's going to spend a lot of time building up a gigantic army. So you're going to want to stack defense or or go for a quick culture victory if you can get it. Because thank you, much, And pretty much as soon as he gets his civilization established, as soon as he gets a couple cities, he's just going to start cranking out military units. So be on the oh, lookout for that. Like... Properly properly situate your cities for defense or sprint toward the nuke. Or sprint towards the nuke. Just go. I, just that's I, how Lefty kicks But There's only been one game where I got beaten, where anyone was ahead of me in technology, and it's the game that Lefty won. Um, and I honestly don't know how it happened. Also Lefty, known as one of the many games you lost. No, well, it's. <laughs> I've lost a couple games. Um, I forfeited that game, actually, because Lefty oh, had grown, far, grown far, too, far too powerful. Okay. <laughs> Lefty had a monstrous empire, and both Chiz and I were pretty pathetic, um, and, and we just forfeited that game. What is it called it, in chess it, when that, you That's do the that? only time that I've lost in science, Lose. though. No, it's like you tip over your king. There's a term for it, Lose. right? Checkmate? No. no. Oh, oh. Give up? <laughs> no. Surrender? No, I forget. I'm sure someone out there knows. Yeah, yeah, Leave it in the chat. Uh, I'm sure they will. Uh, so, re- Resign. I resigned. Is that what it is? Probably. I is think that, so. Yeah, right. resign is the is the word. Yeah, I resigned that match, and Lefty also resigned a match. Um, it's getting. He just. But I would be more than happy to play uh, Hope anytime, anytime. We play to, uh, probably. To, I can't play tomorrow. Tomorrow night, maybe. Anytime. Well, it might totally be a little ways out. Like she, her summer starts what? She's got to study for finals. Until. June tenth, she gets out. Oh, that's All like right. a month from now. Oh, boy. Kyle's going to be a Civ superhero in a month. We I've might have to prioritize this over finals. We might. <laughs> 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 We're a gamer household. Sorry, chemistry. Yeah. Ask her if she knows what the score means. We we don't even – there's like a – No, we don't know. There's a, a, a numerical value assigned to your score next to your name in these multiplayer mm-hmm. games. And it's – you know, it. if you're at 1,000, you're pretty deep into the game uh, if you have 1,000 points. And I consistently am ahead in that. Like, if we were just going for points, like, I, something about the way I build my cities and structure things, I'm always way ahead. But we don't know what that number even means. We don't know how it's how it's determined. It's not unit size because I'll go from, like, a very small armory to an enormous army, and it, it, it'll barely change. Yeah, it's some sort of measure of how well you're doing, but I don't know how it's calculated. And, yeah. and that's I'm what sure you're getting. Someone knows. I'm yes. Knows. Oh, yeah, I'm She's sure. She's all happy from her dance. How, can you tell us more? Tell us what you can tell us. How did the dance go? Very well. Um, everybody liked Jack. Well, Jack's awesome. Yes. 
and they danced. For a teenage boy. I'm no sucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't, uh, don't think Woody a fool, but among teenage boys, he's as good as it gets. Uh, they all danced. They had a good time. Um, she won a jar of candy with Snickers in it. Ooh. Where is this jar? Downstairs. Mini Snickers? Told, Put it in the fridge. I told her that those Snickers were for you, and she said no. Were they the mini Snickers? Yes. How many do you have? I have no idea. I didn't look in the Do you have any vanilla ice cream in the house? Butter pecan, maybe? I have butter pecan. I would have given yeah, you Yeah, so what you want to do, what you want to do is put those Snickers, cream. throw those Snickers in the blender and uh, puree them a little bit, and then uh, separate that, then throw that ice cream in there, mix that up a little bit, and then mix in the, the Snicker bits. Wait a minute. I was giving him diabetes with the <laughs> strawberries, but not the Snickers puree. <laughs> you requested this. I, I did. You went a little heavy on the sugar. You said there's no such thing as too much sugar. I said the boy over there said there's not enough sugar and sweet tea anywhere on the planet. Wow. And I gave up sugar. You did. Week two. Week two I of love, no sugar. I love getting Jackie going about this. She takes oh, this so seriously, and that's what makes her... <laughs> That that that's why she's so good because she's taking that sugar and those strawberries super seriously. <laughs> I am so going to Georgia. <laughs> I go places. I don't need you to come with me. She does. She she's she's learned to drive in the last know, like five I years. I of the safe. Of Kyle's safe? No, of your safe. Yes. Oh God, you don't oh, want to. Oh. Get, that's not the fight you pick with him. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Jack! Oh yeah, that's you get stuck with stiff ref. <laughs> Jack has an attack dog too, or a Kyle has an attack dog too. Yeah, small arms battle may not be the best route for you. Yeah, no, dog fighting though, I think we have a chance. I don't dog? know, my dog's more of a killer. But we have two. We have two big dogs. You have one. Yeah, we got yeah, amateur Michael Vicks over here. What are we doing? You do. Yeah, we we're dog fighting at this point. Win? Yeah. What if I put the Kevlar vest on my dog to even the score with a 2v1? Uh, no, ballistic, ballistic vests are bullshit. What if he had the titanium teeth? There's no dog fight boosting in this. Like I sharpened no. his teeth, very sharp. Well, I wouldn't because he'd bite me, but someone else would. Wait, wait, he bites Kyle? Oh, I'm terrified of that dog. He's a <laughs> yeah. Kyle's dog that, doesn't like that, him. That that dog, like I, I was standing by the fence the other day, and he's like just standing there barking at me for a solid five minutes, like really loud, angry, ferocious barks. And like if I like jiggle the the chain link fence, he's like trying to snip my fingers off as they stick through it. Is he still um, not fixed? No, he's still got the balls. Only because that of you. That might be your problem. Yeah, dude, if, if if it was me, it'd be like, all right, we're not friends anymore. The balls are going to go. We're going to you know, give that a I've, shot. I, I'm totally up for it at this point. I might take them off. I, um, but, but there was uh, – we're consi- I'm considering giving it away to somebody. It's not my fucking dog anymore. But, but I think it needs to be given away to somebody who's got – who could spend more time with it because it's totally turned against me. It's scary. I've never seen a dog do that. Like I've grown up with dozens – literally – over a dozen dogs. Like I've known like eighteen or nineteen dogs because they always got abandoned on my uh, where my parents lived, and my dad always took them in. Never seen a dog like this. He's a real cocksucker. Has the neighbor's dog that went crazy? Which neighbor's dog went crazy? Christine, that lab that went crazy. No. You don't remember the chocolate. Can you give me more hints than this? Than just it was a puppy. They got it, and as it got older and older. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They attack their kids a lot. Yes. Oops. Yeah, our dogs. Their hobby is more attacking neighbors. Wait, I 
I have more, more duties to perform. Uh, did Hope just text you with something she needs? No, it's my uh, 1030 alarm. What happens at 1030? Usually I put the kids to bed. Is that the alarm is for? Yeah, but I've got Hope and Jack downstairs with Colin babysitting, and we all know Colin is not a good babysitter. He's not bad. <laughs> he just tells you what they do. He's the most handsy one down there. He'll be he all is. over him. He is all over him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a teenage boy down there. Go. I will. All right. <laughs> Don't let Kyle pick on me anymore. I would never. I won't either. Don't worry okay, about thank it. thank you, Lassie. <laughs> I love... She's she's so she's so professional at what she does that if you chip away at it a little, it's great to like get her goat and watch her watch her get angry. <laughs> I don't. I, sometimes I have a hard time evaluating this stuff because I'm biased. I'm, I'm quite fond of Jackie, but her coming by PKA is one of my favorite segments. <laughs> I like I like it because I like teasing her about this stuff because I feel like she's actually worried about it. So she's like, can't believe he's made. Did I put too much sugar? <laughs> I know, right? right? Right now, she's like, Woody did say I put too much sugar. Nah, he was kidding. He kids like that. It was just for the show. Maybe I put too much sugar. Dude, I <laughs> I complained about how well done my steak was. Hold on. Let me see. Can you show the fork? She'll be back. Yeah. She'll but but as I've, with the fork. As there may be some people who don't understand, but Jackie is – a professional wife and mother to a level I've never seen or experienced before, and it's awesome. Like there, I remembered the post-its on the mirror that were all like words of affirmation and like you know goals for the family to all reach that day. You know, everybody had things that they needed to be focusing on and keeping in the backs of their minds, and she was keeping the whole family mentally focused. But she's also feeding everybody and handling all the bills and, you know, the economy of the household, you know, all the money that comes in and goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's taking care of the, 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 both of the kids, um, you know, whenever they need something. Uh, the homeschooling and the pets. Woody, what, how much is your dog food? I don't know. What <laughs> brand is it? Uh, it's expensive. I, I, but I you think... don't know the brand. Right. Well, I, I don't handle that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, how much she... is your water bill? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Like, 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 if you, I bet you couldn't get within fifty dollars of what your your water bill actually is a month. Uh, I'll, I'll, let's play this game. She's here. I mean, she, I don't even know if she knows. But, Where's uh, the nearest dry cleaner? Oh, that I do know. Oh, you, that's shocking. I me. could, I could. Well, it's near the pizza place. Um, how much? Wait, I'm gonna. Is the water bill a hundred and twenty dollars a month? It's water and electric together. Oh. So yeah, I didn't know that. Kyle was just like. <laughs> he was complimenting. I was singing her praises. He was, so what is this that we have here? The Insta Fork. The Insta Fork. She just bought this so she could do her job better. This is this some sort of professional grade temperature fork thing? It looks like a cattle prod. So does it determine the temperature of like various meats and tell you that yeah, it's good on the inside? Yeah. So you pick what you want. Um, oh. Rare. You put it in, and it, and it should tell you instantly that it's rare. So beef, lamb, pork. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. I would like it if I would like one that was just for steak that told me uh, when it's medium rare. That's you again. It's me again. I didn't clear out the text message. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. By the way, but before I, I go any further, let me ask: How do you guys eat your steak? Medium rare. Yeah. Lefty. Uh, medium or medium well. I'm even trending towards rare. 
I am as well. And yeah. I've got to say, when people order like a steak well done... You politely I, ask them to leave. I, man, it's just a real... I feel like it's like you just ask them to ruin what's a pretty, you know, nice cut of meat, if you're, especially if you're at a nice restaurant. It's like we have this special grass-fed organic beef that we flew in for you, sir. And you're like, burn the shit out of it. It's just I don't – I like it I like it medium rare. I could go I could go medium, you know, right in between like uh, medium well and – Keep them in here. Yeah, yeah I'm with you too. I, I, I feel like – you know, it, it just <laughs> it just becomes that my favorite parts are. Uh, uh, why are you poking me? It's just, I was just seeing if you're done yet. Take his temperature with the with the see if he's done. Yet. <laughs> see if you're yeah. a turkey, a chicken. It looked like a t- <laughs> uh, like a stun gun at first. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, so I used to do medium rare all the time, and it just got to be like, if you're gonna make a mistake towards one direction or the other, you make a mistake towards rare. It's better. Let me ask you this. I, Jackie claims that – so what happens is she'll serve like steak, like maybe green beans and mushrooms and a baked potato. I don't always eat the steak first. And she claims that the steak is still cooking while I'm eating my potato and that it's my fault it's overdone. Does um, that sound no. right? It, it continues to cook for like a – a few seconds after she takes it off the grill or the pan or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but but no, not on your plate. Um, it it might cool down and and yeah, she acts like it's cooking good. for the next twenty minutes. Nah, if it's up something like a, I, I would I'm imagining if it were some enormous animal like you roasted a pig maybe, but that's, yeah. I don't think it's continuing to cook. Yeah, it's on not your holding plate. a lot of heat in it. I don't think. It, no, it, you can it, totally it, pinch it with your finger. If anyone watching this is uh, some sort of steak cooking savant. Or just a chef, then uh, let me know if she if her theory holds water or not. I, I think that it's not cooking on. It's hard plate. to cook a steak properly. Like the she was I, nailing it. Like week, I usually have steak once a week. Not this week for some reason. How does she cook it? Like what does she use? Uh, I think she does it in the oven at first, and then she puts it in an iron pan and just like singes the outside. That's all. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's definitely doing a great job. You've got to have some kind of an oven going on because it, it needs to be cooked evenly from both sides. It needs to be in. It needs to be crazy hot. That's why, like at Morton's and stuff, they've got that crazy huge hot hot oven that's hundreds and hundreds. it's it's more than like four or five hundred. It's it's like seven or eight hundred degrees or something. And it's scorching the meat. It's awesome. I didn't know that. I'm down to go to another. Like, dude, we should go on a trip. Oh, Kyle, you need to make that thing happen where we shoot pigs from helicopters. Let me work on that. That's a great time. That's a real massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pigs are like cockroaches in uh, in Texas. I mean, they're 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 a non-indigenous species that is really wreaking havoc, not only with um, property damage and dis- spread of disease and and parasites, but they also like hurt the the, the species that are indigenous to the area. Even they attack pets, they attack dogs. They're they're a real menace. And they have tusks and they're sharp and they're big and they multiply at a rate that's similar to rabbits. And so the state Sounds of Texas like said, killing. Yeah, the state of Texas said, and keep in mind it's Texas. They're <laughs> like, fuck hogs. And they're like, do whatever you've got to do. So they've legalized. I believe that was the legalese that went into the, the, the law that was passed. <laughs> yeah, so fuck hogs. Fuck hogs. F-A-W-K. Hogs. <laughs> do what you got to yeah, do. Fuck them. 
So you can get in a damn helicopter, uh, and there are like tours. Um, Vertex uh, is one of them. It's V-E-R-T-E-X. Vertex helicopter tours or Vertex hunt, uh, hog hunting tours out in Texas, and they take you up in an R- a Robinson 22, an R-22 chopper, the the most dangerous helicopter in the world, st- statistically speaking. And and the fact that there's so many in operation is part of that statistic. But there are really flimsy, fragile helicopters, and they have a lot of accidents. But the guys at Vertex have a really good fucking pilot, and that guy was literally flying me at the same speed as the hog. The helicopter is flying sideways with my door pursuing the hog. So the hog is not is stationary from my point of view because I'm matching his speed and direction, and I'm, I've got the perfect shooting angle, and I've got an assault rifle. Because you can use whatever you want. I've got That's like an the ACR. That's perfect gun for hog. Yeah, like an there. ACR with a beta mag, a hundred rounds, super <laughs> accurate. Like it's it's a destruction machine. It's as many rounds as a light machine gun, but it's in my ACR. And the, dude, it's child's play shooting them. It's shooting, not hunting. It's extermination. You know, it's it's a great fucking time. That yes, should be sure. the PKA survival trip, like holdover. We'll do that in the summer. Come fall, we'll grab Lozon after a fight. And we'll try and live off the woods. Yeah, we've got to somehow like keep that one under the radar because my girlfriend. PKA's getting shit done shit. now, man. Like I think it's kind of cool. PKA's is coming. We're gonna do the hog thing. We're gonna do another survival mm-hmm. trip. Like it's it's more than just a weekly podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you know what would be super hardcore is if we like wounded one of the pigs and then fought it with a, like a, a weapon, or we arranged a scenario in which we could fight a pig with a weapon. <laughs> um, I am I'm I I want to do it, and um, if you, if you're not interested, I I will do it. If there's any way we can possibly make it happen, I want to either I want to fight with a lance though. I want to buy like a nice lance, like what Jamie Lannisters w- would have if he had a lance. I want that. I'm trying to think of which weapon I would use for hand to hand combat against a pig. Like it maybe well, just if it, if it was a weapon. It wouldn't be hand to hand combat. So, so what you want is something that's heavy because they're really tough. There's a lot of bone, their skin's thick, and there's a lot of there's a lot of hair um, on like the big boars. And so, like if you slice it with a katana, I don't think at at, at like a forward fr- facing angle you would cut that deeply. You'd probably just cut its face and make it really angry. I, I disagree with Lefty. I think, for example, sword fighting is hand to hand combat. Mm. And if I were to bring a spear, then that would count. I think it's armed combat, but I think um, when it's man versus animal, you, you kind of the animal kind of has its own tools. Like like those pigs have tusks and lots of bacteria in their mouth. If he hooks you, um, you could die. If you you know he could disembowel you if you let him get close enough. Mm-hmm. And you know you end up septic, and you know it could it could easily be like a coin flip thing if you survive this whole pig hunting experience. If you, if if one got you right. So maybe I'm looking for hand-to-hand combat, not so much with a hog, but a piglet. <laughs> right? Dude, <laughs> me versus is there a, Charlotte. Is there a veal form of pork? Is there like a pork like corollary to veal where you could just kill a baby that hasn't done? Yeah, a I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I've shot some of the piglets before too. We were um, we we were on a different pig hunting trip, and it was the kind where you bait them in and you kind of hide in like a. A shack, but the shack was full of mosquitoes, so we just sat in lawn chairs in the top of a field. And you can use lights on these things. And, you know, with animals, if you shine a light in their eyes, it reflects back with light. And you just kind of shine a, a, a red light down there, which they can't even see every now and then. And when it reflects back, you're like, all right, everybody prop up, get ready, lock and load. 
I'm going to hit them with a big white light, and then we open fire. And that's how it goes. And it would be like, you know, a mama pig or two and like nine babies and like a boar. And we just unload on them with, with like high, like, like high powered military type stuff. It was great. How long have we been recording? Uh, 55 minutes. All right, five more minutes. Sorry. So what? Uh, I'm going to swatch out the ads after an hour. Oh, I got it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that would be a cool adventure trip. I, I would definitely be up for that. I'll, um, I'm psyched about where PKA is going. I, I like the adventure trips. You know, I like that'll be the second one. I like the um, the PKA plays. Of course, the podcast still exists, and so maybe we'll branch out and do something more. Maybe there'll be a whole PKA Industries where we do stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe like actual professional hosting on like I'm gonna or something and. I'm going to see if I can get that Vertex trip possibly sponsored, so we may need to call on the PKA audience and the PKA subreddit to help us prove to a sponsor that we are worthy of their uh, their money. Because it costs a few hundred dollars an hour, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. to rent that helicopter in the, in the time. You know, it's, 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 it's affordable, but it's affordable if you think of it as like a like what we're doing is like a, you know a, a real vacation. Like the whole point of going is doing this thing. Yeah, to some people, I imagine, and I hope this doesn't sound countryist i don't even know what i'm about to head towards but like i imagine some guy from the uk thinking of slaughtering these hogs being like oh my god this is barbaric activity but i promise you there's some guy in texas who considers it his dream vacation right who's like yeah. really oh dude i've met that guy <laughs> i've met that guy so do, do you want to did you have something you wanted to get i was to, just gonna rant on that story? a little longer i i did once did a thing with gamma labs where um I was in a helicopter and I was like firing a minigun out the side and, and we fired an M60 with incendiary rounds in a car and, and it was just like, if you're a gun guy, this is your dream experience, right? This is the, the coolest thing in the world. And this heli, like, I'm kind of a gun guy. I, I think shooting, I've never shot anything except for that one squirrel story, uh, with a gun before, except paper and, uh, and steel targets and stuff. Shooting a pig from a flying helicopter sounds like a memory like on my deathbed, I'll be like, yeah. And the best cool. part is, it's all recorded on like multiple GoPros they mount to the chopper. So like you know, when you of course we want to film this thing, but they're already handling all the filming for us. Like I think they even offer to like edit a video together for you. Like that may be part of their service. So uh, so that, it's it's gonna, it's gonna work out well. That, that sounds like a fit. They should totally sponsor PKA Adventures. PKA Adventures is a thing we should keep saying. PKA um, podcast, PKA plays, and PKA adventures, baby. I will. I'll. Um. I'll have someone text them tomorrow. I. I. They are. I'm a. I know someone who spoke to them a week ago. Next so up, I, I'm, PKA. I get the ball rolling on that. Lefty, would you be interested in going on a pig killing adventure? Uh, I'd have to think about it. You said it was the one of the most dangerous and least safe helicopters in the world, right? Uh, that's what I remember from the last well, time you guys brought this. Up. Yeah, statistically, it is. Like, like for the. Like more crashes, if it, it, there are more R22 crashes than there are any other crashes, but I think that's because there are so many of them. Um, I think it is a little bit more dangerous. It's a more, it's more of a squirrely helicopter. That's and, you know, I have a theory on it too. It's an inexpensive helicopter, and I think there's a lot of starter pilots mm-hmm. using them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I've seen them piloted by poor pilots, and I've seen them piloted by excellent pilots, and there is a visible difference that a complete amateur to this whole helicopter thing um, can clearly see. Like, I had never been near a helicopter before, and I, I was like, this guy's a pro. 
that guy shouldn't be here today. And it, it, it's clear. So, But the guy that they've got really made me feel at ease the way he could control that thing, and it was so smooth. You know, at no point was it jerky, and your momentum, you know, as you're flying always felt fluid, like there was never a correction that he had to make. He always knew what was coming. But the crazy pig-killing guy, um, I was out on a ranch and somewhere near a place called Brady, Texas, middle of fucking nowhere. It was, it was 50 miles to the nearest hotel, and it had rubber sheets. Um, it was a real shithole. And we were out on like two or 3,000 acres hunting pigs. And during the daytime, we, we had no choice but to hunt them kind of like Vietnam style, like just trying to walk through the bush with your assault rifle and hope you step, you came upon them. That wasn't good enough for this one guy who was there though. He hadn't slept more than three hours in, in like three days. He, cause he hunted through the night and through the day. And during the day, he <laughs> smelled them out with his nose, cause they smell bad and they, they kind of like wallow in their own shit. And <laughs> you can smell them from a good distance away. And apparently this guy thought he was some sort of, like Navajo Dreamwalker, and he could smell them from pretty far away. He had this long ponytail, but he was—he would go into the really thick brush where these things like to um, sleep during the day and wallow in mud. And it's incredibly thick. When I say thick, he had to crawl on his belly under this, these like thorns and briars, and he couldn't bring a, a big gun. He's got a Glock pistol that he's crawling with, and he crawled until he came upon the pigs, and he unloaded on them with his Glock. And he crawled back out of there with the pig tied to his foot, and then he cooked it in the backyard in pickle juice and ate it. I don't know if he's awesome and badass or psycho and weird. I took it as psycho and weird because <laughs> there was a Burger King about 50 minutes away, and I <laughs> double whopper, and it was great. And he made me eat some of that pig, and I... <laughs> was totally afraid of parasites or something because he just went to the bushes, killed this disgusting animal, covered in shit, and then brought it back to the shack and cooked it in the backyard on like an old hubcap or something. Like it was awful. PKA <laughs> Adventures coming soon. I'm very psyched. Yeah, we might do some stuff like that. Do we need a holy topic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hypothetically, you are a prize fighter. Boxer, MMA, doesn't matter. What is your nickname? I mean, I know Kyle's right off the bat. Kyle. He's got to be the assassin. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> um, I guess you should, I like to think of it more of a professional wrestler, like like building a crazy persona for, my, for myself. Okay. It'd be cool if there was something with money where, like, there was lots of girls and I was, like, that obnoxious heel-type character who was, like, throwing money at everybody and talking about, um, you know, you know, making people hate me because so they had be, a lot of money. you want to be Ted DiBiase, essentially. You yeah, kind, be or, or Ric Flair, more like Ric Flair, like, Cadillac okay. riding private jet flying son of a gun. And you could, and, and, and Chiz could be my Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't get your old no, school you, wrestling you, references. Some people will get it. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about my head, too. Well, one is I, I'm totally stuck up on this, like, Woody Siv Dodger Woodworth, like, is my name. <laughs> um, but you know what else I had? And this is kind of money whorish, but some, like, amusingly money whorish. What if you sold your nickname, right? Like, Woody... Netflix.com, Woodworth, and, and you'll know, go out there. Woody, Reebok, Woodworth. Like, you could just go and go with, uh, like, selling ad space as your nickname. That would be terrible. They all, you know, you already see <laughs> it them. It would be terrible. Like, you already see them, like, with it drawn on their bodies sometimes. 
<laughs> Temporary tattoos, that, Adidas. It'll have like condomdepot.com like scrolled <laughs> on some guy's back, and you're looking at it. It's a it's perfect ad placement because in the fight you're usually looking at the guy's back or from the side, and you're just staring at the logo the whole match. <laughs> How much does it really cost, like for? Crotch placement on on like an MMA fighter's trunks. Woody, do you have any idea? Like I how do. Much yeah, those it depends. Pay? If um, okay, so the lowest level of fighter, like it, it, I, you know, just grab someone who they're not likely to be talking about that fight after the fight ends. He might be as cheap as like fifteen hundred or two grand to get on his crotch, and his like crotch butt t shirt, right? Like that the prominent placement. Um. If you grab a guy who's kind of mid-level, like um, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I want to come up with an example, like like not a Chael Sonnen who people will be talking about for ages, but maybe like a, a Shogun or um, a Donald Cerrone or like something like that, like a fight that people are likely to be talking about after the fight ends, but not a champion, that can go to like ten thousand or or so. And then uh, when you talk about getting your your name on a champion, you know people who they usually have like real agents. John Bolt is coming out with Nike on him. John Jones. Yeah, he's coming out with like Nike stuff all over him. He's he, getting paid. He yeah he is right. That guy has a has a multi year Nike deal. They have John Jones. Nike I saw shoes. Nike. Ah, I saw yeah. Nike and I was like, that just doesn't fit. He doesn't wear shoes while he whips people's asses. <laughs> I don't think he wears them when he trains. He does, yeah. He, the guy rolls in there in his underwear, and they're—I don't think they're Nike underwear. <laughs> I don't know that Nike like, makes like, MMA. He wears a—he he wears. I, I know what he wears. He wears a. Um, it's almost like a jogger short that gives you. You know how jogger shorts like the slit is up the thigh extra high. Yeah. It's like that, but longer. It's like yeah, a I'm long for, jogger short. It's specific to MMA, I think. Yeah, he's, it, and it almost looks kind of like a Muay Thai th- type thing. Yeah, regular people wouldn't buy that. Yeah, there's probably a specific name for what it is, but it's not fashionable, and you wouldn't go jogging in it, and you don't need one because the only people who need them are people who are professionally fighting. In cages, yeah. Yeah, in cages and stuff. It's a very specialized, uh, you know, uh, equipment list that that these guys are using. What are they making is tape? Is it Nike tape on this guy's hands? You know, so it's like, obviously, like, you don't need it for what John Jones does, which is the point you're making. But the people who watch Johns Jones need it for what they do. Yeah, and you could make the point. Uh, you could say you could be like, "Well, Kyle, NASCAR is that really a Chevy Lumina or whatever?" Like that's just fucking stock car. <laughs> the only reason they call it a Chevy or a Ford, it, you know, is to sell them. Is to sell them. Of course, the engines are different, but the the body styles are as well. And it's it, but it's they're stock cars. They're, I used to work with people who seriously use that as one of their evaluate like criteria you know, when they chose cars. You know, I, I I I think I want to go back and and disagree with myself. I think it does have something to do with it because I think it represents the highest level of engineering expertise at that brand. Because I, I was watching the thing the other day about um I, I don't remember their names, but those two Grand Prix racers, those open wheel racers, they had that crazy rival rivalry and they made the movie about it. And they were talking about how the Ferrari and the McLaren teams were super competitive. And I think that's legit. I I think that you know, if Chevy is on top of their engineering game, then they can, then they should be beating Toyota con- pretty consistently at the track. I, I just don't know that that engineering game filters down into the product that you and I buy. At the very least, 
we know that it might. I think that's I think that's I think that's all you can bet on is that maybe that that, 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 that Man. fucking Hans over there at Chrysler who, or, or at uh, Toyota who's making the race cars maybe some of his breakthroughs on the race car will filter down to I, your. I I used to work with people who really strongly considered like you know he's like you yeah, dude win on Sunday sales on Monday you know if Chevy's beaten if Chevy's dominating NASCAR that's the brand that he thinks he should be buying and I thought that was ludicrous like I. I don't even. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't use that for my everyday driving car type of thing. If I was buying a race car, like a perform, if I wanted like the super performance model of like a high end expensive car, yeah, it might be then because you'd be like, yeah, man, that new brake technology they've got, it's way advanced. Like, okay, well they're putting those same brakes on my Corvette, so maybe that's the way to go. But if you're buying a truck, who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Lefty, did we get your fighter name? Uh, my fighter name, the, my in-ring nickname. The Litigator. The Litigator. <laughs> I love it. I was I was trying to think of something like rolling. Um... Your specialty move would be called throwing the book at them. <laughs> I like that. I want to file a motion for your death. <laughs> uh... That'd be good. No, yeah, that I'm, that's my perfect. I think I have to come, become a professional, or at least an indie wrestler now, with the gimmick of the litigator. There, there would wondering. be a move called Lady Justice, where you like <laughs> held your fist really high in the air like you were holding the scales, and then judged them poorly and just just like hammer fisted them or something. Oh my god, my my submission move would be cross examination. Yes, and it would be like a crippled cross face. <laughs> he's doing the he's got it. The cross examiner. The cross examiner. <laughs> Dear God, he threw the book at the Harley Brothers. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Mm. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. That's right. a good. I'm, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> you do start, topic? Hitting the, start hitting the gym two a days. Become a wrestler. All right, Lefty, are you here? No. How'd you get that scar? Which scar? Ah, uh, you tell me. Oh, I've got a scar on the back of my right leg, uh-huh. uh, like just above my Achilles, and it looks like the monster symbol. For those of you that don't know, show it. I, I don't even know how to. I, it's like it's. He I would literally have leg, to find. A, I would literally have to find a way to show you. No, do do a wheelie in your chair. He would have to get Katie up. to come in there and lift his leg to camera level. <laughs> No, I, I, like it's a, it's a really awkward. It's like directly on, on my Achilles or just above it. Hypothetically, it looks like the if I had a scar on my Achilles, you think I'd show it to the camera? If it was truly a scar, you would, not just something you made up. Yes. And you would show it to the camera. Stand on your desk. Stand up. No, I'm not doing that. I've done it. You stood on your desk? Yes. You guys all talked about my calves. I was trying to show some something things. else. I've this got is my... the man who who danced in, in, in sex lubricant on his floor back there. Dancing on sex lubricant is not standing on the desk that's holding thousands of dollars worth of like. That's a good point. That's solid. Oh, gosh. Show the so, scar. I don't know how. I can take a picture of it. How's Could you that? move the camera down? Uh, no, it's not long enough. I've got my desk like raised up because of my chair here. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll show you guys. How's that? I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I'm just saying, if you have a scar... You know, what you pretending about it? Mm-hmm. I have noticed his new mic. That will have to come up. Oh, my God. You guys with his microphones. I know, I know. But look at it. I, 
Dude, I can't tell you the level of disinterest I have in that microphone. <laughs> I am as interested in that microphone. I am more interested in like getting a cool new microwave than I would ever be in getting that microphone he's got. I'm just imagining, like, yeah, maybe it has some special features. What are my, what are the new models like? What it do doesn't you really show up. I don't know how well it shows up. Oh, really? Poor. Oh, yeah. Is it the I, two yeah, parallel like lines? Yeah, there's a there's there was a third one. It's kind of faded as I got as I've gotten older. What did a puma scratch you? How'd you get no, that scar? I was um I was into BMX uh, riding when I was like in junior high. You know the X Games. I was big. I was like, I'm gonna be Dave Mira. I wasn't Dave Mira. I sucked. You know, we built dirt jumps under power lines. Me and my buddies, and you know, we were like, oh man, we're so cool. Well, anyway, we were riding once, and I was wearing shorts. Mm, that's um, a mistake. And we were, I was pedaling really hard. I think we were racing or something. And I had just gotten these new pedals that were bear claw pedals. Oh, I know what happened. And they've got a bunch of little metal spikes on them so that they can like grip into your feet a little bit better. And I, as I was pushing down once, I pushed out laterally a little bit more than I should have, and my the, my foot slipped off, and the bear the claws of the bear claw pedals just went. Pfft, up the back of my leg. It, it was about, <sighs> they're about three or four inches long. Three. Yeah, inches. that sucks. Wow. Yeah. Did you get stitches? Uh, no. My mom was pissed when I told her. I was like, yeah, you know, she uh, she saw me later that summer. It was during the summer. She was like, what happened to your leg? I'm like, yeah, it happened. I, I went home and took a shower. I, there were strands of skin hanging off when I was in the shower. And I had to, like, tear them off. And, and I put a bunch of, of, uh, of Band-Aids on it and stuff, sprayed it with disinfectant. He said, you should have gotten, you're going to have scars for the rest of your life. And I'm like, well, who's going to care about scars on the you back say, of my Mom, leg? Mom, bitches get stitches. Right. And, what am uh, I, Hodor? And plus now I can pimp Monster. Uh, I mean, I could have. It kind of faded. I should probably cut <laughs> You really but, need uh, the third one to come back. Right, I do. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how it happened. It hurt It hurt pretty bad. I was wearing Nike socks, like black socks with the white Nike swoosh on the ankle. Mm-hmm. By the time I rode my bike home, um, that swoosh was red. Nice. Like completely red with all the blood that was dripping down. So that's how I got that scar. Kyle, how'd you get that scar? Um, trying to think of some cool ones I've got. I really don't have any cool ones. I really don't. Um, wow. I've got some scars that are on my head that you can't see because of my hair. Um, I've got some. Uh, okay, so that's a good one, I guess. It's kind of boring. I was in a shopping cart when I was like four or five years old, and I was leaning out of it unattended to like grab something off a rack. And they make these metal hooks that extend from the shelves at Walmart that items are sort of hooked onto, and they slide along the. Uh, the thing. And anyway, I fell out and that thing scraped along the top of my head and split my scalp. Um, you know, I was, I was four, so my head's small. And, you know, a two inch gash is like your whole fucking head. So that happened. And, uh, I had to go, <clears throat> when I fell, the edge of the shopping cart, which is almost serrated by the way that those rods are welded together, went between my gum and my lip. Um, and it separated my gum and my lip all the way to the bottom of my nose. Ooh. And they didn't figure that out until I got, you know, until I was spitting the blood up in the uh, the bathroom when they were checking my head out. Uh, so the, we went to a doctor, emergency room, whatever, and uh, they said, yeah, well, we need to put him in surgery now and stitch him all up. So they put me under general anesthesia and put me out. Um, and I have very vivid memories of what I dreamt about. And I dreamt that there was like an old black man with gray hair and he was in an oversized birdcage, like Tweety would be in in the cartoons. 
and he was suspended from a completely black, um, empty uh, space. We were in a, a black room with nothing else in it except for this birdcage suspended from the sky with, like, golden light coming down on top of him. And he was telling me that it was all going to be cool. And uh, so that's how I got that crazy scar that extends pretty much my entire skull beneath my hair. Let's hope I hang on to my hair. Oh, wow. So you basically dreamt of a black man in bondage, didn't you? Yeah. Um, it, You know, that's one way to look at it. I, I, but he, he So when you pre- dream, you put black men in jail. As a four-year-old, I almost feel like I was talking to God. It was a really, it was more like Morgan Freeman kind of got lowered down in a basket to talk to me. Were you whipping this poor soul? In Absolutely your not. I was four years old and <laughs> severely injured. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Woody, how'd you get that scar? Uh, so when I was seventeen-ish, um, I was cycling a lot. Like it was something that I was really into, and and mostly because I was good at it, not because it's fun, but I have strong legs, and the way I'm built, I have, like, this unusually large, like, rib cage sort of lung capacity. And with strong legs and good cardio, lungs, I took to cycling like a fish to water. And, um, uh, I... Like Aquaman. <laughs> so, like, at first, I was just, like, riding with my dad and stuff, who was into it before I was. But he was into it in the, like, touring and I was a, a competitive soul, so like I would always want to go faster and longer and stuff like that. And and before long, I found other guys wired like me, and there was a cycling team, Beacon Cycling Team in New Jersey. And I used to train with them all the time. And we went on a family vacation where it was like I would just sort of leave my family and go race up front on these cycling trips with the fastest people. And and what they do is they go like 70 to 110 miles a day for like a week or something, and that was the trip. Well, this was maybe day two, and there are some people on this trip who were my peer in terms of like speed and, and such. And uh, and I was just hitting it as hard as I possibly could, and I'm going down a hill, and I remember I had a – it's a little like speedometer for your bike. They call it a cyclometer. It was a computer back in the day. And I was going 34 and a half miles an hour, and at the bottom of the hill – uh, there was gravel, so I couldn't make the turn. Like, it wasn't going to happen. And I lock up my brakes front and rear, but this is doing nothing to slow me down because it's all, like, loose gravel. And uh, there was a drainage ditch. So next to the road, it was, like, five feet deep or something. And I didn't turn at all. I just locked up my brakes. I went straight off the road, which turned, like, 90 degrees, head first into what is pretty much a grass wall. But it was, you know, down the hill and then into the opposing wall where it went back up again. And uh, then my legs, let me see if I can get this right. I'm uh, I'm going head first into this wall, and then my legs flip up and hit a barbed Ooh. wire fence. And I get a couple of, like, nasty parallel gashes. This is a long time ago, so it's mostly healed. I will show you the scar. But um, uh, I get the, a pair of nasty gashes, and this is in West Virginia. If you don't know West Virginia... We have 50 states, and if you were to rank them in order of, like, civilization and medical care and education and income, West Virginia would lock down 50th on all of this. And attractiveness of their women. (laughs) Some real pigs in West Virginia. Uh, Sorry, West Virginia. but I'm not. Who am I kidding? They don't have internet. This is fine. I, I, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so, or electricity. <laughs> running water. <laughs> this, that would just make it fun. And, or, and or plumbing. <laughs> so, Incest uh, loss. Uh, uh, clothing. 
so, <laughs> potato sack. <laughs> right, right. They're just, they're just, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they're in teepees right Backward now, hillbilly making smoke signals brothers. to talk to one another. So anyway, just really uh, ugly bitches. I'm in a West Virginia hospital, and I remember this, like, uh, you know, uh, the, what a drop ceiling. Right? It's like a drop ceiling. There's like acoustic and above that they run all the electricity. The drop ceilings were in such a state of disrepair that like water was permeating them. And of course the drop ceiling has holes in it and it's all over the floor too. And rather than clean it up, they're just like pushing the gurney over it. I'm like vibrating, you know, you know, as, as I go over the ceiling that had like fallen on the, I'm like, how can this be a hospital? This is like a, a fucking mash units on the front lines are better than this. Triage. <laughs> so, uh, then I get this West Virginian like doctor to, to sew up my, my stitches and he didn't do it right at all. Like, like, so. If you have a big gash, and I know this because I've had so many scars, you kind of do like internal stitches to pull it a little closer, then maybe another round, and then an outer round. That like so, if it's a big cut, you just sort of like bring the middle together, bring this together, and then you can bring the outside together. And uh, he didn't do that. He just did like one big loop that didn't hold this the cut together at all. And when mm. I finally got home and like showed it to my doctor, he was like, well, "What is this?" And I'm like, "What? What is it?" He's like, "Well, I had." done this and and you can see it the stitches they didn't pull the wound together at all like they didn't do what stitches are supposed to do so uh so how did i get my scar head first into a thing legs come up hit the barbed wire fence and the barbed wire fence cut me open let me see if i can show the scar uh they're here and here i don't know if they're showing on camera at all i feel like the lighting's not working he just wants to show off his calves. They're not even showing my calves. Uh, I knew the scar would be there before we even started the story. <laughs> oh God! It I knew he wasn't going to show up. He wasn't going to show up in his scars, biceps, or anything. Mm-hmm. You can it's see. Definitely going to be. Fuck. They're here and here, but I I, I can't seem to cap. It's like there's too much light on it. Or Jackie something. really needs to clear away that plate. Yeah, I mean, right. That woman. Hazard. That's the dinner I just ate. Like I know it, and it's just been sitting there for going on an hour. Do you want me to text her see if she'll take it? <laughs> no, God, oh, no. no, no, that's too much. That's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try this. Oh God! Oh. I don't co-sign this, Woody. You clear away this refuse, woman. I don't co-sign. So terrible. Do no, I, 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 I don't sign at all. Like I, I, I clearly was trying to back away. Mm-mm. Just a joke. I don't know if I should do this. It doesn't. Like, no, we should. No, I, I it's don't not think that so. I'd get in trouble. I bet she'd do it, but it's not the kind of husband I want to be. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a little bit meaner than than, than the food jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, anyway, that's how I got that scar. Bicycling accident. I got plenty okay. of them. <sighs> New topic. Yes, sir. Sure. What is the greatest weakness of humans? I think it's our inability to survive um, varied temperatures. We're, there's a really specific zone that we that it, the temperature needs to be at for us to to thrive. Hmm. Without you know some pretty extreme precautions and clothing and stuff. I feel like. See, yeah, and I'm wondering what temperatures you consider as thriving at, right? Because obviously, like 70 to 85 is sort of the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. These are Fahrenheit temperatures, and uh, again, sticking to Fahrenheit, anywhere from zero to a hundred, it works pretty fine. Which is why Fahrenheit is so perfect. 
Um, <laughs> but if, is that if, what you're talking about? Zero to 100 Fahrenheit? Or? No, I'm t- no, no, no. I'm talking about the t- if the temperature, uh, you know, our average temperature around here isn't somewhere in the 70s, then we would just all die. If it was always 90 degrees, hmm. it, it would be very difficult for us to get into where we are now. We just wouldn't be able to do much outside if there weren't temperate areas. And if it was really cold, we couldn't maintain, we couldn't feed ourselves. If if the if it dropped worldwide to some sort of frigid ice age type temperature, which isn't going to happen for another fifty thousand years, then you know we wouldn't make it. We'd we'd survive in pockets. The the human race could not continue on on its current trajectory if the temperature changed just a little. All right, not a bad one. What do you think is the greatest weakness of humans, Lefty? Uh, I'm. What's responsible for humans holding grudges against one another? Like holding personal vendettas and things like that. It's not. Is it. I don't know. Whatever that is. Whatever mechanism by which we abandon reason and rationality for. Grudges and vendettas, whatever that is, that really, yeah, I like me some grudges. Yeah, right. But I, I, I don't know why I'm using terrible grammar, but like, like, I. It's not that I'll like go out of my way to sink someone and get them or whatever, but it's like noted, you know. Now you now you're you move you from the good list. I think to there's the bad a difference one. between I think there's a difference between keeping score and judging the people that you interact with. And holding like a lifelong vendetta, like you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to ruin this guy. There's a big difference between those two. I, I think you're talking about keeping score and and trying to protect yourself from bad people. Yeah, and that's and that's reasonable. But I'm talking more about like I'm going to do what I can to ruin you. I'm going to do what I can to to hurt you. I'm going to out even if it hurts me, even if it hurts whatever I'm working on or whatever I want to accomplish, I'm not going to do this with you because of whatever legitimate reasons or not because there are reasons but sometimes you just go to somebody. But you know, I I envision a time where at some point something something for humanity, something could better humanity in general a lot. And there's going to be somebody somewhere or a group of people who don't, who either actively inhibit that or or even derail it completely because we've got personal grudges against somebody else. And we're just not going to help them or we are not going to join up or, or do something like that. And I think it, it you can compound that into bad things happening. In the long run, in the long, like long term. Hmm. You guys got so deep with this question. Yeah, you could almost say that emotions are our biggest oh. weakness. Yeah, if we didn't have any emotions. That's probably a lot better. Like you know, no. If it was like a like a cheesy John Lennon song, there's no countries to die for, and nobody <laughs> got angry or right. vengeful but or any of that stuff. Then love is an know. emotion too, though. Be a few, few. Yeah, no more love. We don't need that. But maybe if the we next were all computers, maybe the world the, would be a great place. Maybe the next step in human uh, evolution is a is a race of sociopaths that are just dead on the inside. I I was taking this thing in a whole different direction. Like 
like the greatest weakness of humans is that the recreational area and the waste disposal area are either next to each other or one and the same. Oh, you're talking about anatomical. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I didn't really define it at all. I would just yeah, it's, it, it, it's really broad, I guess. Yeah, or um, or did, on, on Ask Reddit, it was that the eating and breathing area is the same thing. That's killed many people. Mm-hmm. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's how they were going with it. But lefty guy. Yeah, I'd deep. like a portal. I'd like some sort of portal that I just put the food directly into my chest. Maybe just another mouth down there, and then women would have one too, and we could fuck it. <laughs> you know, or just the if design were really intelligent, that'd be the thing. The yeah, mouth. some sort of cool little mouth down there, like like between their tits, like that. Would, that would be the best evolutionary step. Yeah, but forward. wouldn't that mouth have teeth though? It'd be like a pussy nah, with teeth. Nah, not Take in my a chance, world, Lefty. Not in my not not in my sort of like creepy like human <laughs> project. No, it doesn't have any teeth. It's just got eight tongues, <laughs> so it can really taste the food. So in your world, tentacle porn becomes like a thing. Like What's a real that thing? Tentacle porn. No tentacles. Just There's something you know, with eight tongues. Those that's got to that's tentacles. Those stay right? in its mouth though. They're not coming out and like wrapping around you or penetrating you. I don't understand tentacle porn. It's like an internet joke. Is this a thing that some people are? Yeah, into? it's a thing in like it's Japanese hentai. You know, you'll have some sort of tentacled monster that you know, like a few of the tentacles hold the chick, and then like the others penetrate her, and it's a, it's 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 not my cup of tea, but it's out there. People huh. like it. Yeah. People like it. Oh, there's a genre for everyone on the on the World Wide Web. Yeah, in Japan, like the guys read hentai porn like on the subway train to work. It's, They're just sitting there with graphic porn. You like, know, what's up? I hear so much stuff about Japan, and I see so many you know internet m- pictures and videos from there that I almost am like, are these the real freak shows? And they're just being portrayed to us as, like, sort of commonplace activities. Like, you know, I bet you could go to certain parts of the United States on, like, certain holidays or festivals. Like, you maybe you go to Mardi Gras, get the worst of that. Maybe you go to, like, the Gay Pride in San Francisco, get the worst of that. Not there's anything wrong with it, but I had a friend who was at the last one. He saw a man have sex with a fire extinguisher uh, or a fire hydrant. He, put, he, he sat on the fire hydrant until it penetrated him a lot. And, you know, if you saw that on the street, if you saw a picture of that, you might think, wow, that's... They're pretty crazy over there, but but you know there are supposedly vending machines over there that sells like used girls' panties, right? Isn't that that, that's a thing? I think. I I don't know if there is. I suspect it's like you said, like it's not representative of. I've been to Japan. I didn't see that. Good point. Thank you. Yes, exactly. You know, it it just maybe you didn't go to the right part of town. Yeah, maybe you didn't go to the to the used panty dispensary. Oh, man, that would be great. I would just I would just sit on a bench next to it and like eat a sandwich and watch the guys who who come to use it and and just see if they have no shame about it. If they're it, like they're buying a bag of Doritos, like as they pick out which color they want and like maybe there's a picture of the girl wearing them. Like they're really selective process, and I imagine they cost like fifteen bucks or something. Like, what are these guys doing? Like taking them and the, like jerking off into them? Like what's going on here? I would what are they expect. Doing these? I would expect that they smell them and, and, and inseminate them, and that's what they're into. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just it, the, the odd part is that they're coming out of a fucking vending machine, <laughs> <laughs> or that there's a big enough market for it. Yeah, and I've also noticed another thing about Japanese pornography. 
is that it often seems like there is some sort of scenario where a schoolgirl is having sex with some some older man mm. against almost against her will, if if not completely against her will. Like she she's like she's basically being raped the first. 15 seconds, and then she's like, yeah, let's continue this now. I enjoy the movie. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that, and I'm just like, and there's a lot of, like, there, there's only, like, three noises a Japanese uh, <laughs> car- animated uh, p- um, porn star makes, and it's like, ooh, ooh, and ah, ah, and, and then, you know, maybe some, like, phrase in Japanese, like, onoki, and, like, that's it, <laughs> you know? Like, he'll, the guy will, like, blast some enormous amount Demon into her so much so you know it's it's animated so have fun with it. The right, light comes so much inside of, of her vagina that it like erupts outside like that that video shoots out her it. ears. Yeah, yeah. So, like literally, sometimes it like the penis will be like coming out her mouth or something insane like that. Like and it's 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 kind of rapey and it seems sort of like they're almost going for an underage look with the girls because they're so like schoolgirly. Right, right. But with incredibly bulging like bodies. You well, know. Americans have the the Catholic schoolgirl fantasy too. It seems like I a parallel. The Japanese like take that to a whole different level though. They do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's I'm such just a trying com- to fit in Japanese culture. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just such a common denominator in 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 so much of their pornography. It's as commonplace as I don't know. Like, What's up like, with the censorship? You know, that's a weird thing about their pornography, too. I think that's part of the reason for the animated pornography is maybe oh. they don't – maybe the, the restrictions aren't as stringent on the – but I have seen animated Japanese pornography that has been censored, that animated penises and vaginas are blurred out. I imagine if you wait, if you grow up wanking it to censored pornography, you could develop mm-hmm. that as a fetish. And at some point, like, pixelation is a turn-on, like Pavlov's dog. How odd. <laughs> I saw another um, baby. Can I, you can you shave your pubes into kind of squares? Because <laughs> that's oh hot God. to me. Kind of make them blurry. <laughs> kind of fuzzy, if you know what I mean. Out of focus, really. <laughs> Out of focus. Yeah, maybe just rub a lot of Vaseline. Down. <laughs> maybe I could. Like you'd have to. Maybe you'd wear like contact lenses that made everything blurry. <laughs> baby, you can you try to look goggles? more? Can you get like pixelated? <laughs> Another weird uh, form of Japanese pornography I stumbled, sort of a genre, if you will, is and I, there's, there may be a, uh, an actual classification, but basically, it's the Invisible Man scenario. Like this guy, he's it's either a ghost or a spirit or a guy who's like got some sort of scientific uh, expertise, sort of a science fiction background to it. But basically, he's invisible. And he goes to, like, a women's sauna where, like, these hot Japanese chicks hang out completely nude and, like, bathe each other. And he just starts fucking them. And they're just, like, sitting there, like, while imaginary, invisible, supposedly cocks are fucking them. But here's how they achieve the effect. You might think, yeah, how, how do I see this visually? How is this, repre- how is this represented? How do they film this? Well, they take a Japanese dude and put him in a full-body leotard that's white except for a hole for his cock. And so, you, and you just use your imagination and imagine this guy's invisible. But really, there's just a dude standing there in a leotard fucking these women while they try to act like they're not being fucked because I guess they're embarrassed to be fucked by a ghost cock. It's absurd, and there are so many renditions of it. Like it's not like a one or two time thing. All right, it's Kyle, common- you're winning now. I've never even seen or heard of this. It's as commonplace as like the pizza delivery guy, you know, <laughs> setup. I swear, like there, I, there's not. a whole. It can't be. I've never. There's heard a of whole it. genre of it. Like, like search invisible man, 
you know, Japanese rape porn or something. Like, you'll totally get, like... Well, Japanese rape porn, that's all of it. It's, yeah, oh, well, how have I not hit that particular search string before? Well, no, I'm just saying how you could, like, quickly narrow it down. You know, I, I end up on these adventures, like, going down the rabbit hole. I might start out with something completely, uh, completely vanilla, but, you know, you click a few links, and you end up, you get drifted to a few of their quote-unquote partner sites, and things get a bit darker. <laughs> That happens when you go to the. You know, there's the suggestions like, see what our friends like. And you're like, wow, your friend's version of this pornography is much better. And, you know, you end up going to a few different websites. That's how we discovered Motherless. And E fucked. E fucked is horrible. I am traumatized by that thing. Some things on the E fucked are just really mean uh, and, um, and hard to watch. Um, I I only looked at it one time. I lasted about ten minutes, and it, it was like it's really it, ten it, minutes. That's there's impressive. a lot of cringe, but there's also sometimes it's, it goes too far, and it's and it, you like see people's hearts breaking, and it's a little it's much. It's spelled weird. How do you spell e fuck? F F U K T. The letter E, then F U K T. Okay. Yeah, and it's like there's some outtakes from porn clips where women are crying and stuff. Um. The one that made me click away was the woman with the high heel who's like – basically, this, we, I talked about this once before, but there was a guy under a door with a hole in it for his penis. His penis is hard, mm. so it's kind of like pointing up and laying flat. So he's on his back with like a door over him, if I recall, with his hole through – penis through the hole. And she's stepping on his penis because this is a turn-on for him. He likes like penile abuse or something. And she steps on it with her high heel until she punctures it, and it's like – yeah, that's combination trampling porn and uh, ball and cock torture porn. Uh, I'm not down with that. It would be found in the femdom sh- uh, subgenre. <laughs> it's uh, it's real dark stuff, and I I don't get it at all. Um, it's it's people stepping on your dick, and it's I like to keep that thing secure, man. I like to keep it. Locked away so nothing steps on it. Certainly not a high-heeled shoe. And they usually pick, like, sort of voluptuous women for this. So, like, you know, maybe, like, a 145-pound Latina chick with, like, a huge ass or something. And, you know, and they really trample those guys. And it's a it's a hard thing to watch. Um, I saw one on there where it was, like, a mother and a daughter, like, live-streaming topless wearing thongs. And, like, the mother's trying to negotiate, like, you know, they, they pay in credits, I guess, for certain things. And she's trying to, like, negotiate this thing. And the daughter just gets carried away and starts wailing on herself with a dildo for, like, no credits. And then the, and that's when the mom comes to the realization. She's like, I think we should do this separate. <laughs> and I'm like, no fucking shit. It's been weird since the first minute. <laughs> You've been, like, rubbing your ass on your daughter. You're both, like, topless and, like. It was it was it was rough, and when she finally comes to that realization, that's the like super cringe moment where you're like, oh shit. And there's there's a few cringe moments. There's one where a girl didn't realize that the three way she just took place in uh, was she wasn't aware of how the internet worked, so she thought this was just gonna be like a oh, DVD. Oh yeah, she thought it was a U.S. only thing, like a DVD sales thing. Yeah, I don't know if it was a three way or not, but I, yeah, I, it was she two was dudes. really pretty girl, right? She was like she was like one of those like Eastern European like girls who would like, she's like a brunette with like a perfect ass and like I saw that perfect medium sized boobs and yeah she's perfect yes yeah she was she's yeah, there's a lot of kinds of perfect I talked about this before right and okay. we were talking about before the show she's a very classic kind of perfect 
Yes, yeah. Her, her body was comparable to like a prime um, Britney Spears or mm, no? Uh, her her boobs are smaller. Are, were they? But I'm it, okay, think. who's the chick from Harry Potter? Emma. No, her Stone. boobs are bigger than that. She's more like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw Fox. this fairly recently. Yeah, she's Megan Fox Fox esque with the with the with the build. Okay. Yeah, very very pretty. Right, lots of versions of perfect. She's one of them, and. Uh, and and she has a boyfriend who she apparently cares a lot about, but not so much that she's not doing porn. And then when they're like, "This was this going on the internet?" Like everybody gets to see this, and and she comes to the realization that her life is ruined. And she she really has a and, and she like I think she cries and like leaves the room, and it, it's rough. It's a super cringe moment, a little bit too much for me personally. There's another one, however. Where they had paid these chicks like fifty dollars to kind of dance in the background of this, it was supposed to be like a bachelorette party porno, I guess. Okay. And certain chicks were paid like fifty bucks to kind of dance in the background to make it look like a real bachelorette party. Um, and then there's porn stars who are actually supposed to be blowing these dudes. And one of the fifty dollar chicks blows the dude, and he comes on her face, and then she looks up and sees the camera, and she comes and she's like. Oh shit! And like she immediately gets teary eyed, and it's like, yeah, you just fucking like blew a dude on camera for fifty dollars. What happens uh, at bachelorette parties? I don't know. Usually nothing like that. Yeah, Either that's, a, that's a thing of the internet, isn't it? Like, no, know. well, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, I I've known I've heard some stories about bachelorette parties, and they I know they they've went to like male strip clubs like Chippendales and stuff like that, and like thrown money at dudes, but. If it's a classy, if, if it, if it depends whose bachelorette party. I'm sure there are a certain kind of woman whose bachelorette party may involve some sex of some kind. Yeah, I, definitely some nudity. Right, like like the classic guy's bachelor party is there is a stripper. Um, she may rub her boobies on his face or something, and that's that's the the guy's bachelor party. Now, do you imagine it as you've hired a stripper for your home, or you've went to a strip club? Uh, in my head, I was thinking strip club or, or I went to a bachelor party for a friend of mine. Uh, Tracy was his name. And they were at some sort of like hall. It wasn't really nice or fancy or anything. Yeah, like a VFW or something like that. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. What did you say, BFW? V- ve- yeah, Veterans of Four. Yeah, Wars. that's like okay. what it was. Yeah, that makes sense. They, that happens there a lot. People rent those out for bachelor parties? Well, like it was. he's probably a member of it or he's a friend of a member or something. Are like civil servants, like like policemen? I think he was like a copper fireman nah, nah, related nah, or veterans something. Veterans of foreign wars. Like you, oh. it depends on how serious they are about it. I'm a member of one. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not pretending to be a veteran or anything like that. They're like, yeah, we'll just make you a member. And I was like, sure, that's kosher. Like nobody minds. He's like, no, nah, anybody mind? Everybody's like, ah, and then they just put me in. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, that's what he was. He was at a VFW, and it had like. Like I don't know, semi-dirty tile floors like you might find in a public school cafeteria, and uh, like fold-up chairs and poker tables, and and there were strippers, and the whole thing was like not sexy at all to me. But that's what I was getting at. Really? <laughs> so yeah, like when you, if you have a stripper hired for somewhere, it seems much. Um, I don't know, less savory that you've like brought this woman to someone's garage or yeah. something like Dude, that. So there were two strippers, and the strippers were doing things together, and then they had a bodyguard, and the bodyguard mm. was this big, strong, kind of chunky, but seriously like unusually strong woman, <laughs> and she was the bodyguard. And uh, I remember at one point, so like, dude, the strippers are like a comedy act that's failing, 
right? All the guys are just like, um, it's not really doing it for me, huh? right? My, I, I remember one of my friends was like, I can't even keep a boner at the show. <laughs> what, like, what was wrong with the show? Uh, it, the was girls were so obviously faking, um, and they weren't classy, and I, I think that was a bit of a turnoff for me. Um, and, and like at one point, oh, you, they, they I'm gr- sorry. Do you expect a higher level of lady to show up to dance at the VFW? For Tracy's bachelor party. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, that's a once in a lifetime experience. They should have brought in some high class talent. <laughs> so the 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 girls that went there were definitely below the level that I think you'd find at a club. Mm, and uh, I remember at one point they brought they broke out a um. It was a dildo with like two sides, and, ass to ass. and they're like, "See if you can see who gasmed, right?" And we're all like casually watching, kind of like disinterested. And uh, at one point, the like, did you see who it was? And the bodyguard's like, "It was me." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you see, the thing it about wasn't that, hot. it wasn't hot. Yeah, and I bet it felt awkward to even show yes. very much interest at all. Like, if you didn't want to be the one guy who was transfixed while everyone else was kind of mid-conversation. It seemed like... Every, it needs to be, like, everybody here needs to be looking at, at the person who's naked and dancing for it not to be weird. I, <laughs> yeah, but in this case, it seemed like half the guys were into it, half the, well, half the guys wished they were into it, the other half didn't, and it... it, it, it I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Remember when we were in the mountains and that girl was dancing on my lap and the only, and there was only one other person looking at her and it was that old motherfucker who was like 70 years old? <laughs> that was weird. Now, if, if all of you had been watching the girl dance in my lap, that would have not been weird. <laughs> yeah, I excuse myself from that whole debauchery. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. But I mean, you're a married guy. There's no reason for you to continue to be in like the, the billiard room stripping session or whatever that you want to call that yeah was it in the billiard room yes we were playing pool and the the old guy was like he was german too in my memory but they probably wasn't i imagine with a german accent now because i just didn't (laughs) like him he was like we were playing a game and i'm like no i don't give a fuck about your pool game dude first of all you're 70 playing with like this 25 year old model from canada and second of all no one cares about your game of pool but I'm sorry, I've completely sidetracked your 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 story, which I was enjoying. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I, I'm so so you've got the these unappealing strippers going at it. It's kind of getting awkward. The They're not classy. Yeah, where were? Oh, oh, it was what happens at bachelor parties at a bat at a bachelorette parties at a bachelor party. It, it, it didn't go anywhere. There wasn't anything that that happened at that party that that you know significant others wouldn't approve of. You know, like I, I think really everybody... the sex show was cool. With significant others, well, not mine. Uh, that that's, was early, but like this. Yeah, that. Yeah, that seems pretty harsh. I don't. I don't think I would go to a sex show. No, I, uh, I certainly wouldn't. I. I didn't know what was coming, but of yeah. course not. No, we're, I'm certainly um, not displacing no, no. any blame. But uh, uh, but yeah, that that's what happened, and and I, it's hard to explain how two lesbians was a turnoff, but I swear to you it was. <laughs> um, I, I find strippers to be particularly unappealing. And in the past, I have not said this because I had like stripper friends, but I don't have any stripper friends anymore. <laughs> I find them to be the most soulless, succubus-like things on the earth. Like 
give it up and go be a cam girl or something. Like there's something about a stripper that is League so of legends. Appealing. You know that there's League of Legends so unappealing to me that this woman is going to literally. This is their definition of her job. She's going to pretend to like you and be interested in you until you run out of money. So and, the, and it's like if I wanted that treatment, I'd go on a date. So when you have a girl stripper and a guy, typically like the girl stripper and the bodyguard or whatever are there to enforce the don't touch me rule. When you switch that and the guy is the stripper and there's a girl, is the no touch me rule removed? Does yes, the guy, I think so. I, I suspect. Do women do stuff orally you know, at bachelorette parties? That, like, is that just I part think, of the deal? I, I think it depends on how hardcore the, the girls wanted to get. And I think it depends on how classy the girls are, honestly, because the girls that I know are pretty classy. And as dirty as it got was going to Chippendales and and just, like, watching and throwing money. And hooting and, and hollering from a distance and stuff. Yeah, and, and they ha- and their cake was shaped like a penis and the straws were shaped like penises and, you know, little little penis jokes <laughs> like that. The the and it was more about, like, putting the food and drinks together and that sort of thing uh-huh. and making it all kind of like a, a dick party. Um but I, I, I'm sure that there are like trashy, more trashier versions of bachelorette parties where there's totally like, yeah, yeah, there's totally sex going on. The, the, the total internet those. thing, right, where the guy has like the towel behind him shielding her privacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know, that, that seems to me like to be I, – I have no reason to think that that's not just like an internet porn myth just like, you know, the the casting couch porn where the guy's always got his face blurred out and he's got right. the black couch. That's not real. No. That's not real. And and I'll, I know enough about porn to tell you exactly why it's not real. There's an episode where – so the, the, the gist is that he's got an ad in the paper that says, you know, he's a talent agent for adult video um, sites and, and firms or whatever. And you're going to go in. He's going to try you out, and then he's going to get you a job. And he's going to make a video of you. And they usually don't know it, but like he'll just blindside and be like, "All right, now you're gonna suck my penis on camera," and he'll and and, and so the, they the line is like, "Oh, well, you know, you don't have to, but you know, your willingness to do stuff is part of your evaluation." I don't know how I could pass you on as a you know a good candidate. Yeah, we're gonna show this video to the producers, and that's how they pick talent. And so the idea is pretty great. It's a pretty great idea if it were actually employed. <laughs> You'd be like, holy shit. And I think there was a real-life guy who did something like this, and I saw a thing about him on EFOCT. But it's the sex is really pathetic because he's just, like, terrible. And he's, like, planking, fucking these women. And he's, like, telling them, he's, like, make some noise. And she's, like, so being sarcastic, looking at the camera, like, oh, baby, you're such a man. And it's really humiliating for him. The women all turn it on him. Um, but the but but it's totally fake because it's all supposed to be happening, like, right then that day that he's filming by himself. But there's one where he's having sex with this chick, and uh, in the next scene, her nails are done. And it's like a full-on like acrylic nail job that takes like an hour or two to put on. What, it's what, like clearly the, – the filming is clearly split up over several days. I know of an episode or two where this wasn't the woman's first porn. Like like this was a, a semi-established star you know, uh, pretending yeah. to be going to it. And it's like, wait, this is like her third role. This is not right. Yeah, and I there's one chick who's been back for like repeat episodes, like, and I'm like, wait, you made a fake porno with her, and she was willing to come back to do some lesbian shit with this new chick and a midget, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I, I feel you went all out. This is a great episode. Um, <laughs> I watched twice. Oh, it literally happened. He he was like seeing what this chick would be up for, and and the idea of it's kind of cool. It's like, 
wow, he's tricked this chick into fucking a midget. <laughs> but no, she didn't. Like, like her and the midget were probably like hanging out smoking cigarettes right before that scene. Like, she, she she's there to fuck a midget. <laughs> she's there. Plus, if you're if you're a male stripper, if you're actually a male stripper, that's that's not a facet of porn. There are male strippers, just like there are female strippers. You're probably not wanting to get blown. You show up to do a bachelorette party. Even though you're showing up to do a bachelorette party, you're probably not willing to get blown by anybody and everybody who's there. Okay, I've got a guest right? request. I'd like someone, if there's anyone out there who knows a Chippendale dancer, someone who does this, who dances, who's like a full-on male stripper who's dancing for ladies at bachelorette parties. I'd like to talk to somebody like that and get these real answers. Because I don't think there's any other way for us to get it other than going to the guy because a woman would lie. Yes. She'd be like, no, Susie didn't fuck all those guys off. And, and, and of course, Susie's like, that's what Susie does. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, if, if I was a male stripper and, like, that was my job, my biggest worry, and it's like, yeah, dude, you can go and you're banging chicks at, uh, at, a, at a bachelorette party and you've got the sweetest gig ever, I would be like, man, this is my gig. And... You know, if if there's a chick where I show up and she's down to pound at a bachelorette party, she's probably been around the block once or twice, and I can't get genital herpes because that's the end of my gig as a male stripper. Well, as long as she doesn't have an outbreak, you're all good, Lefty. Yeah, a hypothetical hot 21-year-old single Woody would have totally had a would lot of blowjobs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get a lot of BJs from the MILFs at the bachelorette party. You know, it's, it's like, this lady's 40. This is the first time she's been outside in, in, in a while. It's really an, an act of charity. It's for her as much as it is for me in that situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's yeah. having a good time. Although, that seems like the kind of job where, like, you, there's a higher than normal percentage um, that, like, some jealous boyfriend or husband is going to come fuck you a day up. <laughs> right. That's an issue. Yeah. Like, hey, are are, are you big? Are you big, Mike and the boys? Yeah. <laughs> I, you end up run down in the parking lot of Chippendales if you uh, get one too many BJ, I guess. That's yeah, indeed. Plus, to maintain that body, man, you're not doing anything. Like, there's no fun in the your dancing. Life. I think I think is a big part. If they're dancing, like you know, hours every night, eh, you could make. Once they've dancing, already got, but there's got to be diet involved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's got – there was a – who's that ab guy that does ab – like, he's always promoting him. His the one with the big head? Too. He's like an – he's just a jacked Asian guy. Oh, I don't Do you know, know who guy. I'm talking about? He's He does – he's like does ab workout videos or something. Mm-mm. He He had a pre-roll ad that I watched, and it was him – like it was like a behind the scenes thing, and he was like he was just eating. He was on a couch on a on a, a coffee table, and he's eating like a steak dinner, and just stuffing his face. And he was like, and, and it was badly pantomimed. But he the, the idea was trying to be like you know you don't have to you get to eat whatever you want pretty much if you're if you're doing what I do and you want to look like me. And I thought you know while you're probably like intaking a lot of calories they're probably really smart calories and that's you're like puking up all those carbs that I'm seeing you eat and that sweet tea <laughs> that you're drinking too man that's not that's not part of your diet you have yeah. a cheat day just like the rock but the rock on those non cheat days is having like lemon water and that's it yeah i think that's very true too because like people who are super into fitness like that like they don't if giving them some with corn syrup in it or sugar they're just like that's poison i don't want that yeah that's 
That's an, so I am not as fit as I was when I was 21. This is a pretty common trajectory people take, but most people blame it on their age. You know, like, oh yeah, it's just tougher when you're 40. I remember, like, when I was 21, I would just turn my nose up at most unhealthy foods. You know, like, what that? No. I just don't put that kind of shit into my body. I, I'm not having it. And, uh, now, Every once in a while, you know, like, yeah, we'll have wings or Wendy's or something like that. And I, it's hard for me to trace, you know, the difference between me now and whatever, 21 years old, how much of it is age and how much of it is diet. I worked out a ton in my younger years and I exercised a ton. That's the same thing. And I ate well. And, uh, you know, I wonder how much of it is lifestyle changes and excuses that old people tell themselves. Probably a lot. Uh, although the, the living conditions and medical conditions are just – 40 is getting better every generation. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a version of 40 that was a completely burn-up human body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but know, I, if you're working in a coal mine or something like that, by 40, you're done. That's what I, I – I, I've never had a job like that. But, like, okay, who here on the call has laid hardwood flooring? I, I know I, I have. Yeah. On day two or three of laying hardware flooring, how wrecked are you? Your your whole lower body, your back is done. Yeah, your back is done. Your legs are sore. You've stood up knee, so many times. I remember my knees turned black and blue, and we're just, we're just a solid bruise. I have carried the hardwood flooring from one part of the house to the other so many times, like just by the like oversized like 125 pound bushel or whatever you know packet they come in, and uh, I'm exhausted i'm worn out but there are people who do that job for a living who every day do yeah. that uh, that's they must be a special kind of durable it's interesting to look at the people who do jobs like that i had a i had a bunch of trash and i, I hired a trash service the other day and the guy who came had it, it, it when i say trash service he's just got like a big dump truck and he establishes you know relationships with the community and you pay this guy 20 bucks a month and he comes and takes your trash away well, I had a lot of trash, and he's and he's throwing it all into this this truck. And I noticed that this like fifty five year old dude's arms are like twenty five inches around or something. They're jacked. They're huge. Like he's wearing a slut. It's not a cutoff tee, but it's, it's it's the sleeves aren't are definitely not as long as normal. And they're still really clinging to like the upper part of his bicep, and he, they're huge. And I'm like, dude, you're jacked. He's like, yeah, but you got it where it counts up in that up in your head. And I'm like. After the way you put that, I think I do. But you were fucking jacked. <laughs> I, I um, when we moved into this house, we hired movers, and uh, it's funny. Like those yeah. guys, if you were to just look at them casually, you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, like they're they're fit enough and everything, but they're not special or anything. And then they like take a freaking washing machine or stra- or dresser, strap it onto their back all by themselves, and walk it up the stairs. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and they're like, yeah, you know, this job, it just gets that to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're like mega strong in areas that you don't observe that much. Like, like, oh, you know what? His legs are ridiculously strong and his lower back and, and like think like not your typical kind of like, you know, big biceps strength, but yeah. just like body durability kind of stuff. Oh, and the one guy. So one of the movers was, um, I don't know why it's relevant that he's black, but it, he, he was black and he was like 55 and he looked 30. <laughs> it was like, it was amazing. Uh, of the people 
of the of the people who are shaped whose bodies are shaped by their careers, I would think that the, the movers seem to me like like the the power lifters. Those are the guys who are just 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 a really strong trunk. Those guys, they're always just really thick. It may not be some giant tall guy. Oh, he may course. be short, like five eight, but he could totally just grab that dresser, like you said, and just have you in hired a way that a normal person. Yeah, once before, and so it I... actually ended up being a guy I went to high school with who was like the biggest, <laughs> or not the biggest, but like the strongest guy from high school. He's like five foot nine and just much wider than a normal human being. He's a, he's a, he's a dwarf. Arm movers. <laughs> so. I, when I hired movies, I didn't personally hire them. The, the, the Cisco was I, I got a job at Cisco, and one of the perks was they relocate you, so they hired movers for me. And uh, I don't know if these guys do it all the time, or if they just did it because they knew there was a disconnect between the person paying and the person moving. I was totally unaware, but they got paid by the box. Oh, ho ho ho! These guys had like a racket, man. Like, like so every box had a number on it, and then they'd know, like, hey, these boxes start at like 380, and they end at 1,080. <clears throat> There's 700 boxes here. And uh, first of all, every box, like uh, at first, I don't know how they're paid and how this works. And I'm like, these guys are really protecting my stuff, right? Like, like they would take a salt shaker like this and wrap <laughs> it up with enough paper that it's the size of a lampshade. Put it in a box. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. well, they it's, do it's an amazing job. Yeah. What's that? It, they're protected from shock now. It's, it, it's not dude, going anywhere. Not so environmentally friendly. It was crazy. <laughs> right? But like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, every, so, we had a, um, a spice rack. This spice rack and the stuff that goes in a spice rack. And we're not like big chefs or anything, but it, it was like six boxes worth of shit. You know, by the time you wrapped up, this is like a, a cinnamon shaker, plastic, wrap it all in paper. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it all should have been like part of one box. Yeah, so they, like, if you were doing it yourself, you just like tape the spice rack door closed and call it good. But, but they made yeah. it like six boxes. I, the, the tape, you remember I said there was numbered tape that they used? I had a bunch of hockey sticks that I was moving. So they take like eight hockey sticks. They wrap it together with this tape, and all of a sudden, it's like numbers 400 through 420, right? Wow. It's, it's like 20 boxes that is my, like, a bundle of hockey sticks. And, uh, <laughs> and you could just go on and on, like, you know, a lampshade, individual box. Um, it, I don't know. And I, at first, was just amazed at how protected my stuff was, how organized they were. And what a quality job they did. And it wasn't until later that I learned, like, oh, now I get, like, the the monetary motivation behind their behavior. Like, the reason that, you know, fucking salt shakers, you might only fit two salt shakers to a box was the way they were paid. So if I were to move now, I would throw so much stuff away. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, say a box is $10 to move. I'd be like, is this worth five bucks to you? You can have a brand new one for five bucks, or you can pay five bucks to get this old crappy one. Yeah, Amazon will send a new one to your house. Yeah, right? And a pepper one that matches. You know, like, like this freaking fingernail thing will be individual wrapped and put into a box, and it will be the size of a, a Nike shoe. I don't know why <laughs> Nike. And, uh, yeah, so you know, I, I would just be looking at every – I think I would throw away 75% of my possessions and just be like, this stuff isn't worth moving. Got to go. It's cheaper to get it new. 
there you go. That's how moving works. Lots of things are rackets like that. You know who burns a lot of calories is those uh, those deadliest catch guys. Yeah, that's oh. true. They eat some really huge, crazy meals. I wish I didn't get motion sickness like I do. It's you go out there for you'd go out there for a crab season. You think you'd try it? Just no, I wouldn't really do no, it. No, I would the never current try version that. of me, right? Like it, it's not it even the, so hard. the crab season, but it, it's one, you know, like how much money do they make in the whatever five months they're there as a greenhorn? Uh, I'd be away from my family. I, I mean, that'd be a serious like mm-hmm. marital strain. It's funny, marital strain. Like I, I'm aware that marital strain happens to people. Right. You know, and it's like, dude, my, so my marriage is really solid. Like I'm super happy with what I got going on. But a lot of the reason that it is, is because I make sure it stays that way. Right. I don't go on four month long fishing trips because that kind of stuff will strain your marriage. You know, if you're a traveling salesman and you have a job like that, which is really lucrative, that stuff's rough on a marriage. Um, you know, I think to myself, like, all right, what do you need to make sure you're never in? Like serious financial stress, because serious financial stress brings marital stress, right? You know, like uh, I, I've never been unemployed when I'm married, but I've seen it, and wives will look at their husbands a little differently when they're not working, right? Imagine yourself on the couch by 11 a.m. You sent out your resumes, and you're kind of waiting for replies, and you're watching prices right on TV. You're a different guy than you were when you were at work, you know, in in a wife's eyes, oftentimes. And uh, it's just like, you know, the reason my marriage is doing so well is I make sure I do things that make sure it always does well. I, I'm not saying Jackie would somehow, like, disown me if I fell unemployed or something. But uh, um, I try to make sure that never happens. I forget. Oh, and, and, yeah, so I wouldn't really go on an Alaskan fishing trip. My grandmother said, I, I forgot to screw this quote up, but it's like when hunger comes in the door, love goes out the window. Like, all right, don't do that. Nope. <laughs> okay, that's prob- probably good words to live by. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, you got to make sure that you, you. I don't. It, it. I just think you know, like while things are so fantastic, they are that way on purpose. And if you screw this up, don't go thinking that you're so immune. You know that that you'll the the the, the troubles that get like ninety eight percent of the couples when they run into that sort of hardship will never hit home. Good. I'm glad then that you didn't send the text asking to come, asking Jackie to come pick up the place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought better of that one. You know, yeah. it's it's one thing to be like, "Hey, honey, I need a drink, and I don't want to leave the show." It's another thing to be like, "Come and get a plate." And I'll take the plate down later on my own. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, do we need a whole new topic? Yes. Hmm. What is your genetic disadvantage? Hmm. My hip's hurting right now. Could that possibly be one? Hmm. Oh, well, my eyes, obviously. Ah, okay. My eyesight is not as good as it could have, as as good as it could be. It's actually kind of bad, so. Hmm. I'm struggling with my own here. I know that when I was born, (laughs) my toes kind of pointed inwards. And, uh, and I was never, I'm still not a very good runner, and I think that might be a part of it. But my father runs all the time. I don't know if I can 
Yeah, it's hard to link any 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 issues that I have as a genetic issue. Yes. Um, I was gonna say my nose is bigger than I like, but that's because it's been broken too many times. Both my parents have better noses than me. Because get a nose job. Could you get those toes corrected at the same time? Yeah, there you go. Wait, what? Toes? Yeah, you get your toes corrected. My toes are fucking awesome. You get them facing forward. Oh, I kind of grew out of it. No, I bet they could totally break the toe, realign it. It's not toes. It's like at the ankle level. Like my Whatever, feet point. You know. <laughs> Go misery style on it. Just like tie yeah. me to a bed, break those things open. Oh, those bionics are so great now. You almost want to lose your foot. Right? The little like flappy flipper things that people wear and bounce yeah, around. I, I'm hoping I lose my lower half from sometime soon. It's almost like Clone Wars where you can get a whole body. From the knee down, stock equipment is old school. I'm, I might replace a lot of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> might replace a lot of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I could general grievous with this. I've gotten into Clone Wars. I, I'm really enjoying it. Are you on that? The animation gets much better by like the fourth or fifth season. And, and it it answers some questions. I I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but I was hoping I'd learn stuff I didn't learn in the movies, and that didn't really happen. It just sort of filled in that gap. What yeah. is the gap between which? Is it two and three? Yes. Yeah. That that's the most interesting part of Star Wars. They put this Clone Wars in the right spot. Um. But it wasn't perfect, perfect. I think Star Wars is better episodically than it is in some two-hour movie. I oh. really hate the Star Wars movies. They're crap. And uh, but, but the TV show is great because there's so many adventures to go on and so many characters in this vast universe that when you try to compile it down to a couple of movies, it's really jumbled. And it's like, why is everyone in this tiny part of the, of the galaxy right now? And another thing is I think it's better animated than live action. And you know, Some I, of it is. I like, like the the – the lightsaber fights in particular. Yeah. Those are supposed to be superheroes doing their fights, right? They're supposed to be dodging and blocking and being incredible. When I see, like, Actors. who's, uh, who's, uh, the, Mark Liam Hamill. Nielsen. That's what I'm going for. Liam Nielsen oh. plays Obi-Wan Kenobi's father. Not, not father, mentor. Master is the term they Quite use. Quite And Liam Nielsen is like 50 something. When he moves, he's slow. He's he doesn't. I'm looking for better than human movement, and what I'm getting in the in the mo, in that live action stuff is below average human movement. Right, slow, drawn out. It should look like of, a Bruce Lee movie, or better. Or right? better. I, I'm That's looking bad. for like an Iron Man Flash kind of like. Thing. That's what I get in the dude when they do like flips in the air, like the you know the jump tuck flip things. Yeah. What they do in the cartoon or animated series, if you want to be snooty about it, but what they do in that is what I'm looking for. That kind of fighting, that kind of action, that kind of you know superhero stuff is incredible. Yeah. What they do in the live action, it's, it's not an. If CGI, I were going to tell someone to only watch one piece of Star Wars, it would be the Clone Wars. Because you get most of the information, and you're not bothered by what is – the rest of it is just subpar, and it doesn't fit together well. There's just too many inconsistencies brought on by the fact that this – you know, they're produced like 30 years apart from each other, the the, the three – the six movies are. And, you know, the little things like, for example, when Darth Vader is unmasked and – masked in Return of the Jedi, he of course looks nothing like the the actor who played Anakin Skywalker. And he should a little, but he doesn't. 
and there's really no reason for him to sound like um, like he does either. It's just there's a lot of things that I just can't. It's it's the Star Wars universe. I ca- I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. It just becomes silly. Yeah, and the I I like the prequel lightsaber fights because now when I go back and watch the um the original lightsaber fights, it's just you know talking about Qui Gon Jinn and uh, those the live action actors and their lightsaber fights not being as you know as as super superhero as and the force use was so little. Right, and it's just there's nothing hey guys, in the in the in the original films. It's just awful. Yeah. The the it's just you know lame kind of. The best one is in Return of the Jedi, and even then, what really happens with with the lightsaber fight between Luke and Vader? Mm-hmm. It's just it's nothing at all. And the uh, the prequels, the one thing they did right was the lightsaber fights, and they made them more energetic. And yeah, but the computer animation—they had to. That's the only way you can display what it's like when someone who's supposed to be a superhero has a fight with a plasma sword. You know, like, and, and I'll say it in the in the first one in the Phantom Menace when that door opens and it's Darth Maul and he doesn't say anything and he's just got the double sided double sided lightsaber and he's like it's fucking go time. That's a cool scene. Yeah, the, yeah. the rest of the movie sucks, but that was a cool ass scene. Where I agree with like, that. Let's do this and. Uh, my my problem is the inconsistencies from film to film to the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars, almost every Jedi is has incredible force abilities where like, you know, they can move a spacecraft if they need to. They can throw, you know, eight robots out of the way suddenly if they need to. They can pick anyone up with a neck crusher if they need to. Like they they can all do it. But, you know, go back to the first film and and like how Obi-Wan Kenobi just looked like a bumbling idiot compared to what uh, you know he re- he is in the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars, he's General Kenobi. He's he's the the driving force be- behind the Clone Wars. Like like he's the main guy. Like like coming up with strategy and stuff, seemingly on the battlefield. Me, but but you know, in the first film, they're like, "You fought in the Clone Wars," and he's like, "Ah, that was a long time ago." Like, come on, that's all you're gonna give him? You were General Kenobi. You you commanded the whole fleet, and you're just like, "Yeah, that was I, I was in the Clone Wars once." Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate Star Wars movies. They're crap. <laughs> Star Trek original series and the next generation movies. Oh, it's so good. Star Trek is so much better. It really is. That's all right. I, I, that's going to be a fight. I know that's going to be a fight. Oh, it's oh. so much better. It's so much better. I'm so Watch torn, the... man. Like, Name me a Star Wars movie that's better than The Wrath of Khan. There isn't oh, one. Oh, which Wrath of Khan? There Con? isn't one. The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. The one with... Oh, uh, the old one? Yeah, with Ricardo Montalban. I like the, the new ones better than the old ones. I like the new ones too, but uh, Wrath of Khan is the best of the older ones, and when the fans vote, it's always number one, even higher than the new two movies. Yeah, it's, a, it's Sometimes, a, I mean, dude, you do YouTube, you know how big nostalgia is. It's really a good movie. It's 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 the good one. It's more of a warrior like cat and mouse type game, and there's a lot of hate between Kirk and uh, Ricardo Montalban's character Khan. It's like an old rivalry that came from the 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 show back in the '60s, and you know they're they're playing. It. It's good. I like it. It's good. All right. Uh, I think the Star Trek movies are probably better. The thing is, I think that the right person, if you got somebody different, maybe to make Star. Wait, did I say Star Wars was better? I meant Star Trek is better. But I think if the right person made Star Wars, that the material is like could be better, right? I like the idea of 
did, space pirates, and I like what Han Solo was. Take out the love story, right? Or at least put it seriously in the back street. Jar Jar Binks, kill him. The crowd will cheer. Oh, my God, it'll be so amazing. Um, the, the corny children stuff, right? Like that pod racer scene, to me, oh. designed for get video game production. It was like, it, like he wasn't interested in the art of making a fantastic movie, which should be profitable enough for him, right? He's a billionaire. He was interested instead in making sure that the merchandising was effective. And that's where the pod racers was, the Howard Cosell voices. It, it's like... Star Wars could be a fantastic movie if they just took away the silliness. Before Jar Jar Binks, who is a silly, loathe, hateable character, C-3PO is almost as stupid. You know, the Ewoks. The, the Ewoks, right? But C-3PO did like quote, the robot dance. Like, that's let me the, quote the Emperor. This is what Emperor Palpatine says to Luke Skywalker in Return in um, um, the Return of the Jedi on the fucking new Death Star over the planet. He says, I've got an entire legion of my crack troops closing in on your friends now. And he did. It, it, an entire legion of his crack troops. They had those walkers, uh-huh. you know, those tanks, the whole bit. These are his best guys. And they're defeated by the Ewoks, who are... Stuffed animals that throw rocks. They, they, in the movies, they are literally portrayed by midgets in suits. Okay, that's how big they are. These are midgets... These are teddy bear suits. Yeah, they have bows and arrows and like slings, and they can build whatever that thing is when you put a rock in it and you swing it around and then you throw it. Yeah, that's what they've got, and they defeated the the clone troopers. These are the direct clones of fucking Boba Boba Fett. Fett. Yep, or not Boba, but um, Bob Jango Fett. Jango. Okay. Yeah. So these Boba's Boba's. He's a kid who grows up. Yeah. So um. It's his it father. Was- anyway, uh, but the, I feel like Star Wars could have been so fantastic if you ripped out the stupidity and focused on, like, the space pirate fantastic aspect that was this nugget of a great idea. Yeah, but I think to him that, that, that that's only part of that universe, and it's a kid's silly fantasy thing to, uh, to him ah. in that universe. Because just look at, look at the accents. Even in the first one, there's, they're all too often these stereotypical accents. It'll be like... This overblown um, Asian character or Jamaican character or like a uh, like a New York Bronx like like really strong accent. It's they're familiar accents. They're just stereotypes. And then they'll make an alien who's kind of a stereotype himself with like enormous features that are characteristic to that stereotype. Like if it's a Mexican guy, he'll have some weird uh, mustache or something. Uh, it's always that. I don't like it. Here's what I'm saying. Then I, I just figured out how to say it better. Star Wars could be at least as good as Firefly if you had the right person at the helm. And it didn't. Instead, it it was like Firefly with ruining factors in it, like Jar Jar Binks, C-3PO, Howard Cosell narrated pod racers and stuff. It it was... That little kid was... was Yeah. He was too, like... He should have been dark. He should have had... He should have been... Oh, how great that would have been. He should have been, like... A little bit ominous, but you know, and a lot of hate in his heart already. He should have already been tainted and like with dark circles under his it's eyes. It's like he it, wasn't even a child actor; he was just a child. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been filmed like in this bright uh, film stock that it is. It shouldn't be so bright and like a, like it should be dark. It should be sinister. Like he should be in a depressing, terrible place where he's getting beaten, and maybe his mother's a whore. It should have been better. 
that's how you make Star Wars. Anakin Star Wars, the mother's like a whore. Yes. She's got a scar on her face, and he gets beaten when he tries to defend her. Dad was killed. His, yeah, his dad was killed. But dad didn't him. run out on this sympathetic figure. No. Dad was killed, and it's one of the reasons he's angry. Yeah, something like that. He should be dark from the beginning. Not this, like, hey, Mr. G. Golly. No, it was it was bullshit. Like, this is the most evil being in the universe. First of all, looking back, Darth Vader's not that evil. He's not he's not that evil of a guy. What does he do that's so evil? If you look in the Clone Wars, it, when, like, Darth Maul comes back and he's with his brother Savage, mm-hmm. they massacre, like, planets of peaceful people. Like, they take... They slice crowds of children in half and keep moving for the next crowd. That's evil. Darth Vader was just... Vader wasn't even the one that destroyed Alderaan. It was the other guy that was part of the Empire. Really? Remember, in the the original one, it wasn't Vader who was like, we're destroying Alderaan, we're doing this. It was the guy in the... Mm -hmm. um, You know, Vader, release him, that guy destroyed... Yeah, Vader's not even the boss of the ship when the Emperor's not there. He's like third or fourth in command. It's it's like he's not even a military unit. He's just kind of the Emperor's body who oversees things. He was like a corporate manager at a local store. Like They didn't really take him that seriously. Um, And, of course, in all the other things we have to look at, like the new movies, it's like, yeah, he's the the main guy. He's the head... He's the head cheese. You don't want to fuck with Vader. You think of him as the main bad guy. But he wasn't evil in the movies. He didn't do anything. Like, he wasn't even going to kill Princess Leia. He had her like, locked up. All he did was kill some soldiers. Yeah, all he did was kill Obi-Wan, spoiler alert. And then he had a then he had a, a, a face turn at the end of the movie. Then it was just like, oh, i got to save my son. Which completely came out of nowhere and wasn't set up at all. Nope. It nope. was just like, oh, I'm going to save my son now. Okay, yeah, they didn't. They they didn't. The whole thing from beginning to end. I'm telling you, the best bit of Star Wars is the Clone Wars animated show because they it's it's long format. So you know, they, there's all these new enemies that they can kill, and the the Jedi are constantly cutting people in half and stabbing them, and people are dying because it's like kind of an adult show, and it's good, and I like all the new characters. I like it. Plus, do they figure out metachlorians finally? Do they, they can we haven't explain what the force is? I think they're still going with the like, uh, you know, the new explanation that it's uh, yeah. some stuff in your blood and high concentrations that are making you basically a space wizard. I agree, and I don't like. I that. don't like the inconsist. I don't mind it, but I don't like the inconsistency in their force powers, and and it, you know, either he can lift a tank all the time or not. It, it, You've got to decide just how strong this guy's force ability is, and you got to like equate it to the rest of them. I'm somehow. with you on that too, because it, it just—I don't know how to say. Sometimes it. they move enormous things, yeah, and sometimes they're stuck. Like they move enormous things, like building-sized things, and then other times it's like, help! I'm trapped under this girder. Yeah, remember that when uh, when Anakin and Mace were trapped in, in the yeah. under that rubble for days, and they had to send the robot for help. Meanwhile, like I saw an episode where like Anakin and Mace together like moved a spaceship or something, it's like the whole thing. spaceship. Like it's happened several times where spaceships were moved about, and Ventress did it one time just by like a flick of her wrist and moved a whole fucking like one of those tri winged spaceships. <laughs> Like I, I need consistency. Yeah, uh, sometimes getting... lifting an X fighter is a really big deal. Other yeah, like time, Luke Skywalker couldn't do it. Yeah, and until he eventually managed to just barely get a grip on it. And then other times, you know, they're lifting things that are forty times heavier than that. Yeah, at least. And and, 
and doing it quickly. Like it's not like a slow push. Like I can barely power lift this this space cruiser out of the water. It's more like I can sling this fucking spaceship against you. Like yeah. I can throw and you across. You mentioned it in another show too. Like Superman. Like you at least know his power set. Super fast, flies, super strong, bulletproof, heat vision, and cold breath. And you know that he will use all those tools every time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jedi's, on the other hand, they're like what super gymnasts, great sword fighters, and they can move stuff, and they can sometimes they're able to like do Jedi mind tricks. That's it, and and it seems like they use their stuff really inconsistently. You know, if yeah, I'm a sword fight with offensive. you, <sighs> sorry, sneezed. If I'm in a sword fight with you, I would definitely use my ability to push you across the room sometimes or off a ledge. Yeah, totally. Or I would use it to like balance a whole array of lightsabers that would spin around you in circles or something. Yeah, or maybe I, like, I would send like ninja stars at you really fucking fast from like behind you, so you can't stop. While we're in that like locked up position, they always get in where they're like, yeah, right. Like, mm. like that's the point where like I would have engineered like some poison tipped boot long ago and like kick Kenobi <laughs> and like Dunzo. Like we didn't. Ha- Turns out, guys, we didn't have to build those amphibious robots and sneak them in in that debris field. We could have just kicked General Kenobi a long time ago. Like, that's totally it. You just yeah. gotta kick him. And then the or other thing, I would thing. just use my force to force the if I can if I can fix a, some kind of coupling from where I'm watching a fucking pod race through a screen. Because remember, he did that in the original in Phantom Menace. And if I can force a, a chance cube to come up the way I want to, I'm just going to whatever Vegas is in that galaxy, and I'm going to be the richest goddamn Jedi there ever was. And fuck all this Empire bullshit. I'm going to. <laughs> The Bahamas, baby. I'm rich. Yeah, but that's the thing. They don't want that stuff. They really at the, at the Jedi are so pure of heart that they literally don't aren't interested in that. You could tell them, "I'll give you a million. Yeah, I'll give you all this money, and you can just leave and go enjoy it." And they'd be like, "No, I. This is what I do. I'm a Jedi." They're like the purest of the pure. They're peacekeepers. They 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 only want to balance the force. And be unpure. Which is a great noble ideal, and it's wonderful to build to build your story around. But mm, they, there's just so many inconsistencies. I, I, I've struggled to enjoy the mo- the the movies at all. Really new hate them. New topic? Yeah, probably so. Lefty, you choose uh, a a question or mic talk. Please, please don't choose mic talk. <laughs> Look at that sexy black mic. It's right there. Is that an RE three twenty? The Electro Voice RE320, $292 on Amazon right now if you want to go get your own. Now, you chose it above the RE20 that I have. Uh, <laughs> did he just turn off his mic? <laughs> I think he did. Uh, we'll make it quick. Why'd you choose it above the one I have? Uh, I, I watched some some comparison videos, and the RE320 sounded a lot brighter than the RE20 itself. The RE20 sounded just kind of muffled in in what it sounded like. And also, I was listening. I'm on the kick drum setting right now. That's what I have right now. So uh-huh. I'm going to switch. This is more of the flat setting on the RE320. Uh-huh. This is how I sound with. I've done some EQ work. I'm still messing around with it. And now I'm back to the kick drum setting. Huh. I might like the flat more. I don't you know. You do? Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, I... I didn't hear a lot of it, but based on that tiny sample, I felt like the flat um, enunciated a little better, as opposed to the mm-hmm. kick drum, which which kind of drones it. You know, it 
It's almost like the kick drum's the less flat, but I could be crazy and wrong. It was a short sample. Uh, yeah, the kick drum, it's got... I can even show you the curve on it's it. It's like it takes off the highs. Uh, let's see, which one is this? No, the kick drum, it's it's just about as responsive in the high end, frequency response-wise. Oh, you're not even going to see that because it's high-gloss paper. Uh, but all it is is there's a dip in the mid-range. There's an attenuation centered on about 340 hertz. But the uh, mid-range is where the human voice is. It, it's almost like it drops it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I listened to it, and I and I liked this sound better, but I, I'm open to playing around with it more and yeah. more. I, 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 I'm interested in what you do with your next interface, because I'm kind of... I know you're going towards Behringer, and I'm, I'm too much of a snob to get one of those. Yeah, you know what I would do if I were into mics? I would go in the other direction. I'd get one of those old-school microphones, one of the ones with, like, I don't know... The, there's I know like the 1950s frame. look. It's almost metal grill in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like like in a brother where art thou that big crazy microphone, and I would somehow make that compatible with my PC, and I, and that would be my thing. I'd have the old school like 1950s oh. microphone somehow working and bringing that old timey sound. I've looked at them <laughs> because I have the same like in, like like dude, I'd like a old timey look, but they don't uh, they don't like dude. You know what I want from a, a mic half the time. I want to make it sound like I've been through puberty. You know, if you put on a cheap mic, like an Astro mic or something, all it does is give you, like, the highest high of your voice, and it doesn't sound good. I, I, I wish I could easily just swap mics without putting this whole show at risk and, you know, with all my audio fussing. <laughs> right. If we were in a Skype call together, it would be easy to do, and you'd be like, ah, that's the difference between a good mic and a bad one, and you'd know it. It's but, a big difference. It's, a, it's the difference between, like, an old cell phone and a landline. It just comes in clearer and you it's, get more depth of it's, sound. It's better, but I think a lot of what Lefty has in his great audio is he turns up the bass on... Like, I have a what's called an interface that, that makes a mic work for the computer, but it doesn't have, like, an equalizer on it. Lefty has... Is it... What do you... What it's is like it? a mixing board. It's, it's got a, a British board. EQ is what it's called. It's got the high, mid, and low on it so I can mess with. Yeah, I don't have a mixing board. He does, and I kind of think about going that direction sometimes. Alesis makes good products, the USB interfaces that a lot of people... Oh, really I like. hated my Alesis. I, mm-hmm. I, I might not have had a good one. It was the first one I ever bought. And it wasn't digital, it was analog. So when you cranked it up to work with the SM7B, it, it brought a hiss. And like I tried to convince myself it wasn't a problem, but I couldn't do it. It was, it was unacceptable. 100% bad. No one would have accepted it. But they probably have nice digital boards, too. Now, can you explain the difference between an analog and a digital board? Because I'm, I'm, what is the difference there? I'm no genius on this, but the big difference is that a digital board can typically give you a lot more clean gain, right? Whereas an analog, when you turn it up, you get all this hissing, and it's not a subtle hiss. I mean, it would, it literally was like, mm, like it was that right. bad. And uh, and I'm talking over it, and I'm like, well, maybe I could put a noise gate on the hiss or something. And and the SM7B, as you may know, requires a lot of clean gain to run nicely. And it <laughs> that were really good. I didn't expect the mic talk to go this long. The beauty of it, which I've said many times, is that it only picks up your voice right in front of it. I can have dogs running by the hallway and the garage doors opening and wife yelling at kids, and no one knows. Whereas, like, the mic that Lefty has, it, assuming it's much like my similar mic, I can grab it um it it, it kind of picks up room sound and uh and, and that's not always what i'm looking for it's great for the podcast because i don't have to have my head um 
Ah, this thing's all trapped in wires. It's great for the podcast because I don't have to have my face right on the mic. But for commentary, I don't think it's so great because it picks up the other stuff in the house, which is why I like to have so many mics. And you can see, like, just to look at it, the similarities between Lefty's mic and, and yeah, mine. Yeah, they're the exact same form factor, too. Yeah, both. and and um, this is the mic that I used to use on my podcast all the time. And I like it. It's a great mic. It's the one Rush Limbaugh uses, actually. It's exactly the same. Christ. <laughs> I, I don't like his politics a ton, but I, I love his voice. I mean, that guy... <laughs> That guy could convince a gay person to hate gay marriage, at least temporarily, just through the power of persuasion. And so much of that comes from, like, his amazing, booming voice. Oh, by the way, here, here's what I'll do. I'll do the rest of the show with the flat setting. That okay. way, there will be plenty of sound that people can judge. There you have it. I like the kick That was my talk. There you go. Now no, you that, was, talk that was my talk part one. Most fascinating. We can bring in the other mic I've got here. Oh, Isn't yeah. she a beauty? This is my favorite mic in the. This was uh, this is my girl. I'm never gonna forget her. She got me into a lot of the Rode Procaster. The, I don't get it. <laughs> Show it again. You, you want this call? The, the I, Rode Procaster. I think I have. I honestly think I have one. Well, hook that shit up, man. It's gonna sound a lot better than whatever. Even what you got right now, it's gonna sound amazing compared to that. I I know I've got a podcaster. What are you using right now? Just this uh, snowball thingy. It's, you know, if this was 2011 and you had just gotten, you just saved oh, up. Wow. You it's not even mine. And you want to get into the commentary game? I traded the right. podcaster for it. The, it if this were was, 2011 and you had been mowing yards for some time and, and you were really excited because oh, you've got your first mic, mm-hmm. the, then the snowball would be a Okay, thing. fine. I'll hook up the other microphone next time. I'll go get it now if you'd like. If we wanted to shut the fucking thing down, <laughs> I'll go upstairs, get the other microphone, get the whole thing. You can go. Woody and arm. I can talk about well, my wait, wait. stupid springy arm thing. Are, are, are you still using USB mics? Yeah. You're so adorable. Oh, see, I, I find it ridiculous <laughs> that you're going for I, – I, I go back and I listen to the show. And I don't hear more than like 20% difference between what I do and what you you and Lefty do. I I hear the difference, but I don't think it's more than 20%. Lefty in particular, I think, sounds good. This mic is not the best sounding mic in the world, but I like it because it's a boom mic, and I can I can slouch in my chair. I can. Stand oh, I would up. love that. I've got to achieve that quickly because like. I, I, in my like setup right now, where I'm gaming, like it's really annoying to have to have, like be yeah. on this microphone. I, I got this because I was live streaming a lot, and um, my choices were either the Astro mic, which I no longer find. I have the old Astro mic, which is better than the new one, but um, even that was not where I wanted it to be. Or you know, like freaking, if this is here, I, it's a little off screen. I have to get my head here, you know, all the time. And I, I can't move around. I can't laugh. I can't do my thing. You know, like with the boom mic, it's always where it needs to be. I have it set at the distance it should be, and, and I'm set. With this, you know, sometimes I sound good. Sometimes I sound bad. Sometimes I'm in a cave. Sometimes I'm perfect. It, it, it's uh, – that's why I don't like it. Oh, and then um, having it not pick up your keyboard sounds is a, is a stunt in itself. With podcasting – like what we're doing now, it's not such a big deal because I don't type very much. But uh, if we were gaming and every time I hit like the space bar, it was like a big audio event, that's bad. Yeah, I got to I gotta buy to get the, the shock mount that Electro Voice makes for the mm. for the RE form factor. So. It's not cheap? 
No, it's a hundred bucks, man. Yeah, dude, like... this thing. <laughs> so the headset was um, expensive-ish. I, I think it was. I'm gonna call it three fifty. I, if it's less than that, I don't mean to lie. If it's more than that, I don't mean to brag or, or whatever. But I, I think it was three fifty. But what really got me is this stupid cable was seventy. <laughs> right and and it's a six pin xlr which there's probably some audio guru out there who's like i know where you can get yourself six pin xlr but i didn't and i looked and i looked a lot and then i got dr chiz to help me and he looked and neither of us are like google noobs right like kyle mm-hmm. think of yourself if you had to find some product you could probably find it right i i consider myself an excellent googler i <laughs> I think you'd struggle to find a six-pin XLR like this one. So and we're looking for a six-pin XLR cable for your your headset, right? Yeah, it's got to be six-pin XLR on one side, and then like a, a quarter-inch mic jack on the other side, combined with a three-pin XLR, right? So it's like an adapter cable. Okay, give me one second. I'm gonna mute my. Face. You could have thirty minutes because it. I, I ended up writing the company for support, asking them where to buy this thing. I was like, I want. I, I figured out that this is the mic, the headset I want, and uh, and I, I just could not find the cable. It will be interesting if you find this thing as quickly as you say. Then next time I'm gonna ask you for help. But I tried hard, and eventually I found it. But it, it's. I so mean, you want to go from a six pin XLR to a three pin? Three pin combined with a quarter inch headphone jack, right? Because uh, because this is not only a mic but a a head fit, a headset, right? So on the other side, it should have a mic plug and a headset plug, or a headphone plug, I guess. Now I'm now I'm thinking I should probably get a digital mixer, but they're really expensive compared to analog mixers for USB connectivity. Now, your mic doesn't take as much gain as an SM7B does. But if you can get lots of clean gain, then you can have any mic in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of the, you know, the the um, the 3-pin to 6-pin adapters. But you're telling me, in addition to the 3-pin, it also has to have a microphone jack? The 3-pin is the mic jack. It needs to have that quarter-inch headphone jack. Send a link of what you got. Okay. Um, so, like, something like... Copy pasting, and then removing this ridiculous effects package I have here. <laughs> I've got the the, the oh. sounds. There you go. So how? What about that is um, wrong? And I can, can I can narrow my search down better. That looks like it is a three pin to three pin six foot cable. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I do have the six pin to three pin <laughs> link. That is. Uh, that is the most common audio cable on the planet. Okay. Thank okay. you for your help, you sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> you Here's dual three pin to six. Uh, three pin to six pin male adapter for wired intercoms. All right. I'm waiting for your second link. Yeah. I'm, my, my hands are moving as fast as they can go. All right. So this is what he found me before. They just straight up standard. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this has the potential to be it because it's not it. But this is the company where I found it. Now I'm giving you hints. I found it, I think. Really? I, I may be wrong here, but I don't know. It looks like it's got an additional 
little thing on it. I don't know anything about this stuff. That is not it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. No, and uh, it's no joke, man. I, I suspect that my Google skills are on par with yours, and I tried for a long time. Um, but I did, I did manage to find it, and the whole headset, like, went in, in my head into, like, another level of pricing. And when you, 70 bucks for the cable turns, it was, like, 350 and now all of a sudden it's 420 And it's like, that's not the same thing. It might have even been 90 for the cable. It was a lot. But uh, also, I wear this so much, it, it is now my new hairstyle. I don't know if you guys get this, too. You see my head? <laughs> it gets flat mm-hmm. above your ears. Yeah. I get that when I... Uh... When I just do my hair, if I put on my headsets, I get, I get like a fucking thing. Yeah, that's if you just have put like put product in your hair and then you sit down and put your headset on, you just created a real mistake. You yes, like I know. Deformed. I do it every day. I'm like training my hair to like do this every day. Like you know, like I wait, but I roll out of bed, I work, 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 work. At some point, like hours later, it might be like 2 p.m. I run myself through the shower quickly, right? Because I got a lot of work to do. Work, work, work. I might not even be that clean. I get myself out of the shower, come back in, put my headset on, begin working again, and now I've got that. Yeah, right. there's. If I don't expect to have to be going out, I'll, I'll have the headset on, and I, I just won't, I won't even care that you know it's it's my head is misshapen, and then and then I'll have to go out. And I'm like, look at my fucking head. Look at my head right now. Like, like and my hair is much longer than yours, so it's like. Yeah, it's much if I, worse if the longer I your hair is. Brush it or something, it'll get fifty percent better, but it still exists. Um you know, when I come out of the shower, it's now trained to do that. I have to like brush it in both directions a couple times <laughs> to to undo yeah, it. Own head. Headset head. Yeah, headset dude. Head. But I uh like it's expensive, but I justify it to myself because I honestly wear this thing you know, ten to fourteen hours a day. Like, you know, every day. So Get the one you want, I guess. Game of Thrones talk? Uh, we could do that, or I have an, another topic. Go ahead and talk Game of Thrones. I got my talk. I sat through that goddamn microphone talk. I, I got to say Don't be so. mad if I, I actually do have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I'm, go not, ahead. Like, I'm right, not like, right. fuck this, I'm out. I got to, you know, peace out. I, I, yeah. So go if ahead, you haven't Kyle. seen the latest episode of Game of Thrones as of May 17th, it's, it won't be the episode that comes out Sunday. So um, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, but she finally got there to save her brother. And he's <laughs> really like, – and it was badass. Like I thought – like I said it was going to be right. Like the, she comes in and she's giving up speech while they roll up to the Dreadfort. That's the name of the place they're rolling into. And she's giving him a speech. She's like, you know, they they, they have him. your prince. So long as he is the captive there, then you know it's a spit in the eye. In, in, to uh, every ironborn man, exactly. They mutilated him. What they do they, to him, they are doing to you. To for you. he is your prince. <laughs> and and they're yeah. just it's this everything is a, they've done to him. They've done to you. This is her fifty best fighting men rolling up, and and you know they're not going to take this shit anymore. And guess how they. Get Get in there. It's it's the coolest way possible. Grappling grappling hooks, hooks up castle walls, right? Doing and, this and shit. And the first guy, the first guy that that encounters her, because she's leading the fucking battle up. The the princess is is leading the battle. The first up the grappling hook rope. Yeah, she if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, unusually badass princess. 
right? Bad motherfucker. She hatchets this guy right in the skull <laughs> immediately and then just walks away nonchalantly like, let's go get fucking Theon. And you're like, hell yeah, Theon's going to snap out of it. He's going to fucking take up arms right here. His sister's going to kill Ramsay. Oh, this is the kind of story I've been waiting absolutely. for. Absolutely. They're going to take the fucking Plot Dreadport. advancement. Yes, the fucking Ironborn are going to be a serious, uh, you know, thing to deal with now in in, in the North. They're they're going to be taking the Ramses out. It's go time. No, no, the Theon is broken, and as we saw later, Theon's been tortured more than we've even seen. He's really fucked up. Wait, now. what did you see it later? He's covered in scars, like covered. Oh, in I them. think I'd seen. I, that wasn't a surprise to me. I hadn't noticed that many scars and burns and like. I don't parts that look like the skin had just been torn off. It was bad. Mm-hmm. He's been roughed up worse than I knew. Right. Um, and um, he 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 didn't go with them. And then you know she runs out and they're like, "What about the prince?" And she's like, "The prince is dead. He and, wasn't and, dead, right? It, it was a more of a spiritual. The prince is mm-hmm, dead. It was exactly. like a, the prince that you once knew has changed into someone else. That guy. Yeah. Is there, dead. There's no more Theon Greyjoy. There's only <sighs> you talk about. I don't even want to say this because. Plot advancement. I mean, I think people, some people are done hearing about it, but I have been really excited about this particular plot line, right? Yeah. Last season's cliffhanger. By the way, this is like episode six, I think, of this yeah. season. So last season's cliffhanger was her giving an inspirational speech. I am going to fix my family's honor. I'm going to grab our 50 best yeah. fighters. I'm we're going to load the them into our killers fastest, in the Iron Islands. Grabbing our fastest ship. And we're going to go and we are going to rescue my brother. We're going to sail the narrow sea. Ironborn. Yeah, we're yeah. going to march on the dread fort. <laughs> and, and they're ready to get this done. And then it's like, what, 12 minutes of last week's show, and it might as well not have happened. She goes in. It wasn't she, even. She's like, ah, he's a bit of a puss now. Forget it. I'm out. And... You know, I, I really felt let down by it, and then they sort of led into that now they're going to have him pretend like he's Theon, which I think is going to make it worse for me. I mean, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was the potential there, and it's the writing. You know, it's not like the show's fault. It's you know how he wrote the books, but I felt like the writing let me down right there. I was like, this is a moment when you can when you've been really taking it out of the viewer or the reader for a while with a lot of bad things. And there's been some potential, some sunshine, some glimmer behind the clouds, but for the most part, the world is in a sad place right now. Here's a great time to start having the good guys take one back. Even though the Greyjoys aren't exactly the good guys. Exactly good guys. I mean, they're they're somewhere in the middle. No one's that good. (laughs) No one's that good. And if they are, they get beheaded. The Starks were that good, and there aren't many left. Yep. Um and I this I'm going to talk about what's not in the shows yet, but I know so little. I swear this part isn't even a spoiler. I'm told this. I think someone sent it to me on Reddit in a private message. They're like, "Woody, the part of Game of Thrones that you've enjoyed so far was the part where there's a lot of plot advancement. The things about people actually going and fighting and this and that. At the end of this season, like he knows like where in the books it will end. He's like, after that. There's really what you don't like. It is all politics and character development and like political jockeying. I I, I can't say more without repeating myself because there's not that much. I'm told that the next season or possibly the next two seasons are the part of Game of Thrones that I find to be almost filler. You know, I want 
you know, bring on the freaking wizards, right? That's what I'm ready for. I want wizards battling dragons. I want dragons picking up people. I want, you know, the, the, to get Daenerys over there, bring a war on. I want siege units. I want catapults, like, that are lasting over multiple walls. shows. Like, the Battle of Blackwater. I'm sorry, I overtalked you, but I'm excited. The, the, the Battle of Blackwater was awesome. It was a fantastic 12 minutes of Game of Thrones or whatever it was. It was, it was great. But that was it, right? You know, I, I want like a couple of weeks of amazing battle and back and forth, and it looks like a winner and the de- clutched victory from the jaws of defeat, and and like that, that's what I'm looking for—a nice epic scene. And what I'm getting, like a lot of people really liked um, Tyrion's speech at the end, right? You know, like, oh, what do you think of that, Woody? Well, that was a thing. To me, it was like, oh, they they just took that and they drug it out across a couple episodes, and I didn't think so. I, you know, the the whole court proceeding was one episode. Um, he's he's asked for the trial by combat, but you know that's coming later. That's apart from they did the whole court thing in one episode, um, and the and his speech is pretty close to the books. I I read the I read what that part of the book. Um, is he going to represent himself in the trial by combat? Um, I don't know, but my guess is that he's going to have Jamie fight and that his father, as the court, maybe gets to pick his champion and he's going to pr- pick uh, Prince Oberon, who is like, I don't know, the, the oh, what do he, they call him, the viper or something. He's like this incredible swordsman or, or warrior. I think he uses a spear. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't – so I didn't even consider that. If <laughs> – that would be so brilliant by – is it Tyrion? Is that the young the, – yeah. the dwarf guy? Um, if he said, I demand a trial by combat, and then he picks Jamie to represent him, suddenly his father wants to stack this so that Jamie doesn't die because he's the bloodline. No, he won't do that. Oh, yeah, and, he, and Jamie just has made that deal to, like, continue the bloodline. So now it is kind of – yeah, he might do that. He, he'll be conflicted. But his father's such a ruthless motherfucker – his father is going to pick Prince Oberyn, I think. Who's I think he's Prince pick, Oberyn again? He's the other judge, the guy who's fucking right. everybody. He's the, he's the one who's like, please let me fight the mountain. He's he's this incredibly famous warrior from across the... He's, from he's an expert in poisons. Among other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I predict... If, if he does choose that, I think, I think Dad is going to stack the deck so that Jamie is sure to win. And then, therefore... That kind of, like... Concern for his children over like honor and what is right. Like no, almost he's, chosen, never. he's shown concern for Jamie, I think, several times. When? I, I mean, the whole deal to save Tyrion was to make sure that his bloodline survived. He's shown maybe not what? for his children, but selfishly for his family being more important than everything else. His bloodline, his place in history. His like, that's that, true, but he's also very greedy about it. Like like. It, Cersei made a point to him that, like, you know, every time he's doing something for the family, it also seems to benefit him. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. We'll find out in a couple of days. Uh, it's interesting because um, – But, but it, my guess is that he picks Oberyn to fight Jamie Lannister, and I think Oberyn might kill Jamie Lannister. My guess is he does pick Jamie Lannister to represent him. His father finds him in a hard spot. And then all of a sudden, Jamie Lannister goes up against, like, someone who is either going to take a dive or, or like, that drunk. No, he's already no, dead. he's already dead. The, the, yeah. Whoever Jamie Lannister pit has to fight is going to be somebody – is going to be a big character. Some I, I predict someone's dying over this trial. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's Tyrion. I think he's too smart to die. 
Um, and he's he's too central. They'll kill anybody. They won't kill Tyrion. He's I feel like Tyrion is almost like George R. R. Martin's voice. Like like it's he's got the he's the most intelligent character in the entire show. He's the most witty. And and he he's he's the most disfigured and ugly. Oh, and look dude. at George R. R. Martin. I I, he, I bet he I considers himself you, to I be the smartest. If there's one thing I've learned in Game of Thrones, if there's one sh- best part of gaming Game of Thrones, it's that nobody's safe. Not even mm-hmm. Tyrion. Not I even disagree. the dad. Not even like when Ned Stark was the most central figure when he died. Rob Lannister. Rob Stark was probably one of the most central figures. Well, definitely one of. But, he was the favorite to win the Game of Thrones, and then he died. Here, um, the characters that I that I can see lasting long, Tywin Lannister isn't going anywhere. Tyrion isn't going anywhere, and the Hound isn't going anywhere. No way. I don't – I haven't seen anyone have a safe spot in that show. I, I, I Ned Stark – was the safest of the safe he was. when he died? He, he was. It was shocking. It yes. was. It, it, and then Rob Stark and and his mother and the the wife and the baby. That was all incredibly shocking. And, and but, yeah, and the mom and, and the wife and the baby and and um. But I he's really not feel dead, the way Tyrion Greyjoy was pretty significant too when they got dude being a significant King Joffrey's dead. That's true. I don't know. I just I just can't see it happening. I. So I don't know if you if you know what Tyrion is supposed to look like in the books, but he's much more disfigured than he is in the show. Like his nose is gone and just leaves that hole, oh, like, a, like a ghoul would have. I didn't and know that. It's, it's it's much worse. He's supposed to be hideous, like, and his only like redeeming quality is his wit. Like, yeah, he's actually kind of handsome. Yeah, he he's not a bad looking guy. He he's got a kind of a swagger about him, and I've I've seen his. I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife, but she's a hot you know normal sized chick. Not that. It would be unusual for him to date a normal-sized chick. I'm not racist against midgets. I know they hate that word, but I still use it because it's just what I use. I'm going to keep calling you midgets. You can't just decide you're going to be dwarves or little people. you got to get together, have a big vote, and we get to vote too because we're the big people. And then we decide what to call you. <laughs> but right now, you're midgets. Oh, that's um, I'm not deciding on that. No, I, like, I call them little people because I think people should decide what they get called. But I almost feel like no one else they knows what I mean. Mind. You can decide what you want to be called. But you can't change your mind every fifteen years. Hmm. Like, just pick a name. I want, I want to be correct. I want to say the right thing. I don't want to offend anyone. But you can't be picky and choosy about when you can call a person a midget or not. And I, I think he's a midget. I don't think there's anything wrong with midget. <sighs> this may be like a wings moment where he didn't think sand nigger was racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Wing, what about an Eskimo? What if I call an Eskimo a snow nigger? Would that be racist? And he was like, no! no I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but if you call a black person one, oh yeah, that's racist. I'm like, I, I can't follow this. I'm not, I'm not getting this. Uh, can we go back to Mike Talk? Oh, no. Go Mike. back to Mike Talk? <laughs> I have a whole new topic. Okay, but, but, but closing out Game of Thrones talk, Okay, um, that... That's my prediction. Do you care to make a prediction? I, I predict that it's Jamie Lannister versus Prince Oberyn, and that Jamie Lannister loses the fight and possibly his life. I predict that it's Jamie Lannister, and wouldn't it be a trick if it was against that uh, blonde lover person? Ooh, the other judge, or the other one sitting up there. He's not a judge, but um, uh, the, the gay, uh, the gay guy. Uh, it could be against the gay guy, but I was actually calling the the woman that helped him escape. She's on a quest right now. She's gone, though, yeah. She's gone. 
how gone is gone. I mean, they, they found been, the whore. She'd been writing for a fortnight away, and you don't just turn her around from that task. Like she the would die fighting. Was on a ship from like the a whore month ago. isn't Brienne on like the mission for like the man she loves to save these girls and all this honor and pride and and chivalry tied up in it. She would die before she came back. You don't turn around on a fortnight, Lee. No, but there was that no, scene when he was seeing her off with uh, with Podrick, and she like looks back at him, and he like looks at her, and it's and somebody captioned it on Reddit, and they they were like. It was like she was saying, I love you, and he was saying, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be her, for sure. But it, it would be an interesting twist, that's all I was saying, because he what loves was, her, kind what of. Well, you mentioned before, if he fought, and his name's escaping, it's Marjorie's gay brother. Yeah. But if he fought her, there would be Him. a real fight to the death, because they're fighting over Cersei Did as well. Did you call it a her because he's gay? No, I said they're fighting over her, Cersei. They both want. They both want to marry Cersei. Oh. Jamie, her, her brother, and and he is and Sir Loras. That's his name. And Sir Loras is supposed to marry her. Like the the wedding's already been set. It's happening in a fortnight from um from like this trial or whatever. So if they were to fight each other, they might fight to the death. And I could see either one of them dying in that confrontation because Jamie's only got the one arm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm locked in that Jamie's going to represent him. And I'm locked in that Dad is going to stack the deck, and but, but that wouldn't really stack the deck with Sir Loras because he's uh, he's he's a pretty pretty good swordsman. Right. I mean, he won the tournament. I could beat sword. I could beat him in a sword fight if he was properly food poisoned first. Well, I I think that's the deck stacking. I don't think they'd go that far to poison. Oh, you don't? No. So because okay, so Sir Loras is important to Tywin. Because he repre- he's what's going to bring the two houses together even further. That that marriage is important to him. I don't think he'd risk Sir Loras, to be honest. I'd like to see it, but I don't think he would. He'd be risking he'd be risking two really important people then, Jamie and Sir Loras. He needs them both. Might be a lesser character. And if it's a lesser character, that's another way to stack the deck for Jamie. I don't think I, it might be I'm, Jamie Lannister versus some guy wearing a red shirt for Star Trek. Ah, uh, that's not their style, though, is it? They're gonna be like, bum bum bum, and like this is, is yeah, very well. Next choose... season, we'll find out the answer. Oh yeah, no, I think I think we're getting a battle next episode, or the one after that. You they do. may not go back to that timeline in the next episode. It may be about the Hound and uh, Daenerys. Oh. Anyway, we should, we should probably wrap this up. This is getting pretty in depth, and yeah, 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 I agree. By the way, there's never any the Daenerys show. progress. You know what? I know we should wrap it up. You're right. What we see, 15 minutes of Daenerys deliberate, deliberating on, like, how to reimburse someone for a dead goat? Oh, man. Come I, on. Advanced her plot. character's starting to lose me a little bit. She's you starting think? to, like, she's not showing that resolve I saw from the beginning. She's, she's, I, I understand that she's got, like, a complex situation going on, but it doesn't seem like she's implementing her, her rule very well. Like, it just, you know, it's falling apart behind her, you know, city after city, they She's taken these three ancient cities of Marine. Well, I think and she's two, but fixed that, and now she's ruling. I don't think so. I think she's trying to fix it. Ruling kind of sucks, and I don't know. But it, her character's starting to suck now too, and and I yeah. blame the yeah, writers at least partly because they spent so much t- this week. The whole plot thing was just her like 
making rulings that had no real long-term consequences. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. All we got from that was that Daenerys is trying to rule, and she's fine to get more difficult and different than she imagined. Yep. That that sums up the entire thing we saw, and that she she realized that you know decisions are there isn't a right and a wrong. There's a gray area. Like she crucified that guy's father, who was actually speaking up out against the, the slavery. And he just wanted to bury his father, and she's, and she's, you can tell she's conflicted. She's like, ah, well, he's, I did crucify his father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lefty. Hmm. What would you do if time stopped for 24 hours for everything except you? Time stopped 24 hours. I can move freely. Oh boy, 24 hours. So everybody just like freezes in place, right? Yeah. Hmm. Where's some place where cash is ch- changing hands a lot? I've got a P. I've got a good answer. I'll be right back. All right. Bank is your classic answer, Lefty. Yeah, but the banks have the vaults. So just because time is stopped, I've only got 24 hours to try to get inside the vault. And vault might be wide open. Yeah, I mean, I I could roll around to to banks and and just walk in and be like, hey, is the vault open? No. When right. you said roll around to banks, I totally thought that was a wheelchair reference. <laughs> and then you broke character and walked in. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I can think of. I was thinking about something with a casino, but all of it depends on time stops and then time returning, so that you can. Uh, you know, so that you can, you know, you go in and you make your bet or on something or you read the cards or I guess I could just go in and grab a bunch of chips and then when time starts back up, just walk in like, hey, had a big night last night, cash in my chips. You don't think you get busted for that? Yeah, that's that's a really weak plan, though. That's why I was. uh, Yeah, I'd want some planning. Uh, even the bank thing, I worry that they've like traced that money or they know the sequence if they're brand new bills of, of what they lost. Um, you know, there's an issue there. I really thought the casino idea was neat because I, I had this idea that you could like bust open a table while time stopped mm-hmm. and get a lot of just random unmarked bills out of it. Um, they got a lot of cash there too at casinos. To all the cash you need, yeah. Um, um, is there something else you can do that's more legal that would set you up? That would set me up. You know, I mean, if, if you could go back in time for a day, you could make huge bets. I have a question. Could I decide the moment in which time stopped? Could I? Would it be a stopwatch per se that I could be like, oh, now? Uh, huh. Or it's not the question is, but you have me really curious about your answer. Yeah, I was only thinking that there are some things that are situational. That if you could pause time at the right moment, you could take advantage of a bit of knowledge that hadn't quite made it to another part of the world yet. Some sort of um, stock exchange uh, or sporting event bet. Something in which knowledge is traveling at the speed of light, but you're faster than the speed of light because you've gained the knowledge and then traveled to this far-reaching part of the planet where you're going to do your your business, whether it's some sort of stock buy or sell, 
or some way you manipulate the market in some way. I don't, I don't know how you'd execute this. How can you get an advantage with that like millionth of a second? I don't know. If, if I went to Tokyo, um, to the stock to the stock exchange there, and as soon as I saw a, ma- a fluctuation of a a large enough amount, maybe there'd be some program that was an algorithm that searched for this. But as soon as something fluctuated in, in such a manner that it was what I needed, time would stop. I would then travel to Los Angeles or to New York to that stock exchange and you know manipulate the market with this advanced knowledge. Using computers, you're just as fast as light. I, I just I don't know. I, but then you'd use a computer to execute that trade. I don't I don't see how you could take advantage of it. I don't. I think. I used to daydream of this. Like, if I had a stopwatch that could stop time, I would effectively be super fast. Like, yes. for example, if I could stop time anytime I wanted, I could be the greatest goalie hockey's ever seen. Right? But it would be clear that you were cheating to the to the viewers. I don't know. I mean, is, is there much you of it? Would, you would disappear. You would you would blink from one place to another. You would um, teleport. That's how television works, right? That's how 24 frames per second works. I'm not teleporting a ton, and I, I could be smart about it, but you know, I, I, if I'm slightly out of position at the time of the slap shot, they, you know, my arm would zip right where it needs to be. I feel like it would be evident. I feel like if you moved six inches instantly, it would be clear on film that, whoa, something weird just happened there. Woody's got some mojo going on. Mm. Oh, man, that's my whole thing. Or, or picture me running, right? Which is not – I'm not a great runner. Just picture a bad runner. But if I sit there and just tap, 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 on like off and on, off and on, off and on, on time stopping, wouldn't I effectively just go and fast forward? No. This – Yes, I would. You, you could teleport. <laughs> that's all. That's all you could do. You can't like wind up your feet like Sonic the Hedgehog and then let time go forward like a spring. No, that's not what it would be. It would be to everybody else. My feet would just be like like lunging forward. And I guess you're no, right, because the movement of your feet they during that, that time. No, because the movement of your feet just wouldn't exist to them because they had paused in time. No, that's you would how, simply that's how, like you know you the teleport. books where you you flip it and it looks like the characters moving. That's what humans do. Like you just translate frames per second into smooth motion. But there, you would move too far within the frames. It it works because there are so many frames per second. It, it, 30, 30 or thirty frames per second or higher. We, it's just all smooth video to us. But in real life, if you were watching a person who was standing at point A and then paused time and then suddenly reappeared at point B instantly. Something weird. It would look weird. They would, in effect, have disappeared and reappeared instantly, like I, you know, some sort of '50s sci-fi show. Um, I suspect that when I see somebody throw a baseball at 100 miles an hour, that can like, you I, move 100 miles an hour? No, because you'll be required to, regardless of your time-stopping abilities, to to for that to, in fact, work. In no, fact work. I didn't finish the thought though. Uh, when I see someone throw a ball at 100 miles per hour, I'm not accurately tracking his hand through the motion. And that's what I was suggesting, that when you run, you'll be running at 12 miles an hour. Now, right. if a ball is moving at 12 miles an hour, I can pretty accurately judge it. And if it's something the size of a human moving at 12 miles an hour, I can very accurately track it. So, in effect, you running at 12 miles an hour would pause time at the three-foot mark on the race and reappear at the 15 mark on the place. Okay, you're going way too far on that. How many feet are you going to go? You're just going to give yourself an extra step? 
Well, no. If it's rapid on off, on off, on off, on off, as quick as you can tap a button. Like this is a stopwatch button. You would have to take a step, pause it, take another step, unpause it, take a step, pause it, and and be doing it like that with pauses in between steps. I would be hitting it off and on in the motion of running. And it would just be regular smooth motion with like little. Your legs would appear to be like a blur at that. Yeah, yeah. You would you would look blurry. You would look weird. You'd you'd appear to be blinking. I, we need such a device to test this because would, I feel like there is such a device. device. There, there is. Take video of you running and slow it down to to make the frames per second. How however many times you can 30. click your thumb per however many times you can click your thumb per second. Because probably is not thirty. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do. I bet you can. I bet you can do it maybe eight to ten times. Slow video of you running down to eight to ten frames per second and look and see what it looks like. That's what it. That's what would happen if you were stopping time. You're probably right. And and I think, I think the real flaw is, it's not even eight times a second. I might at my best hit the button eight times per second, but that's four because it's off and on. Oh, I was a mat. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. Unless your stopwatch is rigged so that it was a, you yeah. held it. Or use some time. other device to hit the button quicker than a human could. And now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, so that's that's the problem with that. You could to- it's basically a teleportation teleportation device, or you can use it to spend large amounts of time achieving something with no one bothering you. Maybe if I could roll back time a little bit, I could just retry. Like, for example, if I could roll back time, I'd be the best Call of Duty player the world has ever seen. Every decision would be perfect. That's what that new Tom Cruise movie is about. <clears throat> oh, really? He, um, I won't get too d- deep into the plot, but basically it's is in it the out future. Is it coming out? It's coming out. It's in the future. It's, like, futuristic. Um, he's been drafted into the military to fight against this alien menace, and in the future they fight in these mech suits. They're not big, bulky mech suits like um, you would imagine. They're more like... It just it's just souping the human up a little bit and it's got some uh-huh. machine gun weapons on it. But he but he's he's just been drafted, he's like a prisoner or something, so he has no idea what he's doing and he dies instantly in, in the battle. And he wakes up at, at at the beginning of that day. It's like Groundhog's Day. Uh, it's like it's it's just like Groundhog's Day. Um except um he explains what's going on to a woman and she believes him and so they start training him. So every day he becomes a better soldier and he tries oh, it again. I recall and he's, that. Yeah. And he's, he's like trying to win the war on his own by making every move perfect for the entire day. Yeah. And he, he's like, how many times have you been here? He's like, for me, it's been an eternity. But, but, but for the people who are seeing him, you know, in the early hours of the day, you know, he's like running 360s around aliens in a crater, like shooting machine guns out of his fist and doing flips and stuff. <laughs> Like, because he's had so many times to practice it. If I could stop time, I could beat Joe Lozon. Yeah, totally. You could I, beat anyone. Yeah, you know, I, I would just pause it, hit him, be where he's not punching, and move on. And you know, oh, it, I was thinking if you could roll back time so that you could, yeah, pausing would oh, work yeah, too. Stop time. I think I'd need to roll back because what if he hit me? If you if you if you could roll back, <laughs> then that. he would never hit you. Right. It would never hit you. It would be like a choreographed fight. Back to the COD thing. You know, like every time I die, roll back a little bit, make a better decision, and just keep going and going. So so if you watch like a Bruce Lee movie and then you watch a real fight, they look very different because the Bruce Lee movie is martial arts uh, that are coordinated perfectly. But what you're talking about with this whole like reversing time, three seconds at a time, and getting a fight perfect, it would look like a Bruce Lee coordinated fight except only you would be in on it. 
because the other guy is doing what comes naturally to him, but you already know what's coming, so you'd just be you'd be like the Matrix man. You would know to already be shifting your weight and leaning back a certain way or throwing a certain punch or moving your leg. You would it would look like a dance, and he would just be incredibly frustrated. It would be really enjoyable. And I think that's what's coming with this Tom Cruise movie. Like I've said it before, I can put up with a lot from my actors. Tom Cruise is a total wacko with the Scientology shit. I mean, right. 100% wacko, but I can still enjoy his movies. Um, but Sean Penn has lost me with his douchebaggery, and so and and so is George Clooney. The, both of them are just. Clooney, what did he do? Clooney has lost you. What did he do? Yeah, I don't know. I heard him at at the Oscars a few years ago, and it was just so shitty. He too just liberal, had such right? Elite, too elite, too elitist as well. He thought that like he was like, oh, you know, out here we're so much more progressive and advanced, and he just it felt like he was shitting on eighty percent of the country because I don't know his car had uh, he drove an electric car or something. He was talking about uh, the environment and pollution, and I didn't want to hear that. It was a fucking award show. I can't recall the last time I watched an award show. I like award shows. Um, you like, like award the- shows. Well, I like movies. I love every aspect of them. So, like, it's important to me. It, it, I, I actually matters to me that Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't won an Oscar because I feel like he's so talented. It bothers me every I year. I feel like he it's awesome. One. He's the new uh, Susan Lucci. I don't like that though. That was. I, I'm not a Susan Lucci fan, so like, I don't know. Maybe I understand her condition that she kept getting nominated and never ended. For 17 years in a row. 17 years, <laughs> but that, that, that was like daytime television, right? Yeah. That's not even in the same class. This is a guy out there making masterpieces, making movies that that are like just really strong performances. There was one year where he did like it was like Blood Diamond, um, and uh, and something else, and both of them I think were like uh, nominated for Oscars for different things, and he didn't get get an Oscar. There was that Shutter Island movie, which I thought was a really strong performance. These all sound like I don't know a lot of these movies, but it's like they, were they the best movie that year? You gotta make the best movie that year. Not the best movie, the best performance. Okay, right, right. Best performance. What about uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? He just lost for that. Who beat him? Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. I saw it. It was an excellent performance. Oh, I didn't see that. I can't say. But I remember some of the other years he lost, and it was like, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, he lost against worthy foes, but he he can't keep winning. Because some of his performances are just so very good that it's like he should have won one that year. That come on, what what, what beat him? Nah, that couldn't beat it's him. It's like, but it's not a lifetime achievement award. Like you don't get. I know it's. It. Not, but I feel like his performances are so consistently excellent that he shouldn't lose. He should he should have won at least one. And the fact that he doesn't shows a pattern. Mm. I don't get it. Didn't he uh, lose like some really artsy fartsy film one year? I don't like that either. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't like that when some tiny artsy film that that really only appeals to a small segment of the film viewing uh, population wins such a major award like that. You got to get something that at least thirty or forty percent of us could even bear to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to look like a student film and be confusing. I, I would much rather see something like Wolf of Wall Street or The Departed or uh, what else has he – there's a couple of them that I, I always think that he should have won it for. He did the Howard Hughes movie. Um, uh, the Aviator. Yeah, he did The Aviator. That was an amazing – and the J. Edgar Hoover movie. That mm-hmm. was great. That was a really good performance. He wasn't nominated for any of that stuff. And uh, what was the movie where he was a dream within a dream with a dream? Inception. Inception. That was great. 
I don't think he really. I, I don't think it's an Oscar-worthy performance, yeah. but it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. His movie—that's one of the things he's he's really good at, and I think we've talked about it before—is choosing scripts. He's he's the best, right? When's the last time? The last bad movie he made was that. Um, what was that really? Um, arts it, it, Gatsby, the Great Gatsby. He just did that. Got some poor reviews, but overall, it's a well-made movie. I mean, it's incredibly beautiful to look at. When it, I had Mr. Movie Man, who is hotter today than they were 20 years ago? More attractive, you mean? Yep. Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah. Sandra Bullock from Speed versus Sandra Bullock in Gravity. Huh. Okay. Yeah. She's like – now She's she looks like CrossFit Pilates soccer mom who's really needs some attention because Jesse James screwed her over. <laughs> move right into there, her place in Malibu. It would just be the dream come true, right? <laughs> that gravity money. You're looking at her fucking Oscar on the wall. You're like, I've made it. She has so much money. So much fucking money. And <laughs> she took some of Jesse James too, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably for no good reason. Fuck that guy. He, I mean, he was a douche. There's no doubt about it. But how do you cheat on like Sandra Bullock? I know I, not because she's like gorgeous and she's like, the most beautiful woman in the world because she's very attractive. But she's you know, nice. You've got it fucking made. You've got it made. You're Jesse James. Whatever you've accomplished in your life, this is better than that. Yeah, and he's a pretty big deal. You know, he's 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 still doing some stuff. And that he's a big deal with this shit kicking, ride my bike around crowd, and that's cute and that's nice. Sandra Bullock has got more money than you've probably ever touched in your life, Jesse James. And you that's true. But Sandra Bullock is incredibly rich. Right, and she's she's not bad looking. She's got and, 100 million, I bet. Right, and it's why are you fucking around? Why, why are you sleeping around on that? Yeah, it's foolish. I would be like waiting on her and trying to. I would be what Jackie is to Woody. I'd be like, I'm gonna fill whatever role she needs me to be, and I'm gonna be so fucking good at it. <laughs> I'm gonna be holding her purse on the red carpet for the next 10 years. <laughs> like that's that's the kind. That's what that's what Ashton Kutcher did with Demi Moore, I think. Mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. And he held it together for a while. Yeah, he did. Uh, he that guy is successful on his own right. Like yes, uh, I forget. He, he was a some... millionaire before um before that '70s show. Was what he? he yeah, what, was from he, a model? he was a male model. Uh, and but then he, had, he he had one other. He had some other uh, spinoff from that, but it wasn't acting based. And he had he was already a wealthy guy. He did something really right. In like social media or something, like he was Twitter. Super... He was one of the first Twitter people. Was he? Yes. And one of the very first. But did he own it? Like he owned something. No, he that didn't make any rich. money off of it, and he was mad about it. What the heck did Ashton Kutcher had? I'm gonna Google it. I think he has a huge investment. He's got. A, he he's, he had a lot of big endorsement deals. Um, he's got a couple of charity foundations. I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. Uh, I saw an interview with him not too long ago. And it was like during the time that he was with Demi Moore, so it was it was much better. I mean, this guy has a piece of Spotify, Foursquare. Um, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned that he owned some weird social media site that I hadn't even heard of. Uh I 
have Google. But yeah, he uh, he really had it made there. He married marrying Demi Moore. I bet that was. I, I, I'm sure he married her because he, he loved her and everything. But I bet that boosted his career tremendously. I bet he made a lot of contacts he otherwise wouldn't have made coming out of that '70s show. He's actually, I mean, according to Forbes, he's not as wealthy as I expected him to be. He says he's worth twenty four million. Twenty four. Hmm. Yeah, he's done. He hasn't done any movies in a while that were any good at all. I like the butterfly effect, but since then it's, it's been pretty rough. That I thought he got a huge payday from uh, picking up two and a half two and a half men. I thought that was huge for him. I wouldn't. Be, yeah, that he should have made some money from there. That seems like the kind of gig where he'd be getting like a hundred grand an episode. He has early plays in Skype, Spotify, and Airbnb. What's that last one? I have no idea. Is it some sort of bed and breakfast I really situation doubt it. where people put their homes up as a uh, floating bed and breakfast? <laughs> if I guess that right, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hmm. Is it? Yes. I nailed it. That's a great name. <laughs> Find a place to stay, and and there's like neighborhood guys. It's like Uber, but it's fucking bread and back, bed and breakfast. Come to my house and stay. <laughs> I'm good, man. I think I'm just gonna go to a hotel. I don't think well, I you never wanted to spend the night clutching clutching a weapon. <laughs> Try Airbnb and invite a stranger in your home for the night. <laughs> Did you seriously just guess that without knowing? Yeah, it just made sense. I, I went to New York City and I looked for a place for a night. And here it is. You literally, it's like it's an apartment, private rooms. Uh, the host is Larry. There's a shot of him playing like rugby or something in New York. Um, it, it tells you like, you know, interaction with guests. We're pretty busy during the week, but we can help you find your way around town. We're happy to hang out if it's not on a, we're happy to hang out or not on weekends. So like, yeah, it's just basically, it's like uh, couch surfing almost. Uh-huh. Cool. But we were talking about celebrities who are better looking now than they were 20 years ago. Okay. So that's that, that that's my first one. Sandra Bullock is definitely one of them. Um, Emma Watson. Who's that? Emma Watson. Four-year-old Emma Watson. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't Ashton in the public eye. not a bad pick. You know, while we're t- he's 36. Yeah, but he started at underwear model, and he went to where he is now. Oh, I mean, he's still a very t- good-looking guy, but yeah, he's he- not as good-looking as he was 20 years ago. I bet 16-year-old Ashton Kutcher was fucking dreamy. Uh, I mean, it's funny because there's a lot of people who've held up really well. Um, Justin something. Timberlake. That guy's yeah. held up amazingly well. Um there's, there is an answer online, so I'd be cheating Christina to use Agu- it. It's closing Christina in on 20 Aguilera. years ago that, that Justin Timberlake had the frosted tips, so you might have a winner there. Yeah, he may look better now than he did back then. Definitely stylishly more so. He, he's definitely more pleasing to the eye because he was just kind of really loud looking 20 years ago. It hasn't been 20 years ago. That's the thing. He wasn't doing this shit. He was like a mouseketeer back then. <laughs> so it was Britney Spears. Like they were all that. That's what they were doing. Then they were kids. Right. This is hard because you've got to pick someone who's like Sandra Bullock. You got to pick like a fifty-year-old actor or actress who's like recently turned it on and become better looking. Or not even like 
Uh, it's so hard because it like in many you're like all right George Clooney right there's a guy that's held up really really well he looks fantastic but 20 years ago yeah that's ER George Clooney that's yeah ER George Clooney was really good I I, if you do 10 years ago it becomes a a different question you know like I think George Clooney might have looked better 10 years ago than he did 20 years ago he had a certain kind of like aged well thing happening I think there are periods in his life where Harrison Ford looked better older than he did younger, right? Like, you know, like, hey, if you can grab 40-year-old versus 30-year-old, he actually got better. Yeah, uh, the, the the one from Air Force One was a particularly good look for Harrison Ford. The same with Clint Eastwood. So, like, Clint Eastwood now is too fucking old. But Clint right. Eastwood in um, Unfor- Unforgiven, uh, The Unforgiven, he's mm-hmm. aged pretty pretty much just right. He's like, a, he's like 50. He's, like, gray-haired, but he's got most of his hair. He's wrinkled, but you can tell he's got some fight still in him. Like what we've got now is pretty decrepit. Like he's getting, yeah. and and the worst part about it is his son is like a fucking clone of him, dude. Maybe even better looking. <laughs> like he's got the same hairstyle too. So it's like, why is is Clint Eastwood's son not being forced to make westerns right now at gunpoint? <laughs> like the Coen brothers should have him out in a field somewhere right now, making the good, the bad, and the ugly too. Like he looks just like him. Holy shit, he look he does look just like him. I'm telling you. There's okay, even one what's of his him name? with a cigar. With a cigar and no shirt, and he's like built. And the thing about it is, most people don't know, Clint Eastwood was built. Like 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 he Scott didn't. Scott really Eastwood sh- or Kyle Eastwood? I don't know. Okay, all right. I've got the picture we're talking about it, though. It'll, it'll yeah, it'll be kind of odd. When you find the one that looks like him, you'll yeah, that's the one that looks like him. Yeah, I hear I'll give you the link. Sorry, everyone. That's you, totally when what I we're see talking that, about. When I see that, that's like my dream come true, right? That's that's like, oh, so they cloned Clint Eastwood and they brought him to the era where we're actually making good fucking movies. <laughs> where where like I don't have to worry if it's dubbed well. You know, I can't find Movies I really enjoy. Like, I, I, so, I, you, people who've watched me for a long time have heard me say that like we're in a golden age of amazing movies, and to some extent that's true. But like I, Captain America didn't blow me away as like a really great movie. You know, where's like, I want to see another movie in the um, what was the Eastwood movie? Gran Torino. Is anyone making anything like that lately? A, an amazing yeah, story driven. Let me um let me look through my thing of like recently. I feel like I've got good taste in movies. I, let me look at my like recent things. There hasn't been on Netflix. I've been catching a lot of documentaries lately, which which provide moments of huh, but not really. Um, wow. So I watched the la- on Netflix. Uh, this I guess I'm sure people would like these picks. Watch the Last Gladiators. That's about um uh, a hockey uh, one of those guys in hockey who's an enforcer. And it explains like the role of the enforcer, and it tells his whole story and some of his fights, and it's great. And they talk, and it's it's a really good documentary about hockey. Okay. And I don't even like fucking hockey. Uh, the Fifth Element. That's yeah. that's the highest grossing French film of all time because you got our boy uh, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis with uh, Gary Oldman and Mila Jovovich, who's really fucking hot. If you I ask like me. that movie, but I feel like it's gone down as one of the greatest in t- of all time, and I think it's overrated. You got Chris Tucker putting in a crazy performance. Also uh, on Netflix, Silence of the Rolls. Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, which is excellent. Das Boot, which is excellent, if you if you don't mind a slow-paced movie. Taxi Driver's on there, too. That's fucking awesome. It, you, you can't appreciate Robert De Niro as an actor until you've seen 
teasing taxi driver. Uh huh. It's it's awesome. It's, so it's, so far, the last gladiators are on my like. You know, I want that. Um, I don't like Rage and Bull. I'm, I'm still going through this thing. American Psycho. If you've never seen uh, that, you got to see it once just to appreciate mm. the the range of Christian Bale. Yep, that's amazing. Not only not only his acting ability, but what he does with his physique. So you're looking yeah. at his last couple movies, or the last movies My you've last watched? Couple. Yeah. How do you do that? You go to Netflix online and Netflix.com, and I'm just scrolling through my recent watched. Um, Judge yeah. Dread. It, it's just called Dread. It's not Judge Dread. It's Dread. It's made in 2012 with uh, Carl Urban. It is one of the best low-budget um, graphic novel uh, films I've ever seen. It's, it, it, it does Judge Dredd the way the graphic novels do him. He doesn't take his helmet off. He's fucking hardcore. And the, the whole movie is just death and destruction and people getting skinned alive. And it's got um, uh, something heady or whatever from Game of Thrones, the, the, the evil queen. Uh, queen she's, she's the bad guy in the movie. It's awesome. Um, they and they actually been campaigning campaigning for a long time get like to uh, get a sequel made because I think they made the film for let's say thirty million and it only made like forty five worldwide or forty five in the U S and maybe like a few, you know twenty more worldwide. Um, but I think they actually got him to do it. Capote. Uh, that, Can I go that's, through my list and how much it sucks? Here's my list. I I've got two more. I've got three okay. more. I'll go through them fast. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman just died. If you want to see one of his greatest performances. It's Capote. Um, just just sit through it for give it ten minutes before you make a judgment call on his accent. It's spelled with a C. Yeah, C A P O T E. Blackfish is um, all about the treatment of orcas um, in places in theme parks and stuff. It's really really good, uh, but it's sad. Be prepared for that. And the boys from Brazil from 1978. You got Gregory Peck and Sir Lawrence Olivier, and it's an incredible movie about hunting Nazis in, like, the 70s, and they're after Joseph Mengele, who's, like, you know, the the most evil Nazi doctor, and he's got a new program where he's trying to bring Hitler back, and it's it's a great movie. All right, let me do my list. So those are my picks. And keep in mind, these are not all my picks. I live with a family. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. I cherry pick. I actually like that show. How It's Made, I also like that show. Ghostbusters 2, I bear no responsibility whatsoever for the Ghostbusters 2 on my recently watched list. Merlin. This is poor. I don't know Merlin, really. My wife says it's good. Star Trek Next Gen. Someone told me it was good. Totally Jackie. Firefly, that's all me. I stand by it. One for the Money. Are you familiar with this? It looks like a romantic comedy, judging by the picture. Mm. I don't know. Fringe. Is this a TV show? Yeah, Fringe is a great sci-fi television show. All right. Uh, The Avengers, that's very good, but it's really Colin who's watching that. The Dinosaur Project, Doctor Who, I like that a lot. Toddlers and Tierras, I have no responsibility for that. Um, Four Weddings, a TLC show, I don't know what that is. Hayen, it's probably Haven, it's just a bad V. I don't know what that is. Chuck, not sure what that is. The Following with Kevin Bacon, do you know this? Nah, man, Um, Uh, those aren't ringing. Kevin Bacon doesn't make... He makes B-movies for the most part lately. This one actually is me, Arrow, and I didn't like it. I, I watched a couple episodes, and it just didn't hook me. Have you seen that? Um, I could tell it's not going to hook me. I'm not, I have no interest in that superhero. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. This is a different version of Beauty and the Beast. It looks like it's a homicide detective. I think I actually might have watched that with them. Uh, Glee. I've totally seen Glee. 
I haven't seen it lately. I... Don't touge me. Oh, Kill Bill <laughs> One and Two are now on Netflix too, guys. I know. I, I see Kill Bill Two is on my like must see type thing. I, I think I'm gonna watch that. What not to wear? That that's totally them. Psych. That's all Jackie. Warehouse Thirteen. Futurama. Pirates of the Caribbean. The Crudes. Dance Academy. I don't even know most of these things. The Guild. It looks like a Dungeons and Dragons based comedy. I'm not sure. Oh, that chick is so hot. She's also in uh, a few episodes of Supernatural. Is kind of a reoccurring character. Mm-hmm. And her and even in that, she's like into LARPing and she's like a computer hacking lesbian. Like that chick's hot. And I think in real life, she's just like a she's into like role play and um not not the kinky kind that I know of. And um and you know LARPing and stuff like that. And all of her characters seem to represent that that she plays. Um, Drop Dead Diva. I think this is an old sitcom. No, it's not as old as I thought it was. But okay. Zodiac is on there. That's got Mark Ruffalo, who's the the new Hulk in the Marvel movies. Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. And uh, it's about the Zodiac Killer. And it's my my recently watched list doesn't have a lot of winners on there. And and the winners it does have, like how it's made, are certainly no secrets. The Apostle is on there with Robert Duvall. If you want to see like. One of Robert Duvall's strongest uh, performances. It's excellent. It's about a Pentecostal preacher that just snaps, and he's a, this incredibly uh, religious man. But he, it's it's excellent. I know for um, a fact I watched Breaking Bad lately, and it wasn't on my list. I don't know why. But Clerks. If you've never seen Clerks, it's it's that's a real mistake. That one's good. That one's really good. There's quotes from that. If you want, if you like World War II stuff, that's kind of sad. The pianist is on there. The King's Speech is excellent. It won an Oscar. I might Fargo, watch Capote. Forrest Gump. Capote's great. Capote. Um, it's a true story. Um, Capote was a was a great author, I guess, in that time. I, it's not in my area of expertise at all, but he just had come off some huge novel he'd written, and nobody thought he'd ever be able to top it. And I guess it took him several years to always write a novel, and he came upon this real-life murder um, where these two guys went in and killed a family with knives, I think. And he, this, the, the book is called In Cold Blood that he's writing, and it's about the guy who did it. And it's he, he was interviewing this guy over the course of years trying to get all the material he needed, and it's kind of about that, and it's, it's, it's great. Have you seen Mitt? Mm, I've seen half of it. Oh, it didn't, it didn't pull you in, I guess, huh? No, because I don't know how I even feel about that guy. I, I don't like the guy we've got, uh-huh. but I don't think I think Mitt would have been like ten percent better on some things, and I think he might have really fucked up some other things. Like I feel like Mitt might have gotten really embroiled in the Middle East, even worse than we are now. And I know we're still like over there. We're still, I think the amount we're spending in Afghanistan next year would pay off all the student loans. It would, it would for the entire country. It's an enormous amount of money. But I think he might have gotten us even – who knows? We'd be in fucking Iran perhaps if The if things that I charge. don't like about Obama – like right now there's a big one. Net neutrality. So let me explain net neutrality to my non-technical uh, audience. Uh, not saying all of you are non-technical, but to those of you that are, here's the deal. <laughs> the internet is a bunch of connected networks, right? You've got a network in your house. You've got a network in your neighbor's house. This is a, a metaphor. And uh, and they get connected by one wire. So from things in your house to other things in your house, they connect really, really well. It's not a problem. But there's only one or two wires that go from your house to your neighbor's house. And um, – you know, oftentimes that you know, you and your neighbor will connect fine. And and like I said, 
to all the devices in your house, tons of bandwidth, but you and your neighbor are only connected by like one or two wires. Well, what they do is sometimes they hold each other hostage. Your neighbor will say, all right, look, we've got one wire, we need two. That's just the deal. You need to pay me millions to install a second line from me to you. And you're like, what? No, we're kind of peers here. This is how this is supposed to go. And you're like, nope. I'm just going to have a sucky connection to you. I'm going to play chicken with you. And it's like, why would you do that? People pay you to give them 20 megabits download, and you know they're downloading from me, so you're supposed to give a better connection. They say, fuck it. I'm not doing it. We're letting the whole world share this one wire between. And that, you know, typically what they're supposed to be doing is adding more wires, connecting your house to your neighbor's house so that the connection between the stuff in your house is nearly as good as the connection to the stuff in your neighbor's house. I hope this is working for people. What they're going to do is install this, what they call an internet fast lane. And that means that all the crappy traffic goes over maybe the first wire, and then privileged traffic goes over the new wire. That's the internet fast lane that they want to do. As it is today, that's not legal. There's there's net neutrality, and all traffic is treated equally. And that's that. And they want to make it so that there'll be a fast lane. That when you connect these two networks, you'll have a privileged wire that the commoners don't share. And if you're a big company, now people have asked me, like, Woody, are you concerned about this for, for Woodycraft? No. I'm a big server, right? I'll just buy a premium line, and it'll be a competitive advantage for me over every other, you know, the, the smaller servers. But um, no, that's not what's good for the world. What's good for the world is everyone to have a level playing field and... Um, you know, it, it, like companies like Netflix would have never gotten started if they were held hostage to pay these giant fees just to bring their traffic along. Companies like YouTube would have never gotten started. Yahoo, Google, all these things and were just going to pass one, the costs on to us. Say that again. They're just going to pass those added costs on to us. If the, if if Netflix if it passes, if it goes through, and, and there, then Netflix is going to have to buy these premium lines, and they're going to be incredibly expensive, and they're going to pass that on to to us. It'll be two years from now, but it might be a lot. They may have to double their prices. Sure. It's hard to tell. Uh, That's one way it could go. Or, or, you know, Netflix just might not succeed in an environment where they have to charge $16 a month instead of eight. They're they're like one-third of the world's internet traffic, right? Download, yeah. They're very little upload. Um, Or, you know, Google. Or, you know, I don't know what's out there trying to take down Netflix. You know, but that company won't be successful – if you know they're not in the profit phase, right? If they're in the startup and they're kind of running at a loss in an effort to gather customers, they'll never get started without net neutrality. Net neutrality will make it so that the rich get richer and the poor can't get started. And um, they do it by charging bandwidth fees for what was a free transport previously. And the answer isn't more oversight. The answer is reclassifying. ISPs as common carriers, as telecommunications carriers under Article 2 of the Communications Act. That's the only way because more oversight and in trying to enforce net neutrality without reclassification is just eventually going to result in another court ruling where the federal court says, no, FCC, you do not have the authority to govern these people this way, which they don't. They do have that authority if they were to reclassify them under Article 2. That's the only solution to all this. And the things that they need to do to make the Internet run faster aren't that expensive. It's not like there's a tech problem or that there's some big issue. I mean, you've got these people in um, 
the meet me rooms. That's what it's called. And, and like, a, so you know, you picture a data center, and there's literally a room with wires coming in from all over the place, right? Wet fiber coming from Europe and Africa and whatever to New York City, and uh, and they're all there in a meet me room. And then when I want to connect to you, it, it I mean, it costs. Like, you know, for me to add another, like, 10 gigabit port thing, it's less than $10,000, right? It's it's chump change. But they don't do it because I can hold you hostage for $4 million and say, you know, when you make a $4 million investment, I'll put a 10 grand port in a new switch and we'll make it go. That's that's how this goes. And uh, they're just – they're finding a way to get paid on both ends. Like, for me, if I'm buying 50 megabit download – I expect you know you to have a network that kind of works at 50 megabits. I don't want to buy 50 megabit download from you and then find out that my Time Warner connection only gets three megabit download from Comcast or XO or Level Three or whoever. You know, if, if Time Warner is a really shitty on ramp to the rest of the internet, then what good is 50 megabit download? I'm not really getting it. The rest of the internet isn't connecting to Time Warner properly where they should be. Um, oh shit! Well, oh, we'll shit. just have to see how it all goes. Yeah, there's, it seems like there's a lot of backlash, so hopefully something will be done. I, I want, and like, I'm getting cynical now, but it seems like when there's a lot of backlash like this, it shuts them down for six months, right? Like, remember yeah, right? when SOPA was a really, really big deal? Yeah. Yep. And then everyone was like, no, SOPA. SOPA, you know, and, and, you know, politicians and everything were like, SOPA has to stop. People are, you know, outraged about SOPA. Google turned black for the internet blackout day. Reddit did too. Everything went crazy. And then, um, you know, like, I don't know if they ever passed another SOPA thing or not. They just renamed it. They're like, ah, it's not SOPA anymore. We'll name it something else. We'll slide it past people. Like, you know, they're rough. We can only ruffle our feathers one or two times, like, as a community. And then it just becomes this inevitable thing that they sort of renamed, and and that's that. You know, if they tried to pass SOPA again, but this time they named it like you know Lewis, no one pay attention. Like ah, we already rallied around that. It's history, and we'll see what happens with net neutrality. But you're right. I'd like to see it classified as a common carrier uh, for reasons I barely understand. <laughs> Apparently, when you do that, it is a ton of oversight and regulation. But it forces them to do a good job, mm-hmm. and uh, I, what it really needs is competition. You know, Time Warner and stuff—they're intentionally being a crappy on-ramp to the rest of the internet because I have nowhere else to go. So, uh, oh, capitalism! <clears throat> I love you. I have a couple more movie picks I want to ramble through really quickly from my Netflix <laughs> recent watched. Um, there will be Blood, Man on Wire, Trinity, and Beyond: The Atomic Bomb Movie. Uh, Will Smith as Muhammad Ali, Bronson, Gattaca, uh, Black Hawk Down, um, Donnie Darko, Doctor Strange Love. What's Donnie Darko about? Lonesome Dove and The Usual Suspects. Donnie Darko is a weird, trippy movie. I'm not sure what it's about, and I've seen it twice. Lonesome yeah, Dove? What's that one? Lonesome Dove is a miniseries made back in like 1989. It's got Robert Duvall, Tommy Lee Jones, Angelica Houston, Steve Buscemi, um, Danny Glover, um, and maybe a person too I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, it's a mini series. It's totaling six hours. Uh, it's a western about a cattle drive um, from Texas to uh, Montana with these two old Texas Rangers and their like crew. 
All right, let's bottom line this. Pick one movie for me to see. If oh. I've seen it, I'm going to ask for another. Doctor Strange Love. Uh, I don't give a shit about that. Ask for another. Oh, come on. That's a fantastic How film. How old is that movie? I, the reason I picked that is because it's an older movie, and I thought I that feel it would... like I feel like Michael Scott. Can she fit in a rowboat? No, no, don't worry. Can she row a boat or would she sink it? All right, Look, she can't row a boat. I know it. She's listen, fat. Listen, I, I know how you feel. I know how you feel about movies. I uh-huh. think if you watch this, you'll walk away thinking, wow, that's a real masterpiece. Even though because, it's from, like, the 60s. Yes, yes, I promise you. It's about nuclear war and um, and, and, the, and the country is ran poorly and, and there's, like, ex-Nazis involved, and it's funny. It's funny and it's comical. It's really, really good. It's Stanley Kubrick. He, the guy's a fucking genius. I promise you this movie is Who's the bad actor good. with the curly, afro, white guy? Played with Richard okay, Pryor fine, a lot. Fine. No, 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 George, I'm just asking. George C. Scott. Gene Wilder. George C. Scott. Gene Wilder. And, and, and is Gene Peter Wilder Jones. in it? Right. Uh, I, no. Who was it? It was some guy that uh, – um, the, the original – the reason he was in it is because the studio decided that the only reason a previous film he had been in uh, was be- was successful because he had played a bunch of roles as like some kind of gimmick. Gattaca. All right. If you if you don't want that, watch Steve Gattaca. Gattaca. It's okay. amazing. It's a very good pick. Um, Peter Sellers was the. Guy I wasn't so it. against Doctor Strange. Like you're winning me over, but if you want to move on, have you? I, I really think it's strong, but I, you know, I, 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 I that's the one I pick. Like, like that's right. that's what I'd have you. Watch. I'd like to hear your next pick. Um, well, there's if you ha- uh, these are for you, but if I was just Europa Report is pretty good. It's all about it's, pretty good. It's pre- I agree. Oh, you've seen that one too. Okay. Yeah, sci-fi. Um, yeah, I really like that. That's that's. It's not low, low budget, but it's definitely yeah, not like a blockbuster it was really, film. It was good, and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't even heard of it. It was just recommended for me, and I thought, eh. Um, if if you'd like to, see, if you like weird movies, anybody watch Bernie. It's Jack Black, and it's a it's like a black comedy. It's it's really dark, and it's based on a true story, which is really fucked up. Also, Man on Wire. That one made me cry. Trinity and Beyond, which is about the atomic bombs creation, is just educational and everybody should understand how nuclear weapons work because it's not the Cold War anymore, so people probably aren't as educated, but they're scary as fuck and oh. you should know about it. What was that one movie with John Cusack about Oppenheimer and all that stuff? Is that that? Or is that something else? That's what this is about. It's about the development of it and all the oh. scientists. There's a few there's a few different ones about about Trinity. So far Doctor Strange Love is the leading candidate. Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's 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 considered a classic. I just don't like Robert Redford that much. I, he doesn't he doesn't do much for me. All right. The Road is too fucking dark to watch. I mean, I like dark movies, but Jesus Christ, all these things. Is that the one where the guy and the kid like yeah. trying to make it to the Air- beach or something? Yeah, fucking Viggo Mortensen. Dude, there's nothing but bad news in that movie for hours. Really bad, man. Um, the new True Grit. If you haven't seen it, it's better than the old That's one. That's an like amazing John. movie. That's a really good one. Um, the Eagle is just okay. I, it's like a B. I watched it, that with Colin. Yeah. Um, the Crow is something that everybody should watch. Usual Suspects is, is an absolute masterpiece. Yep. I I think we recommended that on PKA before. Wow. Mm. Doctor Strange Love is the only like uh, unseen movie here. Das Boot. If you've never seen Das Boot, it's germ. It's subtitled, so it's German. 
but it's very, very good. It's, it was, I, I'm looking at it now, and I think that's how I know this, but it was nominated for six Oscars. Every so often I skip a movie that I'm really interested in, but it's Chinese and it has subtitles. Mm, yeah, that 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 can bother me. Like if, IP man, I, like it's like I don't want to give you that much attention. I watched all three of those. I don't know, man. Just, they're oh. they're pretty damn good, but uh, I think I paid fifteen dollars to watch one of them. Chinatown's a classic, but it's too old for you to enjoy. It's a night. It's nineteen seventy four, but it's really old fashioned. Um, because they're it's nineteen seventy four, but they're portraying characters from like the fifties or something, uh-huh. and like in like the, the the early day criminal days of of Los Angeles and it's a lot of um like private investigators and dirty dirty dealings and it's just I don't think you'd like that but if you're if anybody's out there is a film buff you need to watch Chinatown cuz it's young Jack Nicholson and hot Faye Dunaway um I don't like Raging Bull everybody acts like that's Scorsese's masterpiece but I don't like it I didn't like De Niro's character I didn't like Pesci's character, I, I didn't like it, and I, I've seen everything else they've done. Is it I time for like a whole new topic? Yeah, totally. I'm running out of movies. Did you see that Nade Shot was talking about no longer being a pro gamer? No. He said 2014's his last year, and it's halfway through May, so that's... Really? Why would he say something like that? Um. Uh, so he wrote, like, if I were to print it out, it'd be like a page-long post. There's an Optic Gaming subreddit, and... Uh, and he explained himself. And if I were to do a too long didn't read, it's that he's captain of the team and everything that happens with it is like uh, they blame him. You know, he's like, look, we practice from whatever, like six to 12 or something. I've missed one of the last 21 days, you know, and then Glaser has missed 10 of the last 21. He's like, I'm not throwing stones. Sometimes people miss. I know he's doing things other than. Practicing with me, right? He might do game battles in the in the daytime and not practice at night. You know, that's a thing. But don't knock me for missing, like, unscheduled daytime game battle scrims and, uh, you know, when I'm practicing at night, like, like the schedule says. Uh, but it, basically every time they don't win, every time they don't practice, every time, any, every time anything ever happens that's wrong... Everyone's fussing at Nade Shot for it, and he says that it brings out a part of him that he doesn't like, and he no longer wants to do this. And I just go on. Does he have any plans after that? I mean, I, I, I he's killing it. He was killing it on Twitch, and I'm assuming he's continued to kill it on MLG TV. He's, you know, someone said he wasn't streaming as much in that Reddit post, but I don't. Mm. Don't take that as a PKA stat. I don't know. I, I just wonder how much of his streaming success and and YouTube success is wrapped up in optic and professional gaming. You know, if if you take all that away, does Nade Shot is he gonna or would he even be interested in being a YouTuber or still being more behind the scenes maybe with optic gaming? Or I don't know. MLG? Like so. There's more money to be made in YouTube than pro gaming, period. Uh, you know, people who will say, like, you know, oh, I don't know, Parasite made more money than, like, some, you know, C-level YouTuber. It's like, yeah, you've compared, like, the highest money-making guy of 2013. You can say it, me to Parasite. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I bet Parasite earned more than you, right? You know, he had a uh, he had one event in particular where I think they made like over a hundred grand, 
and then um you know you mix in the rest of the events and whatever YouTube and Twitch and endorsements and and uh, and he did really well. Good for you. But um you know you're not comparing apples to apples there. You're comparing like an up and comer to a guy who's right on top. You compare PewDiePie to Parasite, which is you know top to top, then you'll see that there's a there's a huge mismatch. And even if you were to compare like who's the top COD guy? Would that be like someone from the crew? Like is this Vanos do COD? Uh, the top um, COD guy. I don't. I don't even know who the top Call of Duty commentator is right now. KYR Speedy something yeah, maybe I'm not sure who you consider the top Call of Duty person, but if you were to compare the top call COD personality like YouTuber to the top COD competitive guy, I think the YouTuber would still be way way ahead. And um, but like when you take a competitive gamer, no one's really left competitive gaming and stayed as relevant as they were when they were in it. Mm-hmm. You know their star quickly fades. Uh, because, you know, the part of why they were who they were is because they were in competitive gaming. Uh, I don't know if Nateshot is bigger than that. You know, Nateshot is America's favorite COD player, right? You know, he, he's the big guy. Um, and, and I mean, one, like, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm addressing this, but uh, every time I talk about competitive gaming, they're like, what do you think's COD's the biggest? I know League. I know StarCraft. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we're talking about COD. And uh, it it kind of reminds me of like the Hut situation, even the Woody situation, to some extent the XJAW situation. It feels like people who really like these guys broke their toy. Like people who have a big interest in Nate Shot are going to lose them this year. It it seems, according to Nate Shot, because he's done with all the like you know every brick in the green wall, fussing at him for everything that they don't like. And uh, I was like, huh, you know, that's, I don't know. I wish him the best. Um, and he might change his mind, but he's talking about being done with competitive gaming. And I don't know what his spot will be when he's no longer a pro player. be interesting to see if he can, if he can fight back. Yeah. I, I know, like, I um, I won't even hint at it, but working in the same industry... I bet me and everyone on this call could do a pretty good job of estimating his income. And I don't know of any big expenses. I know he has a nice car. But outside of that, you know, he's not been the sort to buy, like, $4,000 jeans or blow it on Coke or or anything that, you know, would... He might have been saving a lot of money through this time, and he might be okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's done well for himself. And rightfully so. He's excellent at what he does and commands a strong following. Yep. Yeah, and then and then he gets out of this and he goes be, he goes to be a social media consultant for any company in in America. He's like, I've got how many followers does he have on Twitter? Two hundred some odd thousand. I would guess higher. I mean, it, uh, I'll look him, I'll look him up. I think he's the. I mean, he's he's, he's like I, I've learned to make these people essentially dance, you know, to my tune. I know how to cultivate a, a social media following. If you've got a game, you've got something in the gaming space. Pay me 20 G's and I'll optimize your social media, whatever. Uh, 577K. I was going to say over half a million. Yeah, it's a really big number. Wow. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Nate Shot's a good guy. Um, but to hear that he's he's going to leave his spot this year, 
and go behind the scenes and stuff like uh you he know. needs to he needed to come play some civilization that's what he needs to do <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh let's see those skills now that's mm-hmm. right. That would be great to bring him in and like whip him at civilization and be like, clearly the the, the superior gamers over here on yes. the PTA crew. Exactly. With a pitiful performance with the Egyptians. <laughs> you call that a you call that a great work? Ah, oh, sad. God, sad. God. If we shoutcasted it like really yeah. loud in his ear, like every time he made a mistake. Like, could you pick a worse social policy for how you want to build your civilization? What are you doing over there? Come on. Man. <laughs> he chose loyalty. <laughs> It would be fun to to whoop up on Nadeshot and Civilizations. I assume he hasn't played. Yeah, you would assume that, but like maybe maybe he's been. You don't know those guys aren't just. I'm sorry, I cut I cut you off, but those guys aren't just COD gamers. Like I see them like getting into Halo or even like uh, StarCraft. They play a lot of StarCraft when that was getting super hot. Um, They're not afraid to get out of their comfort zone and try a new thing. But I've never heard of them playing Civ. And Civ's nice because like. Just as like oh oh we could put him on a keyboard and mouse. I don't know if he has keyboard and mouse skills, right? Hmm. Like for all I know, we can take optic nade shot, put him on uh, Minecraft or something, and I will whoop him. <laughs> or uh, I yeah, know they, he play, he plays you always think that you know you see some guy playing zombies and you're like I would destroy him at multiplayer, but you know <laughs> sometimes, sometimes skills translate from one game mode to another, and the guy who's the best player on the fucking earth at zombies is pretty good at shooting multiplayer characters as well. Uh, so, but uh, what was I gonna say? But Main but his shot. skills don't translate to Minecraft. So well, I know that he's be... played a little Minecraft. He used to play some last oh, year. Dude. What is okay? Um, they definitely don't translate to Civilization. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, right. That's totally style. just not a thing. That's not his speed. Like, yeah. like I, I could see him playing StarCraft, something like really fast, clicky, and using his talents to maybe he's got some right. Uber Micro. But I can't see him sitting back for 17 hours, being like, "Yep." The clock has ticked its last for you, Egypt. I, I, <laughs> we could take like uh, we could take a uh, Nate shot. Put him in an online version of Cards Against Humanity and to say that we kicked his ass in a video game. We could find – that would be cool. We could find games that we could beat pros at. They, they could, we could get a pro StarCraft player. We could like get a Husky StarCraft or somebody, somebody who's an excellent StarCraft player. Uh-huh. And that, but then just kick their ass in something Perhaps like Perhaps flown to Korea for a tournament. Yes, yes. Get get someone who's supposed to be the best at what they at what they do, and they are. Get, get get a StarCraft champ or something, and then like kick their ass at an FPS or or Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah. Oh, like thanks. if we spent if we spent a week training Mortal Kombat, I promise you, I could spend a week training Mortal Kombat, and I could I could beat any knob any new player. Yeah, for me, I, I'd have a better head start at a uh, Street Fighter, but yeah. The, the concept I, is strong. I, I, oh, no, I, I still think a weekly PKA, thing. I still think that PK plays a, a good one would be Jeopardy. I, I think I know it sounds boring, but I think it would be good for like a, a, a ten or twenty minute episode. I'm down. Is there an online, is there a Jeopardy game? I'll play? look on Steam. I bet there is. I bet yeah. there's one that would like fit our needs perfectly and oh, let us play against the show. And it would be a little tough to. Um... <laughs> It would be a little tough to uh, film and such, but I'd be willing to take you guys on in like a um, dancing connect game. Oh god, I don't. I, I was hoping we would stick to the PC with this. 
I really don't. I, I'm disgusted by the console, and I'm I'm doing my best to get better with this keyboard and mouse. I'm playing that Lefty gifted me a, an FPS. What, what's it called? Uh, uh, it's Rising Storm slash Red Orchestra Two. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing my best to to get better with this keyboard and mouse. I don't want any console distractions. That console's worthless to me. I'm I'm considering uh-huh. canceling my Xbox Live subscription for the first time. So I was telling Lefty since, like. Whenever Halo 3 came out, I'd had one for six months before then. I know that's not super old, but that's how long I've had my Xbox account. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> you said earlier in the show, like, the PC is to the console as the console is to a Nintendo DS or 3DS or something. That's how I'm feeling, too. Like, everything looks better, and and it's ready to go. It records. It's it's, it's right there. It's it's a and many of of the PC games offer console control, so it's it's the best yeah. of both worlds. If you if you just want that feel, you and, can still get that feel, but you can have all these mods, all these um, texture packs, and all and it can look so much better. What, what I think you will bump into that you haven't had yet is the like the thing about the PC sucking to configure. It really can be a thing, like. Like remember when you you couldn't join what it was Lefty's lobby or something on Steam and who knows why the f that happened or or I think um, that was my poor internet. Okay, and well, well, and you talked about how easy mods were to install. I found getting DayZ to work was actually pretty complicated. And that was that, different though. That was a that was a big mod. That was a major overhaul with the game mechanics. It was, and and it had an error message that didn't give any direction towards what the solution might be like i ended up googling it but it was it wasn't intuitive even for it a wasn't computer simple guy. and it wasn't intuitive but even i honestly like i'm shitty at that stuff i was telling lefty like i was so bad at uh stealing sony vegas back in the day that the second time i needed it when i bought a new pc i just bought it 600 <laughs> fucking dollars dude everyone steals it me and white boy seven street are the only ones i know who bought fucking i bought it and you and yeah. you were the th- <laughs> We're the only ones I know who actually bought that shit and have the disc somewhere. Um, <laughs> I downloaded the. I mean, I bought it online, but he has the disc. I've seen it. He's <laughs> held it up many times. But um, what was I getting at with the um, the mod packs installed? Oh yeah, but, but but even with my just shitty computer knowledge, I was able to do the Daisy thing. Like I, I had to Google a bit, and I, I I just found it really frustrating. I was like, everybody's playing this shit, so they've been able to do this. I'm at, I'm at least as smart as as everybody else. Like I can figure this out, and, and I figured it out. But mods for like Civilization and Left 4 Dead, I just go through them, and I get to search exactly what kind of mod I'm looking for, and I can find all these cool things. So if Left 4 Dead, if you want your weapon to be you name it. It can, you know, any sword or anything. You can just do it. It's already been done for you. You can find it, click a button, you've got it. We'll see. I, I feel like uh, every now and then I do something on the PC, and it's like, right, this is the bad part, you know. Like, it, heck, managing your friends list on Steam, I find to be not nearly nice, nearly as nice as it is on Xbox. That's just one little I, thing, you know. But that kind of like integration, sort of outside the game stuff, isn't as yeah. strong. It seems sort of independent of the game, and I like that. Um, I haven't had any issues with it, but but we're just playing Civilization and Left 4 Dead, so it seems like we're just joining a four-man lobby, and yeah, we just yeah. haven't had many real issues. Maybe it's more difficult. Heck, with you and I stuff. had a hard time getting started together in Civ. No, what we had a hard time getting started on was um, Dead Space. 
Uh, that's true you too. You were talking about connectivity issues. Yeah, Jeez. that was. Oh, I had. I was getting a new router going at the time. That's, that's like the what whole... that was. Okay. That yeah. I can't blame that on the console. That was hilarious. Yeah. We were oh, trying to do our, le- our our Dead Space. Dude, let's so play. many people trying to just now is on Netflix, right? People use Netflix to like get my so my credit card number. Then they use my credit card number to like get my gamer tag. It's this whole thing. On my Netflix account, I have a fake first name, a fake last name, and a fake address to go along with my like username and password. Like effect, because what would happen is they wouldn't know my password, but they'd call up for help, knowing all these other things like where I live and who my wife is and stuff like that, and convince them that they were me. Now, effectively, my first name's a password, my last name's a password, my address is a password. All my data's faked on these sites. It's pretty hard to pretend you're me because everything about me is fake on Netflix. So I, I have it like written down so that I can remember all the stuff that I told them. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible that, that it's come to that. I, Jesus, you would think you were a dictator or like like some kind of like you would think you were like the leader of uh, the West, the Westboro Baptist Church or some something. Somebody <laughs> to really be vilified and torn down. I, what else, dude? Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's hard to get into. Oh, now I'm challenging them, right? That's not what I'm looking for. But yeah, I I fake so much data on the internet because um, you know, if it's guessable or if it's like retrievable, you know, heck, even if they call support and say, you know, that they ha- they know my name and address, they'll be like, that's not the address we have here. It tells me your first name is fucking Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and the news. <laughs> yes. And your, and your last name is News. Why why would that be? That's so weird. Yeah, so that's that's how I secure my stuff. Everything about me is fake names and addresses. Uh, they're like, Are you the real Huey Lewis? Like, can you sing me that song from Back to the Future? <laughs> uh, you guys want to wrap the show? I like the idea Oh, go on. Yeah. Go on. I was gonna. I was gonna say I like the idea that we had earlier about PKA plays with getting someone who's really good at a certain thing, but playing something that's not their skill set <laughs> at all. Ass at something else. Exactly. Yeah. Not, 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 maybe that's the challenge, you know, to see if this guy who who normally plays like a, a first person shooter on the console can come over to something that's completely different, which is a, a turn based strategy game on the PC. Yes, I, I like that idea a lot. I was gonna say so. Dude, PKA is turning into a fun thing. I like the PKA adventures. I like PKA plays. I like, uh, of course, the podcast. We're, we're branching out. It's going to be cool stuff. Yeah, going to do some fun things. And Lefty's got that big intro coming up pretty soon. He's no, play- we heard Lefty's. Next week is me. Oh, that's right? you. So here, the thing with that was I didn't realize it was going to be reoccurring. And but but then like after Woody did his, so I went first, then Lefty, then Woody, and then Woody types into Skype like two days later. I don't look forward. I'm glad I'm done with that for you know three weeks. Don't have to come up with anything for a while. And I'm just like, shit. What? I got to come up with something? <laughs> I really struggled all week. Like I spent four days of like at night I would be laying in bed thinking like, what am I gonna do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm thinking of all the things that I could do. And I thought of making a video intro that would be played. I had some ideas surrounding that, but I couldn't come up with it exactly how what I, what I wanted. I was thinking of. A few things, but I just don't have the talents required for like dance numbers and show tunes. So it, it really, uh, it just got to the point where I was like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And that's what you got from me, uh, last week was, I was like, eh, it's in, it's one, episode 179. Cause I had nothing. I'm full but, of crap. I don't know what I'm going to do a week from now, but I want to be the guy that didn't have nothing. 
I know. Because I it's not like I don't think I can come up in here and and like rap it. I, I don't think I can sing it. I don't think I can 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 say it in a certain way. That can't be the the. the I think th- what you're trying to tell our audience is that you followed me and you got served. I think progressively they got better. I thought I thought the the whole idea was you know the the thing I wrote that you know will encompass something that we all do and have a have a fun little triumphant intro and then you guys just kept adding more personality and they got better and better and now I don't know where to go uh, with it but I think it's in a totally new direction. I think it's something I don't know what it is but I'm working on it. Okay. Huh. I is that look the show? PK180. PK180. Good night. Bye.